One podcast has crushed the horror landscape, leaving behind the silent audio waves of all of those who have came before. Introducing our hosts. This man needs no introduction, but needs seven takes to record his own. He is known for rating bad movies high and known for rating good movies high. Don't try to call him because he only phones it in. He is our host from the foreign land of Canada, Mood 616. This man is willing to die even on the smallest of hills. He argues to the point in which he disagrees with himself. A man who knows a remake when he sees one. He is the Mexican-born super producer known as the humble one and the sexy one, JP. They are known for creating superstars out of their guests. They are known for being the number one horror podcast on the Horrorphilia Network, except for when they allow others to take a turn. They are the devil's advocate of horror podcasting. They are the 22 shots of moods and horror. Yes, yes, y'all, it's going down right now. Episode 88 of the 22 Shots of Moods and Horror Podcast is coming at you live. I am your host, M-O-O-D to the Z, also known as Moods. And of course, I've always got my hetero Mexican soulmate by my side, Double Shot J, also known as JP. And we are very proud to welcome back to the show for a second time, one-third of the non-existing roast podcast, Andy Barkley. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> aka the retro slasher yeah what's going on guys what's Gosh, up man. andy You're, what's up, welcome guys? back andy glad to be back <laughs> how it's been a while huh uh yeah just at least i know this time we these films are gonna spark a little more conversation and ghost town did i was it's oh, funny yeah. you said it's been a while i was actually like just thinking about that and i was like it actually hasn't been that long you were on like three episodes ago <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was like episode 85 I think you're like the first person to come back so quick Is on he? the show. Like, maybe, I think that's like the Kyle fastest done it before within three episodes. Yeah. I don't know. I don't you know, man. That, it just seemed really fast. I was kind of looking at it, going, "Man, it was like three episodes ago we did that Western horror show." Yeah, you know what? Kyle was on episode fifty-six and came back for fifty-eight. Oh wow, it's crazy. Yeah, whatever, whatever happened to that <laughs> that skinny jean motherfucker? Oh, I don't know, man. I see him posting all the time on, you know, like Snapchat and like Facebook and stuff. But he, does, I, know, I think he, I think he comments every once in a while. But he just he's kind of been doing his own thing right now. Yeah, yeah. Every, I know. Every time I see him, it's it's always a picture of him in like New York, or he's at like a fancy waterfall or something like that, or yeah. <laughs> at some fancy clothing store buying some skinny shorts or something. Like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So what's going on, Andy, man? Glad to Not have you much. back on the show, man. Glad to be back. Yeah, yeah. So, what's new in uh, in the life of Andy Barkley? Not much. Work, work, work. Ah, uh, that just sounds so depressing. That's kind of <laughs> yeah. like, that's that's been like my life lately since I've been back to work. It's like these eleven hour days are fucking killing me, dude. Killing me. I haven't been able to watch any movies. I've been just it, it's struggling with it, man. I can barely get through half a film before I fall asleep. <laughs> it's, it's like those type of weeks. You know, I get home. I'm like, feel like I'm awake and I try to start watching a film and I'm like, hey, this is okay. And then it's like, I guess my mistake is I haven't been really been picking the best ones. I tried to watch Cabin Fever, like I said before the show, and got halfway through and I was like, this movie is, seems very familiar. Fucking <laughs> 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 fast though. So, but you know how it goes, man. You know how it goes. Ugh. What about you, JP? What's new in the What's new in the life of the um, 
my Mexican soulmate. Oh man, I've been so busy, dude. I like I went and seen uh maybe two weeks ago I went to that drive in, saw oh, a couple yeah. of flicks. Um dude, that those movies were awful, by the way. Like we didn't even stay for the fourth one because we was already getting tired. But the the one was decent and I immediately knew what it was, like <laughs> after I saw a couple scenes, even though I'd never seen the film before. Mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I I kinda just the what was happening in it i was like oh i think i know what this is and i looked it up it was called horror of the zombies which yeah. i believe is one of the uh mm, what is it called the it's like one, a f- four films They're one Spanish. of the blind dead films yeah blind dead yeah so i i figured that out while i was watching it and that one was actually like very atmospheric and moody and was yep. like kind of perfect to kick off the night with like just sort of these old like B movies that are that are at a drive in like grindhouse style like that was cool. I actually enjoyed that one. Even though I wouldn't necessarily say it's a great movie, it, it was atmospheric enough to to enjoy it. And the other two, I don't even remember the names. I've got them written down somewhere. Those were just <laughs> those were those were just dreadful to get through. And we didn't even stay for the fourth one. But uh, their September shows or their April show is always way better than their September show. So we'll go back in September where they play like some classic 80s horror or something. But after that, on Monday, I went and saw The Blair Witch, which obviously that's what we're going to be discussing tonight. The trilogy. The, yeah, that's right. Blair Witch is now a trilogy. And uh, when we, we'll, so I, I watched that. I went to a theater that I'd never been to. It was mm. kind of new. They had the reclining seats and it was just – it was really big and there was one other person in there with us. So <laughs> it was crazy. You know, It was just like the entire theater to ourselves. We did go on a Monday but I did go and check out uh, the numbers that – for the new Blair Witch and it doesn't look like it did overly, you know, fantastic in terms of box office. And then right after that on uh, Wednesday, I went and seen a screening of the shining um, out in another theater. They do this classic um, movie night on Wednesdays. Mm -hmm. And that was really cool that there was a good turnout for that. I'd say probably like 70% capacity and uh, people, people, you know, where the people that go to see those movies are typically people that are there to see those movies. They're not just mm-hmm. random teenagers who came in because, you know, it's Friday night and they want to do something. It's it's like, you know, people that are fans of horror or just classic cinema. And that was really cool. They had a guy like emceeing before the, they played the movie and like spit out some facts and stuff. He was he was kind of cool and like kind of funny. He had like jokes and stuff, but <laughs> nobody was laughing. I like felt bad <laughs> for the dude. But he did um, – they do take suggestions and The Shining actually was one of the suggestions that, that people took. And uh, he, they said they were doing um, – they announced a couple of their Christmas titles, which was like Christmas Vacation and A Christmas Story. And I was like, you know, let's do Black Christmas or Silent Night, Deadly Night. And he told me that he doesn't know – you know, because it's always been like kind of family friendly for those, so mm-hmm. he doesn't know if that would be like such a good idea. But he was kind of open to he- like maybe doing it. And then I just suggested, well, if you're looking for family friendly, do Gremlins then, because like then it's the best of both worlds. You yeah, grab yeah. the horror crowd and the the you know the regular people can see it too. But uh, if they do, I'll definitely go back for that. And then uh, last night I went to a uh, screening of the remastered version of phantasm and damn you've been wow, man. busy man. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. was something truly special dude like i've seen it phantasm like on 35 millimeter at a drive-in before but seeing it in a theater that was packed like in in like pittsburgh you know like standing like there was a line around the block like standing outside the theater That's waiting cool. to go in like an hour before it, it was time to go in 
And, you know, there's all, all kind of interesting looking people standing out there, you know, some <laughs> with like half their head shaved and stuff. And then just regular people. Everybody has like Phantasm shirts on. There's fucking guys that had Phantasm Ravager shirts on. I was like, what the fuck? Really? Yeah. Wow. And cool. so we get to this theater. I'd never been there before. Um, it's like a definite art house theater. And it was actually like art house day or something like that. So they, they talked a little bit about how art houses, art house theaters across the country were playing Phantasm for that day. And, um, you know, they, they just talked a little bit about how, you know, it's important to keep cinema alive by going to these little shows and supporting them. And I got to yeah, yeah. say, out of all the theaters I've been to, which I've probably been to about like 10 different theaters and drive-ins this year alone, this is the cheapest one in terms of like uh, food and drink items. Like it was actually affordable to get like a, a, a pop or a beer, you know, That's crazy. and uh, but just seeing how many people like this, this place was like 90% filled, right? This, th- th- this was awesome to see all these people in there who were clearly fans of Phantasm. Mm-hmm. Um, they showed a little bit of a behind the scenes look at Phantasm Ravager before they played the, the remastered version of Phantasm. And that guys, I gotta be honest, like, I think we should keep our expectations really low with Ravager because it does, it just seems like it's very low budget you know, in, in a different time than how the original Phantasm was low budget, but it was in the 70s. Like, mm-hmm. this is low budget in today's time. So the effects, like, are a little shaky. There's a lot. They, they It looks like they're toying around with a lot of CGI in this one. So uh. just keep your expectations low on it. Um, I, I almost teared up when I seen, like, Angus Scram and... and and uh, Don Coscarelli sort of talked about how all of a sudden over the past like, you know, year or two, like Angus had been really interested in talking about Phantasm and they went to uh, the, the locations of the original Phantasm just out of the blue, you know, and just like wow. hung out and like talked about things and and like relived like, Almost like their memories. Almost like their own horse hologram, man. Yeah. And they were reliving those memories. And, and I you know, what I got out of it was like that probably Angus knew that it was, you know, his time was coming soon. And mm-hmm. it, like he just really wanted to enjoy like he I guess like they were talking a lot about when they used to tour with the movie and like it became a big hit and stuff. And they were doing talk shows and stuff like that. And he was in his tall man get up and shit. And, you know, it yeah, was, yeah. He, he seemed like he was getting very nostalgic for uh, his his days playing the tall man and, and things. So I think that sort of probably kicked off the idea to make another Phantasm. But this, I got to tell you guys, this transfer is amazing on the new Phantasm, the, or the, the, the remaster. Like, it was incredible. I couldn't believe it. It was it was probably one of the best viewing experiences I've had in my life was seeing Phantasm last night. And it, it truly was fun. Everybody there was having a blast. Like, they were laughing at the funny stuff. They were, you know, just it. They were clapping, you know, before the the movie and after and stuff. It, it was just a great experience. I know that a lot of theaters did it, but not very many. So, you know, a lot in terms of like the art house ones, but you know, there's not that many art house ones. So when they say there. remastered, like, is it just the PQ of it, or did they throw in like new stuff? Was it like a different or an alternate cut of the film? No, it was the same cut. I mm-hmm. like it, sir, I don't know if the mute cuz they obviously remastered the music as well. Like yeah. certain certain scenes I was like was the music always like that? I, so I don't actually know. I'm, I'm, it probably was, but it was just me sort of being like it was like, you know, I was taking it all in and and I, it seemed like some like of the, new it's probably like a new 5-1 mix or something like that. It is. Keep the original mono. Yeah. Yeah, and uh yeah. It, it just looks 
brilliant you know the whole fit like it, like I, the you know the effect when the sphere first hits the dude in the face and the drill goes through his like the bridge oh, of his yeah. nose like that still looks fucking amazing dude like it is a yeah. great effect and mm. um you know it, i just i just was in love with with phantasm that n- last night and uh, i i definitely think that it's sort of um re you know sort of worked how i how i i've always been a fan but like I, it is one of my favorite movies now and i think mm. my rating on it was a little low the last time we talked about it which was way back on episode eight which i gave it an eight out of ten i believe um so yeah i would i would i would definitely rate it higher now but yeah that yeah. that sounds awesome man i, I wish i could have totally. those type of experiences in the theater and things like that man that just sounds so awesome so how was like the shining oh uh, dude the shining was great i had a lot of fun watching the shining I- i've never been the biggest fan of the shining and i'm still how, how not did they, how did they purge like did they sh- was it like a print like a 35 millimeter print it or was it looked, just like a digital it looked like it may have been uh digital but mm-hmm. because i did i just think it looked too nice to be a 35 millimeter print yeah um so yeah, they probably digitally projected it. Yeah. yeah. So that was that the shining, like I never like watching it on the big screen is, is truly that's, I feel like that is when you see a movie for all that it's worth. Like the shots are so like, especially a movie like the, the shining, scene with, so the scene with the blood shots. coming down. Yeah. The scene with the blood coming down the, the stairs must've been just amazing to see on the big screen. Must've totally. just, Oh yeah. yeah I could yeah. just imagine how cool that would look. Well, you know what the bet, what, like what the most amazing scene for me was, was the opening, the helicopter shot. Yep. Yeah. Oh dude, the screen was huge in the, in that theater too. And it was just, I had like good seats and it was just, it was great to see a movie that I'm, I'm really not the biggest fan of. Like I respect it and it is like a perfect movie. Like I'm watching, I'm like, there's like nothing wrong with this movie, but for some reason it just doesn't connect with me like Hmm. it does other people. And, but even watching it, I'm like, this is, this is truly incredible to be able to see this in the theater. And, and that and phantasm in the same week, um, really got me excited to find more of these things to find yeah. more screenings yeah. because that is probably the height of of watching a film like that you're not going to see it in a better atmosphere or place uh than in a theater that is packed with a bunch of people who love it <laughs> it's mm-hmm. it, I, you know you listen to shockwaves and killer pov and and the, yeah, the yeah. elric uh kane i believe one of the hosts on there, he is, he always talks about like screenings that he goes to and like different prints, prints of films that he's seen in different places and stuff. And, and I kind of get that now. I kind of get why it's so important to him is because that's the best way you're ever going to see that film is, is, it's not like at home on a couch watching a Blu-ray. It's in a theater. Like you're not going to get a better experience than that. Yeah. I'm really excited too. Cause, um, you know, October last year, I was lucky, lucky enough to see Night of the Living Dead and uh, Dawn of the Dead um, for like a Halloween screening on the big screen, which is really cool. Um, the same guys that are that uh, that put on that show last year mm-hmm. are going or they're doing it again this year, but they're actually having basically like a whole week of um, screenings and stuff. So starting like October 21st to 23rd and then 28, 29 and 30th, they're showing like two films each night. And uh, it's kind of cool, actually, because this guy, <laughs> he actually knows this girl I know, and she got in contact with me and stuff. And it was really strange because about two days before um, this all happened, this guy got in contact with me, 
I, I said to my wife, I was like, man, I wonder if they're going to put on this, uh, do these screens again and stuff. And I wasn't sure because I hadn't heard anything of it. Not two days later, I get invited to this thing and this guy kind of contacts me and stuff. And he, uh, well, this girl I know, she told him to check out my YouTube channel and stuff. And he gets back and he's like, dude, I can't believe that there's someone in this town that's a bigger horror fan than I am. <laughs> this guy was just like, he was like, he, he couldn't believe it. He like saw my, uh, my room tours and he's like that's like in fucking i'm incredible. surprised he had he wasn't like oh i fucking know this guy i've been watching him for years <laughs> yeah i know that's the thing like he had no idea about me but so that was really cool because it just all kind of came together and i was like oh wow and i was really ecstatic that you know they were putting on more shows and um so but the the interesting thing is so basically so i don't know how they're picking the films i would like to get involved with this and maybe kind of put my sense in maybe for next year and you know help yeah. out with this maybe trying to pick some films and stuff because some of the pairings of the films are very interesting so october 21st they're showing house of wax uh the original and uh young frankenstein in that night and i was like mm. that is like the strangest pair up <laughs> yeah, that is weird yeah. i know and then the saturday so the 22nd they're showing horror dracula and suspiria and again i was like yeah. that's so random right it's kind of random but then on the 23rd they're showing the fly and they're showing the shining so i can see the shining on the big screen i'm like nice oh, sweet I'm very excited. And then this is kind of funny. So then we jump to the 28th. Then we got Prom Night and Scream, which does make sense. You yeah, know, both it's slashers. Both slashers, right? This one made me laugh, actually. So on the 29th, the Monster Squad and the Rocky Horror Picture Show. <laughs> That's kind of a weird one. Isn't yeah. that so strange? And then the 30th, the last night, is uh, the Babadook and the Witch, which, you know. That makes sense. Very compatible, too, yeah. but. You know what about the the Rocky Horror Picture Show is that screens everywhere, dude. Like I'm just like every single place that I'm like been where they shown these old movies. Like the, they're always like, and make sure you come back Friday for Rocky Horror Picture Show. I'm like, why are they showing this so much? Like, what is it about that film that everybody loves? I've never seen it. But um, one thing that I will say is uh, the uh, the one theater that I went to that showed The Shining. They're doing Poltergeist and Psycho. Uh, in October and Halloween, I, w- I probably won't go see Halloween again because I've already seen it. Uh, I think t- t- maybe twice in the theater and once on in the drive-in. So like mm. I'm kind of I'm kind of good on Halloween for a little while, but there the Psycho one I'll probably definitely go to. Yeah, and cool. another awesome. interesting thing is uh, I got pulled over last night after <laughs> I came home from the uh, screening of Phantasm, and that, that that was the first time I've ever been pulled over. And basically, it's because I left. I I left the projects, went to Taco Bell, went back to the projects, and then left again. And they they was like that's suspicious, so they they pulled me over, and uh, it, it was pretty cool though. Like the guy was the guy was chill. He just asked me if I ever been arrested and shit like that, and they didn't let me go. Um, so yeah, you know there was that. But I just found out also that George Romero is staying at the place I work. <laughs> that's totally awesome. Like what the hell? <laughs> Like and I'm not even there today, so I don't know if he'll still be there tomorrow. But I'm taking my copy of Day of the Dead just in case he is. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? He's probably there for a couple nights. Who knows? Yeah, maybe that would be cool. I don't even know what I would say to him. Just be like, "Hey, George, I really like that." Was that was one guy that I missed, man? Um, when they did the Day of the Dead reunion at uh, Wasteland last year, you know, everybody was there except for Romero, and I was kind of bummed out about that, you know, but. It is what it is, man. It is what it is. Besides that, though, I mean, I'm going to hopefully start prepping for the 31 Days of Horror. This will be year five for me. Andy, you said you wasn't doing it? Nah, man. Nah, Too you much can't work. do it. <laughs> 
Mids, you doing it this year? Um, I'm gonna have to start pre-recording, man, or doing something. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'll probably fail again this year. I've never been successful in all five <laughs> years. I, you know, I actually, I thought it was fairly easy to do last year. I didn't really have any problems with it. But man, it was just like you know, incorporating other videos. I actually stopped doing the top ten Tuesdays just for that month. But it was, it's, it actually is, it's a lot of work. It really is, man. So I don't I'm know. gonna we'll do see. all 2016 films this year just because uh, it'll it'll help me pad my watching for the end of the year show because i'm really behind and Mm -hmm. uh last year i did all universal monsters horror movies which was nice because most of them were short but it was also not nice because most of them are the same movie Mm -hmm. Um, so like uh yeah you know hopefully i'll start pre-recording i have a few films that i watched already that i can record reviews for and and luckily enough you know i've been seeing a lot of i like i i said to you i think moods um i've watched more th- movies in the theater and driving this year than i have in my like in any year like double any year that i have in my entire life <laughs> yeah no doubt no That's doubt crazy. well i mean I, I i actually got to my first two this year too with uh um you know the blair witch film and of course don't breathe I did a double feature last sunday those are the first two i've seen in the theater this year isn't that crazy <laughs> i'm like so far behind the gun man yeah we don't get shit here, but it like that was really surprising. I, I had to go do the double feature with the homie uh, Godzilla because, um, I mean, it's very rare that we even get one, but let alone two in there. I'm like, fuck mm-hmm. you, we got both, man. Yeah, yeah. So that was kind of interesting. So, but yeah, nothing else going on. No, you know, not not anything. Well, I mean, a lot, a lot has been going on, but you know, I, I've talked enough. <laughs> but look, normally when you're like, so what's up, JP? Anything new this week? I was like, nah. <laughs> so like, you know, it's I, I lay it out there. <laughs> um, which I have been doing a lot of too, uh, working. You know, I've mentioned to you that we've been a little short staffed lately. I worked, you know, like a million hours last week. Um, but you know, and I got to go in early tomorrow too. So, uh, mm-hmm. definitely been working a lot, but luckily, you know, I've been able to squeeze in a lot of this stuff. I've just been fortunate to have, um, you know, for a, a lot more friends in my life now than I ever had that are actually willing to, to go see a screening of phantasm at 1030 on a work night. Yeah, <laughs> that's <Pittsburgh>. awesome. <laughs> uh, so, um, you know, one thing that I wanted to say before we wrap up the intro modes is, uh, I, I put a little contest out there for, uh, the whaling courtesy of well go usa uh, well go usa is the company that is bringing phantasm not only to uh, the theater uh, with the version that i seen the remastered version phantasm 5 yeah. to the theater which i'll pr- i'll be going to see two weeks from now and you know nice. they, they're putting out the box set and the the blu-rays so uh, they sent over a couple copies of The Wailing, and I said that I would uh, give one away when we hit 20 reviews on iTunes, which we have. And I'll give another one away when we hit uh, 35 reviews. So 35 is the next goal. Yep. And, uh, I'll give another copy away. So how this works is you just go on iTunes um, – and you have to make a login and then review us. Some people have had trouble with it, like Andy. He said that he can't – for some reason, it's not working for him. I don't know why. I, I can't help you because I honestly don't know. <laughs> I, did, I did it twice. It never worked. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's uh, so strange how many problems are with that iTunes thing. Yeah. Well, I know I know if you're international, they don't show up in like certain countries and things like that. Because I know Dylan's left a couple and they haven't shown up. So I don't know what's going on. Well, Andy, what was the name that you – 
did it under? Well, I did one under your guys' old server when you guys had your own. Then I did one on the horror affiliate one and still never showed up. <laughs> and did you just have your name like Andy Cripps? Uh, yeah. Yeah, well, it was more like my, the first of my email. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, okay. My, yeah. like my iTunes account. I see. Uh, all right, um, because what I have here is I have everybody's name, and, and I don't know half of them because they're, like, screen names, essentially. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, if you hear your name, uh, you know, send me send me an email with your address. Uh, I'm going to randomize it right now. But before I do, for future reviews, um, it really helps to show if you're in Canada or the U.K. or Australia, it's unique to where you are. So I won't be able to see your reviews. So if you do do a review, please – Email me a screenshot at 22 shots of moods and horror at gmail.com. Um, you can find that link on our website or why is it that, why does it do that? Because like, it's just why, territorial. It's just, it's just like region locked. Yeah. So like <laughs> when you go to, when you have an iTunes account in Australia, you need like an all region iTunes account or something they, like that. They so. want to give you content specific <laughs> to your location, like stuff that, that is from your neck of the woods essentially. So yeah. probably more Australian based podcasts. So <laughs> when, when it's giving you recommendations, um, it's based on ratings and reviews and you figure more people from America are going to review and rate american podcast same thing goes with australians they're going to review and rate australian podcasts so yeah. um i guess that's why uh but like i said you can still be entered and also anybody who ever enters a review on itunes will automatically be entered in any type of contest um barring some very specific specific circumstances so mm-hmm. uh you know it, it's good you're forever entered to win contests uh whenever we do this. So with that said, I'm going to go ahead and randomize it and uh you will get <coughs> a copy of The Wailing on Blu-ray has a nice little slip cover. This is a 2016 film that has gotten some positive reviews. It's certified fresh by Rotten Tomatoes, so we'll see how that is. I haven't watched it yet. All right, here we go. 3 2 1. And the winner is Solly 130. So S U L I one three zero Sully one thirty. Yes. So email me uh, a address and I'll send that out to you. And anybody else who uh, leaves a review uh, will be entered for the next one, and everybody who's already left one will be entered for. The well, next congrats one. to Sully one thirty. I wonder what the one thirty stands for. I'm curious. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. But I'm always curious why how people put numbers in their names. Yeah, what, I don't know why. What, what, just... Andy, do you have numbers in your name? No. <laughs> they just said it like straight, like that's lame. <laughs> I got, I got, I got fucking numbers in my in my name. Come on, I know you do. Um, so the last little thing that I wanted to get to is uh, the last little bit of housekeeping. October. I don't really know what our schedule is like. I mean, we want to do some stuff for November, Italian Horror Month. I don't know if we'll do it again. We've been pretty much bi-weekly or tri-weekly lately, so I don't really know what the schedule is. But I know we can probably at least get one show in for October uh, for, like, Halloween. And that I want to do, and Moods wants to do as well, a Viewer's Choice Halloween special. So we want films that are halloween related not halloween though because we've already done those so don't give us like mm-hmm. halloween three season of the witch <laughs> you know because we we've done that um but yeah there's a lot to choose from out there come on yeah I, i'm personally creative. pulling for trick-or-treat honestly even though it's the most 
obvious. basic one, <laughs> obvious one you could possibly think of, but we've not covered it on the show, and I love oh, that. Oh, we've actually done tales for, uh, tales of Halloween also, so yes, yeah, so, that one is uh, yeah not eligible. Yes, um, you know. It, so, but anyway, we need suggestions because we'll do it. Everybody, just when we post this show, leave a comment under the Facebook post or Moods' YouTube channel, and list three. Recommend three. Each person gets to recommend three, and then we'll put them all together, and then we'll have a vote. And then uh, we'll cover three Halloween-themed films for our viewers' choice Halloween special. Um, sounds fun, right? Yes, it does. All right. So, and that's it. That's all the little bit of notes and, and little housekeeping. All righty. Well, let's get into that good old-fashioned news that we like to extend <laughs> when there's not that much news. <laughs> yeah. All right, so first up, um, we have a few release dates being pushed back. We have Rings, which is the third in the Ring series, the American version. Dude, that trailer looks fucking atrocious. It's so fucking bad. Like, I know that we usually don't watch trailers, but I had no choice. Yeah, me too. Because I, I actually I've saw seen the it three times. I saw the trailer twice in a matter of three hours at the yeah. theater, and I was like, me and Dylan both looked at each other and went, "That looks to- like total shit." <laughs> <laughs> it just looks so fucking bad. Anyways, now, a lot of people have said that, you know, and we'll get to it later, that, that the new Blair Witch is, like, very overproduced in Hollywood. Now, Rings is the the most prime example I've ever seen of that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, it, it, it is the most, like, cut, you know, cloth, paper cut fucking thing I've ever seen, you know? Yeah. Like, it's just, like... <laughs> An exact copy, like copy and paste of like every horror movie that's popular. <laughs> oh, I, I can see this thing being a huge failure. And, looks- and what's crazy to me is its uh, its release date was October 28th and they pushed it to February 3rd. Why? <laughs> Why were they showing? It's like done. I don't even know. It has to be because of people like who've seen the trailer and like, oh, that doesn't look good. Like, yeah, it has to be. Like, 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 like oh, well, maybe if we put it out a couple months later, they'll forget. <laughs> You like know, you thought it, it was probably it was probably going to do really shitty on October 28th, but now in February, Jesus, doesn't have a chance. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at least in October, you would think that like, hey, like it's Halloween weekend. Or well, whatever. that's the thing, man. You know, people see it; they see a horror film in the theater, like, oh, let's go see that. You know, it's that time of year to go and see that. It probably do better in February. No one gives a shit about rings. <laughs> have you seen the trailer, Andy? I have of not. Course. How didn't you go see movies in the theater? <laughs> They didn't uh, show the trailer? I, uh, I didn't really go about this the legal way. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, so uh, Rings, it looks atrocious, 100%. I don't know yeah. about that one. I don't care if it's been pushed back or not. Uh, and after that, uh, Friday the 13th um, has been pushed back once again. This is These are both Paramount um, titles. Uh, it, it did have a January 13th release date, which is like right around the corner. So we knew that that wasn't happening. They moved it to October of 2017. So, um, about a year from now, which, Hey, they should be able to make a movie in a year, but we'll see what happens with that. It's, it's never ending with that film. You know, I don't know what to say about it anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, after that, um, we have a little bit of a weird, um, announcement, I guess, Apparently, Reanimator Evolution is real. It's actually... I guess it popped up on IMDb. This is courtesy of Bloody Disgusting. They had exclusive on this. 
Uh, apparently, it popped up on IMDb, and it was titled Reanimator Evolution, which happens from time to time because you know, any, any like Jeepers Creepers has been three has been on IMDb for like ten years, right? Like, mm-hmm. it, it yeah, just, yeah, it's pretty easy to get a title on there. But anyway, uh, it turns out that it's actually real and is actually happening, and uh, yeah, it, it's more of a. I guess it's more of a remake. Um, so. Basically, what? it's in development, and uh, Sergi Leven has confirmed to us that he is in fact directing from a screenplay he wrote uh, with growing horror icon Jonathan Shaich, uh who can be seen in Prom Night, The Doom Generation, blah blah. blah laid the rest. Uh, he says our adaptation is a modern rendition of Herbert West, reanimator by H.P. Lovecraft. Moreover, we're making sure that the spirit and the story elements are more loyal to the original written material of H.P. Lovecraft. It's much darker, more thought-provoking, and definitely more grounded in science than the first adaptation, he continued. It will, it will be true horror film from some neat sci-fi with, – with some neat sci-fi layers. So the first thing that I want to say about that is like you – just by that comment that you made, you've instantly pissed off everybody who likes the original because you essentially just like – you basically confirm that it's a remake and not which people don't like to begin with because that's yeah. all they're basing. That's all they're basing. But you're calling on. this remake better. Yeah. So like <laughs> that's that's like instantly gonna piss off people. Like you're not starting off on the right foot, homie. Uh, oh. Saying it's much more, it's much darker, more thought provoking. Like like more thought provoking sounds like straight fucking like just just. So what are they gonna? They're gonna make this whole fucking film just like all scientific and shit like that. Like you gotta have you gotta have some fun with it too, man. Like come on, it's thought provoking. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, There is a little bit of uh, good news in there, though. Uh, Apparently, Lin Shay is going to co-star with Brad Dourif. So those are two really good names, honestly. So Brad Dourif is playing Herbert West? Not sure. Not sure. They they didn't actually specifically say. Hmm. Of course, the original was played by the iconic Jeffrey Combs, but Brad Dourif just is iconic. Um, so that's one good thing is that Brad Dourif's in it. I love Brad Dourif. Uh, and finally, uh, I guess Brian Yuzna and Stuart Gordon are not part of this project at all. <laughs> so, well, I wouldn't be either if I was them. I mean, they're claiming that their <laughs> shit's going to be better. So I'd be, I'd be like, fuck you guys, man. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's. It, it it's actually surprising considering I thought they was gonna do like House of Reanimator forever. More thought provoking and dark. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so basically, what they're saying is like the first film is just like it's just a silly rendition and kind of half-assed, uh, you know, interpret- at, uh, it, interpretation Lovecraft. of H.P. Lovecraft's original story. But you know what's messed up about them saying that is that arguably there have been well there have been a ton of HP Lovecraft adaptations and arguably Stuart Gordon has done probably two of the best. Yeah, I know. In From Beyond and Reanimator. Like yeah. people consider Reanimator one of like the best HP Lovecraft films even though I don't know how much it has to do with this story or whatever, but people do consider it one of the best. Yeah. So it's like, eh, well what are you going to do, I guess? <laughs> uh well, well, in this dude's case, just make a better film. Yep. I guess so, huh? Good luck. Uh, it's as easy as that. After that, we have another 
announcement. Uh, Tremors 6 is happening with Michael Gross and Jamie Kennedy. What? So Tremors 5 (laughs) came out in 2015. Uh, It made a lot of people's honorable mentions. Didn't make too many top tens, but it definitely was an honorable mention of mine. Uh, It was a fun film. It was a great continuation of the franchise that we love. And I was very surprised with the direct-to-video sequel in Tremors 5 Bloodlines. And I'm happy to say that apparently Tremors 6 is happening and, uh, I mean, I doubt that it's going to have anything to do with Kevin Bacon and Fred Ward's character, but maybe a cameo secretly. That would be cool. But anyway, um, it says that uh, uh, it's happen- uh, Michael Gross said last Tuesday on Facebook, it's happening. Tremors and Graboids fans, there will be a number six. Universal Studios Entertainment announced to me today that this will happen. Can't divulge too many secrets, uh, but to say that Burt Gummer and Jamie Kennedy – and director Don Paul will return for another Tremors film. Hashtag Graboids, hashtag horror, hashtags monsters, hashtags. So I, I wonder where this one is going to lead them this time. I wonder if they're back in America or what. Space. I think it would be great to return to perfection. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In space. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Let's go back to perfection. <laughs> yeah, that would be, that'd be cool too, man. I'm, I'm, you know, I remember, remember when they announced uh, Tremors 5. And Jamie Kennedy's name was attached to it. We were like, oh, well, this is going to be a total miss. Yeah. And now, this fun. time around, I'm just like, yeah, man, this is like, giddy up with part six, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, dude, like they're five for five right now. <laughs> like, I know. Surprisingly, the Tremors franchise is one of the strongest franchises out there. And if, nobody knows about that because no one has seen the sequels. <laughs> Like, yeah. How many people do we talk to? Yeah, I've seen Tremors a million times. Never checked out the sequels, yeah. though. And then you hear other people <laughs> who are like, yeah, you guys covered them on the show and gave them a lot of praise. So I checked them out. And wow, man, Tremors, the whole franchise, I really thoroughly enjoyed it. <laughs> I heard from so many people who are like, man, I was totally missing out on these films. Yeah. You know, sometimes you just have to give stuff a chance, you know? You never know. Yeah. And, you know, Tremors 6, if if, Tremor, if Tremors gets to six films and a TV series and all of it's good – like Tremors is going to be like battling for like the greatest franchise ever sooner. Or later. Yeah, know. Like, you know, if they're like an eight or something, all eight of them are good. Like Jesus Christ. Yeah, man. That's, that's that is actually mind blowing. Yeah. So I'm <laughs> down, you know, like Tremors is catching up the wrong turn. Like this is, this is getting crazy out here, man. <laughs> that is true, man. That is true. I'm yeah. down. I'm a hundred percent down on this, <sighs> man. What? Where's the new wrong turn film? I, I know. Is this supposed to be stuff. happening? <laughs> like, I haven't heard anything of it, so that's that's kind of disappointing. But you know what I really want to see? I know we brought this up a few times. I want to see another Final Destination film. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah, Me cool. too, man. I, I definitely do. Um, you know, especially after they recovered for that dreadful Part 4 with Part 5 was really cool, how they kind of changed the story. But, man, dude, those movies are fucking fun. They and are it's been really so fun. long. And they were pumping them out at such a great pace. You know, they were keeping... And the last one pace. made money. Yeah. And, like, what the fuck? You know, like, I mean, those movies are always, you know, fun to think about because, like, okay, what are they going to do now? You know, it's kind of like, it's kind of like with Friday films back then. How are they going to kill these people? This one, you know, it's like, yeah, it is like that. It really is. Like, it is all about the kills in the beginning disaster. Like, it's so fun. And that, you know, I heard the producer on different podcasts talking about how, like, they do have, like, so many cool ideas for future Final Destinations, but it's just about, uh, you know, he's just been trying to get them made, but, you know, it's just about timing and, and, waiting for hollywood to be ready to go with it i'm sure by early 2017 there'll be a fucking kickstarter for it (laughs) (laughs) i've been really in love with 
um, the idea of sequels lately. Like, I, for some reason, like, I just like the idea of, like, resurrecting some of these franchises and, like, dusting them off a bit and, and putting out new ones. Like, I don't know, like, it's something about, you know, r- this year maybe that I'm not too stoked on, like, the new stuff like I was last year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I just kind of been wanting, like, new sequels to things that I love. So Final Destination, Phantasm, like, you know, all these other ones that I would love to see more too. You know, Phantasm got made, luckily. But, you know, Friday the 13th, all that stuff. Uh, I'm looking forward to Tremors. That should be fun. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, uh, continuing on here. Uh, this is this is a release by Artsploitation that I just wanted to throw in here because I thought it was – the cover was interesting. Uh, apparently there was a 2010 film called Meat mm-hmm. that, that has never really got a release over here in the U.S., I guess. Yeah. Um, and uh, Artsploitation is putting it out. Apparently, though, it's going to be a manufacturer on demand. This film's from the Netherlands, and I believe Amazon's going to be handling sales with the old manufacturer on demand thing. So is it put out by FilmRise, or, or is it actually an Artsploitation release? I'm it confu- should be an Artsploitation release, considering that FilmRise uh, deal was only for the, like for that year or that half year or whatever. Oh, okay. But I don't know. So back to this burn on demand stuff. That's kind of disappointing. I, I was really disappointed that we weren't going to be getting copies of that to review. To yeah, be honest. you know, um, I'm going to see it, and then I, I like so I I know that even though that they're not sending copies, they do have the screener link. Yeah, the links and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I do know that a couple people got copies or are going to get copies. Because, um, like, some of the bigger outlets and stuff. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I, get, I, I guess it makes sense if, if it's being made by Amazon. Like, I guess it, like, it's a big loss to, like, get them to, buy, like, buy copies from Amazon and then give them out of screeners, you know? So, um, yeah, so, I guess so, right? <laughs> works, <laughs> it doesn't but, really make too much sense. But. Um, yeah, so we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, I do know that they do have a couple copies that they were sending out. Um it's it looks kind of interesting just based on the cover though there's like nudity on the cover and like the stills are all nudity um i don't know man it, it looks weird it's like it's it, it really just sounds shipping. like we're describing a porno right here there's nudity on the cover <laughs> and it's called meat <laughs> yeah um meat explores issues of sex uh carnality and guilt oh, that sounds God. awesome yeah meat <laughs> is an orphan that needs your love <laughs> yeah Ooh. Uh, yeah we'll see about that one though yeah um, the last little bits of news here that i have is a couple more vestron titles uh we have the uh awesomely awaited uh brian using the directed cult fan favorite sequel return of the living dead 3 uh, yeah. we'll be hitting blu-ray um it is at a slightly cheaper price uh, then the first couple, the first batch of Vestron titles. Um, these ones are, uh, I believe, where is it at? Um, thirty four ninety seven, uh, suggested retail price, which is, uh, you're probably looking at about twenty three dollars when it's all said and done. Maybe a little less, mm-hmm. um, once it once it goes down. But the other ones were, I believe, um, forty dollars suggested retail price. So probably a little like about five dollars less than what we're seeing them go for now um which is you know that's that's decent that they're trying to make an attempt to uh 
you know, lower the prices a bit. Uh, yeah, this this one right here, Return of the Living Dead 3, one of the more interesting releases by Vestron um, that we could have saw because uh, they're actually releasing the unrated version, which I don't think had a release, maybe a Laserdisc back in the day. I'm not even 100% sure. No? I know I know the UK release is uncut, but okay. that's all I know. I, I'm not sure about anything in regional. I know our DVD wasn't. Um do you have any reasons why? Like, I never understood why. Why it wasn't uncut? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it was just the, you know, you figure when it came out or whatever, like 1992, they probably um, had to cut it for, uh, you know, theatrical right purposes. And then when they put it on DVD, they just used the theatrical version. Was part three actually theatrical? Good fucking question, man. <laughs> I actually don't even know. I, I, for some reason, I'm, I'm starting to think it wasn't, but that, I'm not 100% would, sure on that at all. That would make sense if it wasn't, honestly, because... <laughs> because if it went straight to, to home media, like, it just makes no sense why we'd be getting cut versions. It, it's so fucking weird. I never understood that. I didn't even know that our, that the DVD was cut until a few years back. I had no idea. I've been watching this movie for years. I'm like, what the fuck am I missing, man? No, it did get a theatrical release. It did? Hmm. Well. Yeah, and it it made a it had a two million dollar budget and made a whopping fifty four thousand dollars. <laughs> oh my god, that is devastating. Yep, <laughs> that probably explains why we got uh, part four and five the way we did. Yeah, but so you know, a couple things with these Vestron titles is is they do look very nice. Um, they have uh, a cool they have a cool slipcover. They they are going with the classic artwork. They're not redoing the artwork, which you know. I'm actually kind of a fan of like we've seen it so much now with the reinterpretations and now i just feel like it's getting ridiculous with like the pop art and stuff like i'm almost more in favor of just putting an old classic art on the slip yeah, yeah yeah i you know i i saw those i um and i thought they were going to be like in the slip boxes but they're actually just slip cases i thought that was kind of interesting i don't know why i thought they were the slip boxes but yeah yeah right. it is what it is but yeah they're just slip cases but um they, they are numbered good. on the spine uh return of living dead is number four uh these are put out by lionsgate through their new restaurant collector series uh the interesting uh thing is they do put a lot of special features on there we have a commentary with brian usna which is of course the director uh, a, a second commentary with the makeup effects artist and an actress, uh, Ashes to Ashes, a conversation with director Brian Yuzna, uh, Living Dead Girl, an interview with the actress, Romeo is Bleeding, an interview with – I mean there's interviews. They, there's a lot of interviews um, So and the unrated version. So that's that's really cool. Not sure if there's both versions on there. I'm pretty sure that this was um, answered somewhere, but I don't have the information right now. But uh, yeah, this will be released November – 22nd uh so yeah the first two titles are not technically out yet uh they come out tuesday i believe so um you know this is the fourth one and then the fifth title a little lesser fan love for this one but um you know some people dig it uh it is chud 2 bud the chud (laughs) that looks cool um we have less special features on this one audio commentary and then a couple interviews but you know it's a film that it's a terrible movie. It's a terrible <laughs> it is. I mean, it was never even supposed to be a sequel to Chud. That's uh, what people uh, – I think you have to remember. Apparently, right? kept... it was actually a Return of the Living Dead sequel. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's that – So technically, made... this would be Return of the Living Dead 3. Yeah. <laughs> that's, kind of, that's kind of funny. Like, 
<laughs> That's awesome, man. That's oh, awesome. man. So, anyway, Chud 2. Um, it's cool to see these titles get... It, it, it seems like right now what they're doing is taking, like, their titles that were in those multi-packs. Hopefully we get some other titles that are um, have not had releases. That would be cool. Uh, but right now we we have it seems like we're getting a lot. Of, like I wouldn't be surprised if like nine seven six evil two pops up next or something like that. Um, but I, I love it, man, because for the longest time Lionsgate's vault has been closed and locked off, but they they decided to put out their own shit. So I'm down. Uh, unfortunately, it's like impossible to get screener copies for these damn things. Like I I know one guy that got them besides Sean, um, cool duder. <laughs> like but any of the like little guys like i've only seen one guy get them well cool looter it kind of is a little guy now isn't he <laughs> oh bam <laughs> so, uh, no, that's where i actually saw I, I saw his video and i clicked on it just to see what the if it was a slip box or slip cover that's all i wanted to see and yeah slip cases but of course cool dude gets them fuck <laughs> So, <laughs> just imagine Jeremy was only showing I'd be going ape shit. Yeah, that's not my fucking thoughts on him. <laughs> like I, I have been approved for Lionsgate, but like those particular titles are just they, they they like have so little of them apparently. Yeah, like I get the press releases. Those would be cool to get, man. Those would be super cool, but yeah, it is what it is, right? Yep. So that that's it for the news, guys. Not too much. <laughs> Alrighty, so getting into Mood Swings and the DVD and Blu-ray releases for September 27th, 2016. I don't know why I always say the year. Is it not 2016 for like the whole year? <laughs> I, don't know I don't know why I do that. Um, but uh, yeah, this week actually not too, too bad, man, to be honest. I think this is probably one of the stronger weeks in this month. I know when we were, what was it, last month we were talking, we are like, man, September's just fucking loaded with shit. I mean, there has been quite a few pretty notable releases i have to say from september but um i mean if you're into buying all this stuff i guess you'd be fucking broke pretty much but anyways uh first up here we have another release of american werewolf in london uh being released by who's released in universal i think it's called the restored edition or something new cover arts um, I, I'm assuming this is pretty much the same release with all the... Is that one of those 4K joints? It's It doesn't say it's 4K, actually. It doesn't say. It just says Restored Edition and says nothing about 4K, which I thought was really interesting that this is getting a another Blu-ray release. Um, but it looks like it has the same features on it. It's got the... Uh, uh, yeah, it's got the making on there and stuff. So, I mean, there's really nothing new here except for the cover art. So if you're one of those people that's into buying multiple editions of the same film just for cover art, well, here you go. American Werewolf in London. Really that's, no new features on it. Kind of strange. That's um, dumb, yo. <laughs> it, it is, man. I know. It, it says nothing about 4K, which is very, very strange. So it's what you would assume it would be, but apparently it isn't. So, uh, yeah. Um, here's one that pretty much everyone that I know is, well, I mean, I shouldn't say everybody. I mean, most people are interested in this, of course, from Lionsgate and their Vestron label. We got Blood Diner coming out. Um, I don't know. Are you guys picking up Blood Diner? I'm not going to pick it up right away because yeah, it's too much. Yeah. They are really expensive, right? Um, if yeah, I, I can know. get it for 22. I'll grab it. Yeah. 
Blood Diner, man. Remember we reviewed that shit way back. Wasn't it part of the viewer's <laughs> choice? It was a viewer's choice one, wasn't it? Yeah. That's yeah, right. which is crazy. Like, why did everybody want us to review Blood Diner? It's like, like did, did we say that to you? <laughs> did we say that? They were like, how did Blood Diner get through all the way? Because of fucking Andy. Andy, Andy, Andy was pushing it. Yeah. <laughs> Blood Diner is awesome. <laughs> that was uh, viewer's choice too. We did Blood Diner, Video Violence, and Christmas Evil. Is there a more fucking retarded combo than that? That That is so random. <laughs> like a Christmas film in there, a shot on video film, and a horror comedy. Yeah. Remake. Kind of like, yeah, remake of Blood Feast. So, Strange. <laughs> moving along with the, uh, the Lionsgate and Vestron label. We have in that Blood Diner is number two, if you're wondering about the spine numbers. And I don't know why these are backwards on here, but Shopping Mall is number one. <laughs> so <clears throat> I have yeah. to say I'm pretty excited about Shopping Mall. I really enjoy the film. So That I did order. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Shopping Mall. I, I got to say, man, I'm really curious to see what they announce in the future on this label. This label actually got me excited. Yeah, that, that, that label is probably the the be- better label of late in terms of just um like excitement wise like because there's mm-hmm. so many titles that they do have that's what i'm saying yeah slaughter high is a given right like that's a title that is definitely going to get announced like there's no way that it's not i'm really surprised it wasn't one of the first ones because you know that would be a great selling point for the new label it's like choppy mall and slaughter high well, apparently like Jim every- Wynorski like kicked this label into gear when he like kept pestering him about putting Chopping Mall out on on blue. You know, I thought I, I mean I didn't think he was bullshit, but when I when I met him at Wasteland last year and he was talking about Chopping Mall coming out and stuff, and he was he seemed pretty sure, but at the same time he's like, I just have no idea. We're having lots of problems with. He said they were having lots of problems with negotiations and stuff, so he must have been right in the fucking in the mix of that shit. So. Yeah. With kind of pushing this label forward and stuff, so I don't know. Obviously, he got his way because it's coming out. That's cool. That but is true. Uh, yeah, next up here from Vinegar Syndrome, which I have to say, man, Vinegar Syndrome has been announcing a lot of really cool stuff lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're putting out Count Dracula's Great Love finally with a good. I can't wait to see the transfer on this film. I reviewed this film once, I believe. I don't know. I think I did on body. I, I'm not even sure where I reviewed it, but this movie has a couple different DVD releases that are just muddy as all hell. And we know vinegar syndromes, uh, transfers are just amazing. So I can't wait to see this because it, it's a really, it's an interesting film. It really is. So if you haven't seen it, check it out. Pretty cool stuff, uh, from screen factory and pretty much the only one that I was interested in September. And that is uh, lady in white, which is just like ridiculous for, amount for the pre-order. Um, I think on, Amazon.com. It says so, twenty bucks. Yeah, yeah. nineteen nine nineteen thirty nine here. Yeah, it's like twenty seven up here. I'm just like, what the fuck? It's not a special edition. It's just like a regular release, and I'm like, yeah, that's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, I've oddly enough never seen Lady in White before. Have you guys ever seen this one? Nope. Nah, me neither. I've heard it's really good from a lot of people, and it's just one that's always kind of flown under my radar. I've known about it, I just never seen it. So. Uh, next up here is one that, you know, I have to say this has been kind of like up there with, you know, the amount of love and hate that people have for this kind of like it's, it's right up there with 31, I think for the amount of conversation that's, um, this one has been, that's had about it. And that's, uh, neon demon. <laughs> uh, I know Andy, you, you saw it, right? Yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> and and your thoughts were uh, uh, not that good. So everybody was hyping it up as. <laughs> yeah. 
but it's it, what is it like more like in your opinion is it more uh like style over substance or oh, d- definitely definitely it's just a really beautiful film that's kind of extremely boring <laughs> yeah that that's that's i've heard that from a bunch of different people i've heard from other people saying it was just it wasn't boring at all and it, it was beautiful i don't know I, I can't wait to see it actually it's just like 31 i can't wait. i think i'll watch these ones back to back apparently apparently I, I should have a screener of this one but I, I don't know, man. I haven't been able to get to the post office. I don't know if it's up there. But um, it's I don't even know who's releasing it. Like that's what's weird about it. Broad Green? Like who's that? I know. I was going to say I don't know what that is um, or who they are. <laughs> I don't know if that's real because sometimes they put like the not, like just these fake labeled names mm. <laughs> on here. So, yeah, Neon Demon. I, I, I'm actually really intrigued to see it because – you know, and I love visual films, you know, so we'll see this. Eh, we'll see what it's all about. Uh, next up here from Arrow, we got Slugs. And I got to say, man, I love this cover art. Oh, that's definitely the best Arrow cover art in a while, honestly. It's, it's fucking gnarly, man. It is so gnarly. That's okay. that's definitely one of their better cover arts they've ever done. Because you know me, I've been very critical of Arrow's cover arts in the past. I think that they're pretty trash, honestly, for yeah. the most part. <laughs> Honestly, man, they're hit and miss with me. I usually, I, I'm one of those original cover art kind of guys too, so I usually flip the cover around to the original. Which you have to give it up to Arrow for doing that, right? You know, yeah. they attempt with their their original, you know, art, and then uh, always have the original on there too. But I did like the Dead and Driving one too. I like the color scheme on that; that was kind of cool. Out of the ones that I have right now, right, <clears throat> I've only liked Society, Dead and Driving, and then Crimes of Passion. Out of mm-hmm. the ones that I own, and and even those aren't like amazing. Dead mm-hmm. and Driving is probably the better one out of them, but this Slugs one is is really good. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, Slugs coming out, man. Fucking Blu-ray. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Super fun, man. Actually, Slugs. You guys have seen Slugs before, right? Oh yeah, I love Slugs, dude. I oh, I, I hope I get a copy because like I I'll buy it even if I don't. Yeah, dude. There's there's one part in this film that always kills me, man. Redesign, but uh good old slugs, fun stuff. Uh next up here we got another film that's certified certified fresh from rotten t- rotten tomatoes. Uh the shallows. I'm surprised. I'm surprised that it's certified fresh. Is that is it really- <laughs> It is surprising <laughs> that it's certified fresh. I've seen the film. And it's a shark film. Like usually these films just don't they don't get any love because they're usually shitty. Well it's it's <laughs> even more surprising that it's certified fresh to me because it's it's not like great. It's like kind of like a, it's it's like it's a popcorn flick. Like it's yeah. not serious. And um, isn't it? It's it a PG thirteen film too, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> it gets very like almost action movie like towards the end, like like hero leaping through the, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, I should actually have a copy of this as well, but. The person asked me if my review was ready, and I was like, I haven't even got it. And they're like, it went out on Tuesday. You should be getting it. And I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) You know? Who's putting this out? Sony? Oh, The Shallows? Yeah, I believe it is Sony. Yeah, it is Sony. I'm looking forward to actually re-watching it because, like, it it was kind of dark that night at the (laughs) drive-in. Well, isn't it supposed to be dark at the drive-in? I mean, like, the screen is dark. (laughs) Like it was, uh, it was more dark than normal. It was like yeah. the Conjuring Two was like impossible to watch. Really, that's brutal. Yeah. Um, next up here is one that actually had me a little bit confused. I had, I think this is the another sequel to All Hallows Eve. No, 
It's it's labeled three. Oh, it is. How is it? it? Yeah, so I think this is like the third one. I never did see the second one. Do you guys see the second one at all? Yeah, me neither. I haven't seen it. No. This no, one's that... cover is atrocious, though. Oh, it's yeah. fucking terrible. So I actually had to look over it a couple times. Like, this, I think this is the third one. Because it even says, like, customers who bought this item bought All Hallows' Eve <laughs> 2. And it is a Tales of Terror type anthology, too. Yep. So, yeah, the cover art on this is just, wow, that is really bad. <laughs> really bad. Why the fuck would they call it 3? All Hallows Eve. This might be. Well, maybe we should review the the All Hallows Eve trilogy for Halloween this year. <laughs> yeah. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, shit. I didn't even really care for the first one that much. I thought there was one story that was pretty good, and that yeah. was about it. But it was kind of overrated. Remember how much Jeremy was hyping that shit up? It was like, didn't it make his top ten that year or some shit like that? I don't know. <laughs> I think it was number one. It was so crazy. I was like, dude, I watched. It. I was like, this isn't really that great, but. Anyways, uh, speaking of fucking cover arts here, man, we got a, a new one from Wild Eye, our favorite company out there, Wild Eye releasing, and it's called Exorcist, The Fallen. It was his number <laughs> three, by the way. Oh, my God. Exorcist it was, it was number three? Yeah. Yeah, Exorcist, The Fallen looks crap. Oh, the cover art on that is so bad. And that's one thing Wild Eye is pretty good at is putting out those cover arts that totally sucks people into buying their shitty $12 films. Yep. But uh, this one, uh, I think it's kind of failing on all levels. It's pretty yep. bad. But then again, it's called ex- it's called not the ex- it's called Exorcist: The Fallen. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, they they thought uh, long and hard about that shit, didn't they? Now here's one I have been interested in since day one, and I'm hoping I get to review this film. And it's from Unearth Films, and it's called Francesca. I've been waiting for this one for Did so long. Did you get your copy yet, dude? Not of this, no. Don't you have one coming? Supposed to. I got Atros the other day, or Atros, or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I, I didn't get this either yet. Um, but yeah, this one I've been so curious about. I, 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 yeah, can't wait for it to drop. So, looks really cool. Love the cover art on it too. It's fantastic. Um, <laughs> speaking of fucking cover art, man, uh, who is it? This got to be Wild Eye, right? Got to be Wild Eye. Killer Saurus. <laughs> Killer Saurus. Oh my god! Yep, that's what it is, man. Oh my god, it's like fucking raging dinosaurs. How, many, dude? What is with the last two years? Dinosaur films are like popping up everywhere. Jurassic Park. You know, Jurassic Park comes out, and then everyone has to make their own little clone film. It's awesome. Killer Saurus. Fuck, that don't look good at all. That does not. Sounds look like good. a match film. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's like I, I always usually mention these, man. If you're into the uh, mystery science theater three thousands, uh, yeah. But we... this one's weird. It's volume three. I know. And I was just gonna say that I was gonna be like, this one is volume three, and I don't know what that means. Are these re releases, dude. They must be or something. I'm about man, to start buying these things because like... it's got the side hackers, uh, the unearthly, the atomic brain. That's cool. And shorts volume two. So. I'm assuming this is probably re-released because weren't they at like 28 or 29 volumes or something like that? Like the last time, Dude, they came were I think they were in the third, like 37 or something. Yeah, that could be right. So I don't know. I don't know what's up with that. <laughs> so that's cool though. Like that, that is cool if those are re-releases because I know all the older ones are long out of print and shit. Yeah, because so. you can get like part volume one, two, and three about 30 bucks a piece right now. So I, I assume they got re-released. Yeah, they must have. Yeah, that's cool. And for the people that are interested in uh, the BBC TV show Ripper Street, season four is coming out on DVD. <laughs> I don't really know much. I'm assuming it's probably a Jack the Ripper TV show. 
by the name of it, Ripper Street. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably what it is. So. It looks like it. Yeah, and that is going to do it for the DVD and Blu-ray releases. Um, not a bad week, actually. I mean, it's probably one of the better weeks anyways. Yeah, I was just looking ahead. There's a lot of good stuff coming out, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, just, just tons of good shit. Well, I mean, October. Man, October is usually the month where, you know, everything starts to come out. Of course, man, you know. Yeah. I'm looking I'm looking forward to seeing the new Purge film. I still haven't seen it. I'm one of the few people in the world that hasn't seen it, so sorry. I got an online screener for it if you want it. You really? Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I can probably wait. I think it's out in like It's from Australia. <laughs> like two weeks or something like that. So. I got online screeners for the some festival in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that funny? That's like, so funny. Like they're what? showing the Purge three over there. It's like a big deal. <laughs> Damn. Well, they don't get a lot of shit though, do they? No, I don't. I don't think so. If they're screening fucking the Purge three, <laughs> no, man, they, they really don't. Because I always hear from people, and they're like, "Oh, we never got that." We, you know, we got that shit like eight months later, and I'm like, "Well, they're they're getting in the theater, and uh, you know, it's already on home media here." <laughs> it's like, holy shit, man, that's a little behind the times. Um. But yeah, that's going to conclude the DVD and Blu-ray releases. So my release of the week, my release of the week, this is um, kind of an interesting one, actually, because there's definitely a few here to choose from. Mm, Um, It's a tough one. It is a tough one, actually, man. It really is a tough one. But if I had to pick, which I do, because that's kind of the point of this segment, right? Um, I'm going to say you have to go out and support... Lionsgate, Vestron with Choppy Mall. Got to grab Choppy Mall. It's a good choice. It was either that or Slugs for me. Yeah, that that's exactly what it was coming down to for me, too. It's a good choice. So, yeah. Yeah. Everybody choice. go out and buy a Chopping Mall. Do it. Hell, just buy two copies if you can afford it. Probably yeah, nobody can. give me can. one of them. Yeah, yeah, nobody can afford to buy two copies. <laughs> <laughs> Not at those. <laughs> did, you, did you buy these, Andy? Did you buy I order? bought uh shopping mall and uh i got charged twice for it <laughs> so i bought two copies supposedly <laughs> <laughs> so why did that happen dude i don't know deep discount fucked up you so sure well. you didn't have two copies in your cart nope i checked the order history it says only one uh, i gotta call them wait tomorrow. So, so they charged you two but they're only sending you one as well correct that's even more fucked up yeah (laughs) it is fucked up you know deep discount is a company that i've ordered from for about five years here and there yeah uh during their sales usually i've had the first probably three orders i ever ordered from them were all fucked up uh i ordered um uh, a copy of texas chainsaw massacre 2 i believe uh that never showed up uh, and then I ordered a copy. Uh, I ordered like a couple other things, but uh, one of them was Twilight Zone the movie, and that showed up loose. Um, and I had another problem as well. And then I stopped ordering from them for a while, and then I finally came back. And since then, I've had no issue with them. Um, but I have heard horror stories. But usually, they'll make it right though. So yeah, yeah. get your money back and and an apology at the very least. Yeah. And they can shit my thinner. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Moods, I believe we do have one question here for uh, some listener, listener feedback. All right. 
Okay, let's get into it. Sorry, I was uh, screwing around and dropped my phone. <laughs> <laughs> so th- this is coming to us from uh, Charlene, who is a uh, listener of us. She's shouted us out before. She has a YouTube channel as well and a website. Check out Charlene at uh, skeletonreviews.com. Um, she's our homie from France, I believe. Yes. And, uh, and, and oddly enough, she's not a big fan of uh, French cinema. Yeah, which is funny. <laughs> I know. I thought that was intriguing. So. <laughs> So uh, she says, hi, guys, this is Charlene, a.k.a. I Mayfair, which is her YouTube channel, by the way, a.k.a. the 22 Shots Groupie. We got a groupie, guys. Uh, <laughs> we've made it. So I have a question for the next episode. She actually sent this a month ago, so it's been a while. Uh, in previous decades, especially the glorious 1980s, the horror genre has created many film icons. Freddy, Jason, Michael, Chucky, Leatherface, etc., who to this day remain ambassadors of horror. Many people who have never seen these the films know who they are and what they look like. However, in recent years, it seems the genre is unable to create modern horror icons, at least the level of the legends mentioned above. Granted, these characters such as Sam or Victor Crowley, uh, or there is characters such as Sam and Victor Crowley, but it simply doesn't feel the same. Why does it seem we will never discover new characters as memorable as Freddy. I would love to hear your thoughts on this. Also, since I'm about to review the fab five, I was wondering if you guys still plan on having an episode reviewing them. I really enjoyed the disturbing cinema podcast episode on martyrs and would love to hear you guys review the other four. Oh, I forgot about that podcast. I love the show. I listen almost daily. Told you I was a groupie. You guys have the perfect mix of entertainment information and knowledge. You know, this question has popped up um, a couple different times and I've always kind of revolved or always kind of went back to my same, like my original thoughts on this question. Um, I mean, it's obviously different eras, right? You know, you got the 80s and now. And the big difference is between the 80s and, you know, modern horror films and characters and things like that is the 80s was booming, you know, the studios and everything, you know, had theatrical releases and you, it was promoted a lot more. And, you know, there was just, there was a, it was a lot more accepted in the mainstream. Shit was always out there. You can create some really cool characters these days and stuff, but they just don't get those wide releases. They're not promoted as much except for in, you know, the kind of niche, you know, like us, it, the, the films are made for us. They're not made for everybody out there. Right. You know what I'm saying? So they don't get seen. By everybody. I think that's the biggest problem. I think Victor Crowley, you know, in the Hatchet films, I think if those films came out in the 80s, Victor Crowley would be a way bigger character, you know, because it would have been seen by a lot more people in the boom of horror, like in the 80s and things like that. So I think that's the biggest problem is that it's just not the same. It's just not industry leveled anymore. It's it's more the, the horror industry is on a lower level it's it's more indie now um there's still studio films and things but these studios aren't trying to push new characters and trying to break out with the jasons and freddies and the and the pinheads and things like that they it's just not what they're about right different times so what do you think andy uh, i kind of agree there's i don't know today's characters just don't seem to what's that word i'm looking for stick out as much as the ones from back in the day um, so you think they're just they're not as unique because Victor Crowley is essentially Jason, right? Yeah, but I don't, I don't, I don't know. It, it just back because back then it all felt new, you know, 
to an extent. Now it just feels like everything's a copy of what they did in the eighties to an extent mm. as well. But do you, do you think that if Victor Crowley, like the Hatchet films, came out in nineteen eighty five, do you think that he would be more famous? Uh, do you think he'd be up there? Like, do you think he would be mentioned in the same conversation as Freddie Jason and uh, Leatherface and fucking Pinhead and and shit like that? Not quite sure, to be honest. I, I don't think so. I think a lot of people would have just labeled him a Jason clone. You know, there's like a lot of other Maybe. slasher villains in movies that aren't as popular yeah. as yeah. Jason or Freddy is. You know, I think that if the Hatchet films came out in those days, they would have been way more popularized. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Th- they're more popular now. Like, it's it's kind of a bad example because they're a little more popular, but I think they would have been promoted to death in those days. You True. know, why not try to push this type of character <laughs> and compete with a Jason or – I mean, because it, it's like Jason, but it's not, you know? And, well, you know, Freddie and Jason were always head-to-head and Mike Myers and things like that. And, you know, why not try to put another one in there? I mean, it worked in those days because there was nothing but promotion. They they really pushed the envelope, man. Yeah. It just um, doesn't happen anymore. My kind of thoughts on this is that <clears throat> it is along the lines of Moods' thoughts in terms of it's a, just a different time. Um, but you can look at the 80s slasher villains, Freddy, Jason, Michael, Chucky, Leatherface, and you can look at the 30s to 50s monster movie villains, Frankenstein, Dracula, Wolfman, um, and there's similarities there. Um, so it worked then and it worked again. So can it work again? And I think that it can but one thing has to change, and that's the landscape of the industry. Uh, the industry right now, Most it takes a long time to make a movie. Um, you don't see films pumped out like they did with Jason. I mean, you, ha- you have, <laughs> what, like nine <laughs> Friday the 13th in like 10 years or something crazy like that? Yeah. You know, it's it's insane. Like, we saw it a little bit with Saw, and 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 what started to happen like the jigsaw puppet this little fucking puppet that had nothing to do with the film started to become an icon almost Mm -hmm. now Mm -hmm. if he had a hockey mask on uh if jigsaw the the killer from the saw films had a ghost face mask on or something maybe that would have uh propelled him into this more iconic role um, but you know, just be, in terms of the story, he's just a regular guy who's like making traps and he's not actually physically killing people with his yeah. hands and, and knives and stuff. So maybe that's why he didn't take off, but he was closest to taking off. And it's because of the landscape. They made seven Saw movies in seven years. Yeah. Um, it's because that they were being, uh, exposed more. There was more exposure to that character uh, and you don't see that like Hatchet. You have one film in 2006, another in 2010, and another in 2013. Um, it's and it and it's not mainstream either. It's it's yeah. independent mm. level. Um, you would have yeah. to have yeah. like and you look at the landscape and the way we're seeing things right now. The films that are making money are like The Purge. There's not really an a face to The Purge, right? It's it's mm. just no. people in masks and. Uh, in order to, and that's also that's also the studios really trying to do something different. You know, they're yeah. not trying to put like a specific face on things because they're mm-hmm. like, they're like, well, what is this like thirty five years ago? Yeah, no, they're they're really trying to do something new. But that that is a good point. Like you look at Candyman, and yeah, he's kind of iconic, but it, it, I think he's, he's not on a level. Yeah. yeah, and but if you Definitely look at Candyman not. and you say, okay, well, what if Candyman came out in nineteen eighty one, and then they made eight Candyman sequels? I bet he'd be right up there, right? Yeah. Because 
it, the problem is, is that they made one good film and then the others two sucked and they fell off. And it was in the 90s, a bad yeah. landscape to begin with. <laughs> yeah. It's actually amazing that he's as iconic as he even is. Um, but how often do you see a Candyman shirt, right? Like, it's just not the same as, as Freddy Jason, like, Michael, well, Chucky, Leatherface. Like, yeah. never. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I mean, really, the last, like, iconic, besides, you know, the puppet from Saw, I mean, you can argue that that's pretty, it's pretty notable. You know, people know and can associate that that character with the Saw films. Um, it's got to be Ghostface. Yeah. Uh, exactly. It, it, it is Ghostface. But again, because the character has limitations, is it's not one person. It's multiple people. That that limits the iconic level. That, that I think that people don't even reach. think about it. They, they, I don't honestly think people think of that when they see Ghostface. They just see the killer. You know, I, I mean, obviously, people that know, if, if you're listening to this and you haven't seen Scream before, sorry. <laughs> but that there's, you know, there's fucking two killers. Um, but, but you still. But not even two, there's like eight. Yeah, yeah. exactly. 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 <laughs> Throughout um, the film series. You know? But I think it's, I think it's just easy to, easy to forget that. And you just kind of look at the image of Ghostface and you're like, that's iconic. Yeah. You know? It is what it is, right? So. Yeah, so it, it definitely is iconic, and, and we've had a few here and there, but um, it, really what it comes down to is the landscape would have to change and allow these things to naturally uh, be created for, for, for it to happen again. And it's oh, not impossible yeah. because, like I said, it happened in the 30s and 40s and 50s as well. Um, so it just has to kind of change what we're seeing here, um, and uh, this the system has to change to where – uh, these films can be made faster, the ones that are successful. Essentially, what we need is is Hollywood be able to cash in really easily and just put it, put out like a hundred sequels a year. Um, so that that's how it works. Uh, also, she did mention like uh, the Fab Five, like moods. I, I don't know. I've talked to you a little bit about that, but what, what's your thoughts on that? Actually, <clears throat> on like the films themselves. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, the, of the, the continuing. Um, I want to do it. I really do. I'm. I know. I think a while back you were you were like, I don't know if he really wants to do it and stuff. Um, yeah. I think. I think honestly, if we were to do an episode on this podcast, uh, I would maybe try to leave out martyrs, even though that would seem very awkward, because to us it would be like, hey, we're just kind of being redundant with that. Yeah. Well, we would need to. If we left out martyrs, we wouldn't call the episode the Fab Five. Yeah, we'd call um, it French Extreme, like exploding exactly. heads did when they switched up the format. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, people kind of get the gist of it. They know exactly where we're coming from. So yeah, but no, I, I would I would really like to do it for sure. Okay. Um. Yeah. Uh, also, we do have an Australian episode planned as well. So, um, I'm sure we could do a French Extreme. Oh, 100 percent, hundred percent. All right. So I hope that answered your question, Charlene. Um, thank you for uh, emailing in. Uh, I've recently went through the email and I've sorted everything out, like thousands of emails. So uh, feel free, guys, to send emails once again in question format because I have it all fixed to where you guys have your own little separate folder with your questions. <laughs> Easy access. <laughs> nice. Nice. Easy access. Good stuff. Um well, do we have a knowledge segment at all? Are we going to do knowledge this week? or uh, No knowledge. <clears throat> no knowledge? I guess that was knowledge? No, I don't know. <laughs> all right. Well, I guess we'll just jump right into the uh, the morbid fact 
the coroner's report of weird stats and morbid facts, courtesy of Rue Morgue magazine. And again, I just grabbed these shit. These shits totally random. I grabbed issue 148, September 2014. This is the one with uh, Eli Ross and Green Inferno on the cover. And it was a film that you liked a little bit, JP, last year. You liked that one? Yeah, I made my top 10, but it, it was overall disappointing. I'd probably say it's similar to Rob Zombie's 31 in terms of how I felt about it. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I'm getting super lazy with these. I'm just kind of grabbing these things and going, well, now I got to pick one. <laughs> it's like, you know, I, it, it was, I, I was trying not to be lazy with this today and I was trying to find a fact on like the Blair Witch films and stuff. And I know I've read in past magazines some, like, you know, odd things about the Blair Witch. Couldn't find them. <laughs> Couldn't find them. I think I got to start like, you know, taking notes or whatever. So it is what it is. But anyways, uh, I guess we'll just do this one here. I'm a, I'm a big fan of this type of stuff, so it's entertaining to me. Uh, in the Swedish vampire film Let the Right One In, sound effects were achieved by biting into sausages to replicate biting into skin and flesh, drinking yogurt to sound like drinking blood, and rubbing the skin of two grapes to emulate the sound of children blinking. I'm a big fan of Foley. I don't know if you guys are into doing sounds and films and stuff like that, but honestly, man, Foley artists are, like, fucking amazing. They really are. You guys know what Foley artists are? Nope. nope. <laughs> they're the guys. They're the guys that make all those fake sound effects for films. So they'll like be in the studio and they'll be like breaking salary for like breaking arms and shit like that. And so where all those sounds come from, man? Yeah, I'm a I'm a fan of those. Sounds. It's really it's really it's really fucking interesting how they do it, man. It's, it's it's really cool to watch Foley artists when they're watching a film and they're making the sound effects to the film. They're not just making them and going in and cutting them up and putting them into the film. And so it's being a Foley artist is harder than it seems. And it looks. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool shit. So anyways, that is going to conclude Mood Swings. And yeah, so what are we going to do here before we get into Blair Witch? You guys want to talk about some a recent film that we all seen? Yeah, sure, dude. I, I've, I've kind of wanted to talk about it for a while. All right. So um, so we didn't really have a plan for like what we watched this week. So there was one film that all three of us have seen recently, and it happened to be the newly released 2016 don't breathe so yeah i guess this will be our thoughts on the film <laughs> um, plot synopsis oh yeah i'll just read this quickly uh yeah okay it's, this one's very very short uh hopping hoping to walk hopping jesus christ Hoping to walk away with massive fortune, a trio of thieves break into a house of a blind man who isn't as helpless as he seems actually that's a pretty good synopsis that's not bad. Yeah. Pretty summed sure it up. Sweet. Yeah. Summed <laughs> up in 20 words. So, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. So what's your guys' thoughts on this film? Um, well, I mean, I liked it. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was, I thought it was pretty good. Um, you know, it's, um, you know, it, it's one of those films that everyone's like, oh, it's so unique, it's so unique. And, you know, it definitely has this uniqueness to it. I mean, obviously, Home Invasion um, is nothing that unique and original, but this it, one has... It's some... kind of almost reverse Home Invasion in in the fact yeah. that we're identifying with the Home Invaders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, this is, this is another one that's been done recently with a few different films, you know, about, you know, people breaking into the wrong fucking house. You know, this is done recently with with some pretty good films. Intruders was pretty cool too. So, um, 
I don't know, man. I thought this movie was really good. There's definitely a little bit of flaws in this film that I noticed and stuff. Um, but overall, I thought it was major entertaining. Well, I, I, I really did like the the kind of you know the development of you know the the blind guy in the house, like you know his little twists and turns and stuff. I thought yeah. that was actually really kind of unique how they did that and stuff. Um, but I don't know, like. So what do you mean by flaws? Actually, because I was curious of what just, you actually meant by that. Just, well, flaws, I guess, is probably a little bit of a hard word, but they, just things I noticed in the films that were minor kind of, you know, like question, they got me questioning it, you know. Um, for one thing, um, <laughs> it kind of bugs me when these things happen. I understand when you're writing a film like this, you have to have an, in, you have to have a way that they're going to enter into this film or into the house, I mean. And obviously, they literally had the keys to this house because one of the one of the home invaders, his dad worked for the security system or for the security company and stuff. And he had all these keys, these places and stuff. So that's kind of an interesting idea in itself. Mm -hmm. Um, But when they get there, they notice that there's more locks on there and they can't quite get into the house. So um, but the way they get into the house kind of bugged me a little bit because, okay, they, they even stress in the film that every window in the house, every door, like everything is all barred up. Yeah, everything's all barred up, right? Yeah. Except for the bathroom window. And I'm thinking to myself, going, why would you go through the trouble of barring up every single window in this huge house, except for one, which well, happens they, to be the bathroom window? They kind of touch on that because they say that it's, they basically say that it's too small for somebody to get through. But that girl happens to be really small. Yeah, but still, would you ever take that chance? Though it just seemed a little too convenient. convenient. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and I, I noted that right away and I was like, you know what? It's not that big of a deal. It's just something that I noticed right away. Um, it's not technically that major big. It's not that big of a deal. I right? mean, I can, I can accept it if it's, if, if it's, you know, if they try to explain it away, right? Like mm-hmm. if they at least make an attempt to explain it away, then I can For respect sure. that yep, because yep. then I'll be like, okay, well th- there's, even though it's really unlikely, it's still possible that somebody would be like, ah, you know what? Like the, I've already put all my like so much money into these bars. Like this one does fine. It's possible, yeah, um, yeah. but m- what really bugged me more so than the window was that they said they had ten seconds to get to the thing, and through editing, it was very sloppy and clearly like over ten seconds. Like it just <laughs> didn't feel like it matched or whatever. You know? No, it, it because they had to go. The, when is the bathroom? Far. She had to go all the way downstairs, all the way through the house, right back to where they were. Yeah, it was like holy. F- it was fun. Yeah, I, that was another thing that I did note too. I was like, wow, that just doesn't make. It, any it seems sense. like you I'm- wouldn't even attempt it because you wouldn't know the landscape of the house. Like you wouldn't know like what if like the hallway took you down to the steps or whatever. Exactly you know what, what I mean? said. I, if, if you're going into a house for the first time in the dark, you're never going to find your way down there. There's yeah. no fucking way. No way. Um, another little minor thing that I noticed too in the film, you know, me with these type of films and like, you know, when there's a lot of gun action and stuff, I'm not really overly the biggest fan of like a lot of gun use. Yeah. So there, there is a scene in this film where, uh, the, you know, the guy, the, uh, the blind guy, he gets a hold of this gun and he starts shooting, man. And me being the anal person I am when I watch films, I started counting gunshots and I know in those bread and nines is what nine <laughs> shots. Well, he shot 14 times. No, there's like, there's like 16 shots. Is there, that. okay, well, I, I counted for, whatever. 14, anyways, the point is there was way too many <laughs> for that before it clicked on the kid's head and I was like, oh my God. There's, I was counting it, it, too it, it, and I don't think that there was. No, there definitely was, man. I, I, for some reason, I fucking counted right from the start. There was, there was. Are you 100, sure? Hundred percent, hundred percent. 
I mean, I could be off with one, but it was definitely 14, 14 or 15, something like that. So, but I was like, wow, that's kind of like a technical mistake. I mean, it's just so you just don't have well, to do that. Okay, it, it, Most of those magazines can hold 16 with, I believe, one in the chamber. So 17 or either 15 with one in the chamber. Yeah. But maybe. they also have extended magazines. Mm-hmm. They can hold like 21. Which, yeah, which that was pretty standard though. Uh, who knows? Um, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying, man? It's just things like that. Like, you know, just, I've seen that in so many films. I'm just like, oh my God. I'm like, well, most famously in Halloween. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly, right? Which people say is a perfect film, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know, man. Another thing that... I was talking to my buddy about this too, and I've, I've stressed in the, in the past many, many times about showing clips of the end in the very opening frame of a film. Overly not the biggest fan of that, you know? I, I don't mind it at all. I understand what they're you doing can't with tell, that. You can't tell until it happens, and you're like, oh, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But, you know, okay, I, I know right away that is one of the main characters. Is she dead or alive? We don't know. At that point. Oh, obviously. did you know? I didn't. I just thought it was like a random ass person. No, I knew it was, I knew it was like, I mean, obviously I didn't know until they introduced the character after that scene, but But I was like, how did you, it was, you could tell by the face. It was the blonde chick, man. I couldn't tell. Really? Oh, it's weird. (laughs) Yeah. For some, I I didn't know. I couldn't tell at all. But anyways, the point is, you know, of just showing things that are happening in the end of the film in the beginning, sometimes it's just not necessary. I know it doesn't, some people are like, ah, they don't really give a shit or whatever. It's not that big of a deal, but to me, I just, I could do without that. Like that scene to me, isn't necessary. I don't know if you guys feel the same. I just don't think it's necessary to be there. It's not really. I mean, there's not I would a have rather for it. Yeah, I would have rather just them um, established, you know, just with an overhead shot and just introduced your characters right away. I mean, that would have been fine with me too. I, I uh, think the intention was to to set up that our that our guy is a, is not, you know, there's obviously something 100%. more to him, but um, I think the intention is to not let you know that it's the main character, like it worked on me. Like, it's I think it's supposed to be far enough away to where you can just see it's a girl. Because I said right away, I was like, oh, man, like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I just I, – I, 100% I know. Like, and they're... even even later, without going into spoilers, like, I didn't 100% – until that point in the film where they show that scene, I thought it was a different person still once we're introduced to another character. I mm-hmm. thought it was that person. Really? So it, until I actually – were you the same way, Andy? Yeah, I, I thought I was the other person. Too. Yeah, so so it hmm. looks like it more so than not. You know, if you're yeah. just taking the small sample size, it worked how it was intended for me and Andy. If that was the intention. Okay. Yeah. But I do. I am with you where it doesn't really seem like there's a purpose because mm-hmm. you don't really need to know that he's a bad guy. Exactly, because you're gonna find out. Sooner and later, anyways, and it's, it's kind of like that suspenseful thing too. It's like if you show the the audience right away, like this guy, but you're expecting it. I, I wouldn't even be surprised if that was a studio choice in terms of like, okay, well, we want to because you got to look at it this way, modes. Like, mm-hmm. we're supposed to care for the characters, mm-hmm. the the lead three, right? So. Yeah. If they never show that scene, then this whole time for a long time, you're going to think that these characters are assholes. Right. So by showing that scene, you instantly know that like, okay, he's the bad guy. These people, even though they're doing something bad, they're doing it to a bad guy. And you got to be careful when you're playing with a mainstream audience because they can't 
they need the 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 good bad. They don't need these yeah, yeah. lines. So I I, yeah. I I wouldn't be surprised if it was like a studio oh, thing. It's I like, 100% oh, I, agree with you. Maybe I, they I know had exactly a, what they were trying to do. Maybe but. they had a test audience and it's like and, and like maybe people were thrown off. They didn't have that scene there or something. Mm-hmm. So like yeah. that then you have like these characters who are all like uh just the, the assholes from the get go and they're like, "Well, how can we make people like get in, in more on board with the the robbers? Well, what if we put like a scene that shows the guy being bad like at the beginning right so like that that seems like that could have happened Mm -hmm. um me personally i think that the film uh is really effective on its actual like tension Mm -hmm. and also scares like the the casting for this blind guy is absolutely perfect um Uh, it's one thing i have noted here too man i thought the casting was brilliant the dude is freaky man like he's really built (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the whole character is actually, oddly enough, super believable. Now, I heard from one person, they said, man, there's just no way that he'd be able to react to all these, you know, these intruders into his house and react the way he did. And I said, bullshit. I said, the guy's a fucking, he, he's one of those home dwellers. He lives in this fucking house. He's blind. So what do blind people do? They learn every inch of their goddamn house so they can get around without being hurt. Yeah. <laughs> so therefore, this guy knew every fucking inch of his house and he knew exactly what to do and react and and the way he reacted was totally legit in my opinion i thought it was brilliant it it just worked for me i I understood it completely man some of my favorite scenes involve a character like fiddling with something or doing something and then they just look over and the dude's fucking standing there and and it's so goddamn creepy because his eyes are all whited out and like like that's legit like scares like the, it's not a jump scare it's a legit exactly. scare and exactly. I, those are the best man like if you can kind of freak me out or get my heart going or something or give me cold chills like i'm down and fetty alvarez the director of this film uh who i said back when he di- directed evil dead that he had chops uh simply on the direction style say what you want about some of the some of the moments in the film that we hated the macgyver moments <laughs> yeah <laughs> but uh he he definitely has like a, a style and even when you first they first get into the house he does this long sh- looming shot like down the hall and like following yeah, each yeah. character and it's it looks great and it really sets up the um the the schematics of the house and the layout and with also just sort of um you know you know what man i totally agree i think that the way the the shots were, you know, the way it was filmed inside the house makes that house so freaky and huge. Like it actually feels like this, this house is so big and like there's just nowhere to go. I don't know, man. He did a really good job with capturing that. And that also the setting, um, much like we've seen with it follows the Detroit setting. It couldn't be better. There's actually a lot of, it's so depressing, isn't it? it but it <laughs> looks like where I'm from in terms yeah. of like the overgrown grass and the falling apart, like, like buildings and shit like i have a lot of that in my town uh mm-hmm. like the the heart of my town where there's like vines growing up all the buildings like no buildings have windows this is the main street of my town like there's no windows in any of the buildings there's like all busted glass and shit so like it feels at home to me but it's also exaggerated too um but it's not unrealistic because there are a lot of places in small in towns that that have like ghetto ass like places and and they do a great job of showcasing that in this film and like Mm -hmm. it it falls like a perfect setting too it's believable that you can shoot your gun you know 18 times or whatever and nobody come to investigate yeah yeah 
<laughs> you know, another thing, another thing I love about the, the casting with the, um, the guy is the way they, the way they wrote the character though, too, they didn't give him a lot of dialogue in the film, which I thought was really effective until he starts to talk a little more in, you know, with the third act and stuff. I think that's a good approach because, you know, sometimes when those people talk too much, it gets either a little bit cheesy or just a little bit ridiculous with some yeah. of the shit they're saying. And he just comes off as a freaky fucking villain in this and he barely says anything. And then when he does talk, you're just like, Oh shit. Did, did he, did it, it came did across remind really, you of Zach at all? Hundred percent, hundred percent. That's totally. If Zach was blind, that would be that's him. That's totally him. <laughs> Definitely. Um, but you know, I, honestly, like I love "Don't Breathe." I, I didn't have very many, uh, you know, negative thoughts towards it, other than some of the stuff that Moods mentioned. Um, it, you know another thing. Okay, I, sorry. To, I don't mean to be the negative Nancy with this, and so like I really did enjoy this film. I just I don't know why I have to always point out the negative stuff, but which is kind of funny for me because I usually don't. But um, one thing that was bugging me about this film was a little bit with the cell phone uh, back and forth and stuff, dude. <laughs> okay, if you're a fucking thief, if you're a house robber, like you're going into houses all the time and shit like that, what is the first thing you would probably fucking do with your cell phone? Turn it off. Turn it completely off. Why would you? Okay, you can turn your your sound off. Why would you keep your vibrate on? Who would ever keep their vibrate on? Probably me. Like seriously, you're going to house. You want to be ultra quiet. Turn yeah. your, everything off. Like I mean, because there's a couple of scenes where it's vibrating. It's like, oh fuck, fuck, it's vibrating. It's like, but, but they, dude, they, I turning mean, your phone off. They like, also so- normally break into houses that are abandoned. This is the, f- the or nobody's home. This is the first time they've done it with somebody in there, and they do mm. it because he's blind. But of course, but he's not deaf. You know, like if you're gonna go into the house, just grab your phone and just be like, I should probably turn it off vibrate mode just in yeah, case. But if you if, <laughs> you, if know? you know, what if they've probably they well, they've obviously done this a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. So if no- nothing has ever bad happened with their phone before, maybe they just didn't think. Like that seems like a mistake I would make, honestly. Oh, for sure, for sure. But it's just it's something that I just caught on right away. I was like, I wouldn't I would always think that's just me though. Yeah. You know, if I was yeah. going into somewhere I had to be real quiet, I'd be like, I'd make sure my phone was off completely. Like completely well, off. I wouldn't well, even I take mean, the chance. You know what's funny though? Like you would can make that same argument when you go to the movies. Mm-hmm. Yet nobody turns their phone off. <laughs> oh, I, I, the thing is, I actually always have my phone off. Yeah, my exactly. I don't have it on my brain. Human error is always going to be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but you know, overall, like I thought the I thought the acting was great in this film. I thought the cinematography was fantastic in the South. Been really good atmosphere. And good twists yeah. and turns. I thought the script was great. Yeah, um, I, I really couldn't see where it was going at all. Like, I, even like I thought it was going to end and it didn't end. And like, I, I was going to be really mad at an ending, and then it went to a different ending. And it wasn't the exact ending that I wanted, but it was like yeah. by the time I got to that ending, I was like, you know what? I'm down with that because it's a little bit of what I wanted from one ending, and mm-hmm. a little bit of what I didn't want. So like, I, I can accept that from a different. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a really kind of ballsy move to like you know to take that character where they did oh definitely for a mainstream movie dude yeah dude i was like wow that's really interesting and i like the fact how he they even describe he's like oh i'm not a rapist and and i was like okay this is i kind of look over at dylan i was like damn that's pretty intriguing you know it's just it's different i've never really seen anything like that before and i gotta say man the the fucking um the turkey baster thing in in the mouth yeah that yeah this is gross. <laughs> I fucking started laughing. I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> fucking gross." That was good shit, though, man. But 
Um, but yeah, I, I don't know, man. I did have, I, I didn't, I liked the ending. I just thought there was one part that was kind of, kind of silly, which I, I don't really want to get into, you know, talking about the ending here just in case people haven't seen it and want to get into spoiler territories here. But, um, oh, I'll talk to you guys about it after. But, uh, I probably I don't know, know what scene you're getting at. And it's, it's similar along the lines of like the shit that we didn't like in Evil Dead. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it. Okay, um, so you guys want to rate this thing? Yeah, do you guys have any more thoughts on it? Um, Andy, you, do you uh, have anything? I, I, yeah, one thing I want to say about what you guys were talking about, the house, that that whole sequence in the basement when the, like, all the lights go off, some of the creepiest things in that whole movie. You know what, being... Andy? Thank you for bringing that up. I actually forgot about that, and it's something I actually had noted in in my mind somewhere. Um because I, I, I brought that up right after the, I watched the film and I was like, damn, dude, that was really crazy how they filmed that. They filmed that in the pitch black. Yeah, It's dude. crazy, dude, because if you're watching, their, their eyes are so dilated. Like they're <laughs> fucking huge and shit. Like you can tell that they they can't see where they're going. Yeah. yeah. That was cool, man, because they didn't have a clue and they're really kind of feeling out things. And that was cool, man. That was yeah. really interesting. It, it, it added that creep value to it. It's like, dude, if you were in that basement and it was pitch black, like would you not be shitting yourself? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, put yourself in that position, great, man. man. You can't see. That's fucked up, man. Yeah, I mean, casting was good all around. I yeah. liked all three of the 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 uh, lead characters, uh, including the you know the guy that is you know the, the 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 secondary character to the to the trio or whatever. He was cool. Um, the the obvious villain guy was fantastic that, yeah i mean that was some of the best casting of the year honestly oh it really was yeah so uh i'll go first um don't breathe was definitely a highlight for me this year i've seen a lot of films in the theater um besides phantasm and like you know the shining and stuff like the newer ones that don't breathe is probably the the, the best experience i've had yet and uh, I, I really, really enjoyed it from start to finish. Uh, there was one time where I was like, no, don't do this because I thought it was going to end bad and I, it was going to ruin my day. But it, it didn't. So I was greatly happy with that. Um, it, it ha- it, it's, it, it's just one of those films that I like. I love the concept. Small, contained horror. Uh, just good stuff. Liked it a lot. Given 8.5 out of 10. Hmm, that's funny that you say that. That's what I give it to. <laughs> 8.5, Andy? Yeah, I just found it really creepy, atmospheric, and uh, just pretty dark in some points in the movie, like with the storyline, what's going on. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I, dude, I I haven't been that shocked in a storyline in a long time. I was like, wow. I, I just really enjoyed that. I thought that was super cool, man. Um, but yeah, really good atmospheric contained horror. And, you know, JP couldn't have said it any better. Like the contained horror films. Great. But the casting fantastic. Um, it's just, it's a really intense film, you know, because if you put yourself in that situation, you would be shitting bricks. Like, I mean, it's just, I don't know, man, like the scene where he's fucking the guy or the dude sitting in the bathroom underneath the sink, (laughs) but he walks in. I'm just like, oh man, you you just, uh, I mean, there's a toilet right there, but you'd be shitting yourself. So, <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah, I give this one a very solid eight out of 10. I, I really enjoyed the film. I thought it was great. It was Sweet. fun stuff. So, Sweet. Stuff. All right. So, um, one more thing before we get into the Blair Witch trilogy, there's actually another little thing that I wanted to talk about. It is, uh, for kind of a horror 101 because it is a documentary. 
and it is Curse of the Blair Witch. So a lot of people don't know about this, but um, when we talk about the original Blair Witch Project, we will talk about its marketing campaign and all of the genius that went into that. But you know, one thing that they did that was super smart was after they wrapped filming uh, and you know the film was about to premiere, they decided, hey. Like, let's get some money together and and push this further. They already launched the website, but, like, let's produce a mockumentary, right? At at the time, it was going to air as a documentary. Uh, And then we'll show clips of the movie that isn't even out yet in the documentary. uh, And we'll say courtesy of Artisan or whatever. And those clips uh, will tell you that the film the film based on this documentary is coming out uh which is genius right so they they threw together this documentary uh daniel merrick and eduardo sanchez and it aired on the sci-fi channel two days before the blair witch project hit theaters um so once again incredible ahead of the like entire industry in terms of marketing Mm -hmm. um genius ideas so basically the documentary follows uh, uh, the Blair Witch Project. That, now remember, the film wasn't out yet. But essentially, it goes through and it talks about the three students disappearing. Uh, and it interviews their quote-unquote family members. These are all fake people, by the way. Uh, these are actors. And they talk about you know, what they were like growing up and what, and their, their professor, Heather Donahue's professor talks about how good of a student she was and how her and Josh were always, uh, you know, top of the class or whatever. And they did, they didn't really, they shouldn't have got along, but they worked on a lot of projects together that turned out really well. Uh, and then, you know, they, they, so they talk a little bit about the, the actual, uh, students and their disappearance and their backstories then it goes into the mythology of the Blair Witch which was really cool because it's all fake it's all made up all of it's made up so Mm. but they really go in depth like okay uh there was a town called Blair that was established in whatever century or whatever um there was a, a a woman named Ellie Edwich who came over to uh from ireland or whatever like they have it all like literally like all mapped out right and so then they say that uh you know some little girl said that uh ellie took her into the woods and her legs weren't touching the ground or something so they you know being all paranoid with the like salem witch trials and like all the all the witch hysteria at the time they they take her out tired to a tree and leave her there um the next winter or the next summer all the people who accused her started disappearing they abandoned the town. They moved to another town called Burkittsville that they founded or whatever. And Blair kind of stayed like that or whatever the story is. Uh, they get into the history of that, the history of the Blair Witch. And then they, at the very end of it, they get into the finding of the footage, right? And they have like a fucking archaeologist on there explaining how like they have like all these diagrams like with the, the topsoil and like the char from Rustin Parr's house that burned down and shit. And they're like, it couldn't have been uh, uh, undisturbed. You couldn't get this with in there without the ground being disturbed it's all like scientific and shit and it's just like they went through so much fucking effort to Mm -hmm. to make this shit seem real like it's insane they have like uh you know uh historians on there but they're all fake people right this is all what these are all fucking 
mythology that they just made up, like the Rustin Parr thing, uh, the 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 witch itself. You know, the um, the they have a couple other stories about a little girl drowning in uh, like six inches of water or something in a in a stream, like like with they even say that the first time in a court history where a rolling has uh you know basically that it was supernatural that what happened to the how the person died and like and you don't know you can't question it right like you don't, you don't like, like the internet is barely a thing like you're not gonna just google like did that ever happen um, <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's really cool you know um if there's one complaint i have about it is after you see the blair witch and you see how well that's acted you might look at this and be like, oh, like these guys seem like like certain people, like the brother of Mike. Like you're like, oh, well, he would be like way more upset about it than this or whatever. So like there's certain things that like it, if you know it's fake, you're going to be able to see through it a little bit. Um, but <clears throat> it's still very enjoyable. It only runs 44 minutes. I give it a 7 out of 10. <laughs> you guys, neither of you guys seen that ever? No. Oh, <laughs> I, can't, <laughs> I can't believe I've never watched it before. It's crazy. But then again, I didn't even realize it was on the DVD yeah. <laughs> until like an hour ago. It's such an interesting idea that they fucking premiered that like two days before the movie came out. Yeah. I mean, honestly, their marketing campaign for this film was it was beyond amazing. You know, it would never work today, but, you know, they, they picked the greatest time for it to work. You know, yeah, it was it, lightning it, it, in a bottle. Perfect timing. Yep. Yeah. I agree. All right. Alrighty, so let's get into the Blair Witch trilogy. Isn't that crazy to say? It is. It is really, really crazy that yes. they managed to keep the official sequel a secret for as long as they did. Oh yeah, it was insane. Like they literally kept it secret until somebody had to see it. <laughs> well, it, it was kind of interesting what they did. Like the director, he actually had like. They they were doing it so low key and it was all it was all done purposely. Um, like they had like different drafts for things and stuff, and they didn't they didn't even let the actors know what they were you know what they were you know auditioning for and things like that. Like, there was a lot of effort put into put it into this to you know keep in the the sequel secret. Yeah, it's hard absolutely. to do these days, man. It's really really hard to do, man. Um, yeah, I was kind of reading a little bit on uh, I think it was in this month's room org. They had like a little bit of interview with. Um, uh, with what's his name? Adam Wingard. Adam Wingard. I can't believe I forgot his name. He's made so many movies I liked, but, um, but yeah, anyways, first Blair Witch film from 1999 called The Blair Witch Project, um, which I was fortunate enough to actually see in the theater when it came out. And, uh, man, dude, it was really cool because, like, you know, even in the, at that time when I saw it, I was still completely not sure if it was real or not. Like, you know, you, you know, you knew in the back of your mind it was not 100% real, but you really wanted it to be. And it just really kind of added to the flavor. But, um, but yeah, the quick little synopsis of the Blair Witch Project from 1999. Three film students vanish after traveling into Maryland for us to film a documentary on the local Blair Witch legend, leaving only their footage behind. <laughs> yeah, so um, it's shot found footage style, which is where the term actually came from, was the Blair Witch Project. Um, now, there have been other films filmed in that documentary style before, um, mm -hmm. such as the Cannibal Holocaust, uh, Man, McPherson man. tapes, 
Man uh, Bites Dog. Man Bites Dog. Even one year prior to this one or the same year, the last broadcast. Yep, the so last broadcast, yeah. It's, it's been done before, but never to the sort of uh, extent uh, that it was done this time. You know, the, the, the effort put into this was amazing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it truly is. So, um, yeah, man, thoughts on the Blair Witch Project. You know, it, it's been honestly... I, I I swear it's been ten years since I've seen this movie. Like I, I want to say, I, I want to say it was at least ten years since I've watched this movie. It's crazy. Um, it it was very refreshing to watch. Um, you know, just not seeing it for such a long time, it it, it became one of those back burner type um, found footage films. You know, I, I just kind of I just kind of lost my touch with it. You know. Yeah, it's and, like and, you. It's like oh yeah, the Blair Witch, Blair Witch, like uh, of yeah. course Blair Witch. But it's like you know, and even perspective, you know, ten years later, or whatever since you last seen it, mm-hmm. um, we've seen a lot of things happen, and and you kind of just you know, cert- you you just change too. Like you know, you might you might just sort of uh, see it a little bit different, you know, ten years later, or whatever. You know, the interesting thing is, you know, watching this movie back when it came out. You know, not overly that familiar with found footage type style films. So you're like, wow, this is really kind of unique and cool. You know, over the last 15 years, there's been thousands of them. You know, we became accustomed to some of the worst camera work ever. You know, the shit that's nauseating to like just atrocious type films and things. Yeah. Rewatching the Blair Witch Project kind of gave me back that hope that, you know, it, it well, no, it, it just really kind of shows me. And this movie is really good. It's a really well-made film. Like, you know, they this is what found footage films should be made like. Mm. You know, it's amazing all these ones that just, oh, man. You know, re- even watching the camera work and stuff, it's not that bad. You know, it's found footage. You know, it's It's not bad. that shaky either. A lot of it's people not. say how shaky the Blair Witch is. It's only shaky when they're fucking running through the woods. Sadly. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's done really well. Like, they took a lot of effort to, like, you know, kind of, you know, map out things and, and do things kind of proper and stuff. And you, you gain them a very high appreciation for this film after seeing so many bad ones throughout the years too, that just camera work and shit. But this one all around is really well done. Like I like the subtlety of this film. That's the one it's thing. It's so this- fucking subtle, dude. dude. This movie is so subtle and it's, that's what makes this movie work so well. There's no soundtrack. Yeah. There's very faint sounds that are coming and, you know, it the screams so in the background. Realistic. Like the, it, the it, just basic it, interactions between the characters. Like it's almost like, how is this even fake? Like this yeah. is real interactions. No, the <laughs> acting is really good in this film and it really shows when they start to, when they kind of start to break down, when they, they realize that they're lost in this film and they're kind of blaming Heather for it and stuff. And then, and Mike is just losing his fucking mind. Like he's in the background. He's like, what the fuck? Fuck. And he's just fucking losing it. But it just yeah, yeah, so but that, real. Isn't that like what somebody would do? They would just be exactly. like, exactly. Like, yeah. uh, Josh and Heather start fighting. And then like Mike just like, like just wants to scream like, what the fuck? Because that's yeah. the fear, and that's what some people do when they get scared. They scream, they just freak out, right? They're like, "What the fuck, man!" And you can kind of associate. You can totally. It's just relative, you know. Like you, you, that's how some people would do it. And who knows? I like to curse out loud. That's probably me. <laughs> yeah. You know, like scream, like just walk away from them fighting and be like, "What the fuck?" You know, it just it comes off so perfect, and their interactions are great. Well, even they're, early they're, on, like let's back up a little bit. The, yeah. the film starts off with them making this 
documentary on it, it's a thesis essentially it's a it's a final project or whatever where mm-hmm. where heather and you know what's crazy about it is that people have made these like yeah. like uh, whatever like in my town there was the uh, uh i forget what it was called man but they had they had a local um sort of legend in in the town of isabel where i live um i think it was like a yeti or something it was something similar to a yeti but it wasn't called the yeti um and you know there was people in there that talked about the the like it was like just a known thing like and we had another person uh named crazy helen who i I could tell you guys stories about crazy helen like the mythology around crazy helen is crazy like it's insane so these (laughs) these sort of like local town mythology things exist this folklore if you will yeah and they, when they go in the town and they start talking to the different townsfolk and they all have their own story or their own interpretation or their own hearsay of what happened, it makes it feel like any town, right? Like this, this is a little, yeah, little yeah. any town has their sort of, um, it gives folk. it that real appeal that really does feel real. Yeah. And the people, the, the people feel like everyday people, the, the, the yep. chick holding her baby and she's telling a story and she's like rocking her back and forth. Like, and the baby's sort of not paying out. attention to her, but like, you know, just being a mom at the same time, like it, it doesn't feel manufactured. No, it does Well, you can tell the kid was like completely yeah. being restless for real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, so, um, they talk to the one guy and they tell him about Rustin Parr, right? That name just sounds good, right? Rustin Parr. Yeah. And that's a fake person. Like that's not a real story at all. Yeah. Yet yeah. it's a cool little mythology that they set up in the film. Has nothing to do with the Blair Witch really. Like it, it no. kind of no. is re- related, but it's its own little story. And the the guy tells him about Rustin Parr and how that, you know, Rustin Parr kidnapped uh I believe eight children and took them up to to his house. He was an old hermit. <laughs> And he, he murdered them one by one. One got away, ran down, told everybody. Rustin Parr was arrested, blah, 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 blah. And yeah. in that little documentary I talked about, they actually show the footage of Rustin Parr's arrest and stuff, which is obviously <laughs> fake as well. <laughs> so, cool. um, or, and, you know, it's uh, it's cool that they, they went and they thought up all these little mythologies and these little stories like the guy tells them that the two guys fishing where the one guy just seems like real – you know, serious, like, you don't want to, you damn fool kids will never learn. And he's like, what did you, she's, Heather's like, what did you say? Like, some about damn fool kids. He's like, and she's like, uh, can I have your permission to use this footage? And he's like, I don't really care much about that. And she's like, well, I need a yes or no answer. Like, doesn't that feel fucking, like, legitly real? Yes. <laughs> yeah, it, it's amazing how much story they put into this, you know, with that, with that story right there. And then the whole coffin rock thing with, uh, uh, with, with they're miners, right? They were no, the no, miners. No, no. Coffin rock was a uh story that happened way back in the day like the eight i think like the 1800s or something yeah they, they said like the 1860s 40s or something yeah something like that yeah and um basically what had happened was uh somebody goes missing they send a search party and then the search party goes missing yeah, so they yeah. send another search party and that search party the first one that was sent out was found disemboweled on a giant rock figure and they were uh, – their heads were sort of pointed in a certain direction to look like a pentagram or whatever. Yeah, and yeah. then they uh, – when they left, they came back like 30 minutes later and the bodies were gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> this is so awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like a cool little story like Coffin Rock, right? Like that sounds cool too. Like that's a yeah. cool little name. Uh, 
Ellie Kedwich or whatever is the witch's name. Um, and yeah, so, so they interview all these people and then like the, their final little part is they're going to spend a a few nights camping in the woods. I think just like one or two, it wasn't nothing major. Right. So they Mm -hmm. go out there and they visit like coffin rock and different locations. And then, and then the first night they went the next morning, uh, Josh says that like, and it's cool how they do that. Like he went, he's, he's just like, Oh yeah, man, I, I, you know, I heard two separate noises and one of them was out. It could have been like a bird or something, but the other one was a definite cackling straight yeah, yeah. cackling. Like, <laughs> yeah. And they're like stoked about it, like a cackling. And it's just like crazy foreshadowing for like, what's the, the hell that they're about to be put through, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's like the final, like somber moment before it's just like dread, like pure dread. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, like, I mean, oh, it's, it's got, a, it's just got a fantastic setup to this film, man. It really does. Um, and, you know, and oddly enough, like when you really think about this movie, there, it, it's kind of like Lord of the Rings. There's just a lot of walking involved. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, there isn't really a lot of actual things that are happening besides the interaction with the characters, obviously being completely annoyed and paranoid that they're not going to make it out of there because they're it, fucking lost. And it starts off very subtle. Like. Like yeah. where she's just like, and I know exactly where I'm going. Like, you know, and it's mm. like, like early in the film, you can see that there is like a, a, a little sense of pride with her and also a little like uh subconscious level of like, I really do hope I know what I'm doing. Like I'm, yeah, yeah. Pet, like I'm saying that I do. It's like an interesting, maybe a little self doubt there. It's an interesting premise too, because you know, there's like a woman in charge in this film. Yeah. Which, yeah. which, which kind of comes out later as like, sort of a dynamic where like she's a proud woman and doesn't want to admit that she, of course, of course. Like she wants to prove to the guys that, you know, she can be a leader. She can get them out of there and do her own thing and stuff. So yeah, it's very interesting because, you know, watching this movie back in the day, I didn't, it just, it kind of dawned on me right away. I was like, Oh wow. Like the guy's not in charge of this. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just something that you notice and you're like, wow, that's actually really cool. And ballsy at the same time, you know, good on them (laughs) for doing stuff like that. So, yeah, and you know, um, so it, it naturally like slowly progresses with like first it's just a sound, and then they sort of uh, the first day where they're going back, it's like oh it's starting to get dark and we're still not back. It's not the biggest deal in the world because like it's like oh well we just like maybe we just went slower or got turned around or something. Um, mm-hmm. Like we're gonna have to camp again tonight. And so they do, and then they hear the trees falling at night. And it's like, okay, that's more than the cackling. But all it is, they they don't know. They don't know what it is, and it it doesn't really go any further than just the sounds of trees, like, falling. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, like, branches breaking. And then then they wake up, and there's the fucking rocks in front of their tent. Which is fucking terrifying, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like is that not again, scary? <laughs> again, it's just it's really subtle, right? And, yeah. and it's, it's a simple like, idea, right? Oh, shit, just rocks, rocks, stacks of and, rocks, and, and then they kind of elevate that game. You know, later on after they're really fucking losing their minds and shit, um, they come across all the uh, the stacks of wood and you know the the the, the wood cross the figures yeah. and which shit is like that. a brilliant design as well. <laughs> yeah, it, you know, I was wondering. <laughs> You know, it probably took them a fucking long time to do that too. Yeah. Cause there's yeah. like hundreds of them in the, and they, they, first of all, they had to build those things and then, or make them and then hang them all up and shit. I'm like, Jesus, just to get that, you know, two, three second shot. 
a lot of work. Yeah, and there's no there's so many moments where you know the camera goes off and then it just comes back on and you're thrust in the middle of a scene. It's it's very the found footage is done like very found footagey like mm-hmm. like na- even nowadays like there's more cheats like going on like this yeah. was done like very yeah. legit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, the editing is really good in this film. That's one thing that I have noted here, um, and I like that too because it's it's it feels choppy, but it's supposed to feel choppy. Yeah, because it's only it's fragments of a it story. Could, yeah, because you know they they probably didn't film absolutely everything where you could have a build up to oh they were walking up well, this road and stuff like that. No, you know they turn on the camera. Well, the one camera moment. was a sixteen millimeter as well. Mm-hmm. So it was like actual yeah. film. So I, I really like the way they – yeah, that's fucking cool, man. <laughs> it's totally awesome. <laughs> but yeah, the editing works perfect in this film. It really does. It just kind of – it adds to that like, you know, just that – it's just – it's almost scary editing. You know, it gets to the point in everything but being subtle about it too. It's just fantastic. It's really yeah. good. And it, and it's like the conversations between the characters to me or, or like people say that it's boring. But to me, it's the most important part of the entire film. Because it sets up this real well, their interactions is is the whole film. You know, it's showing their paranoia. You know, things that are happening and stuff, and you know, it just they go from being happy to completely losing their fucking minds. Yeah, and then they they, they fight, but then they make up like real human beings too. Like, you know, they don't want to hate each other, but it's just like they're 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 all scared and they're on edge. And paranoid. You know, I'm really glad that they didn't throw any like bullshit into this film too, because in the in the second one in the Book of Shadows, they they bring up they're like, well, you know, those three people they were, you know, they were all stuck in this tent and stuff, all scared and shit, and you know, they could have just had sex to relieve some of the tension. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I was like, <laughs> I'll comment on that when we get to it in that film, right? But you're yeah. right that like I'm glad that this film is, it's not really like they don't ever do anything too much, right? Like it, it's, no, it's no. as subtle as you can possibly be. It really is. And that is what is so scary about it. Like this film is legitimately scary. If you mm-hmm. can put yourself into the frame of mind of the characters, you pretend it's you. It's dreadful. Every single time it starts to get dark, like, and they know they're going to have to camp again. And they even mm-hmm. start trying to do like the natural human things where they're like, okay, well, like let's try to make sense of the, out of this. Like the first two night, the first night we didn't have a light, nothing happened, or we didn't have a fire, nothing happened. The second night we had a fire, something happened. The third night we didn't have a fire, nothing happened. Well, it's obviously the fire. Like it's they're trying to make logical sense out of what's happening to them, natural human uh, traits that we do, and it like so they 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 don't do the fire and it still fucking happens to them. And it's just like, they, they're trying to figure out what, what, what to do, like what's exactly. Happening. Yeah. And there's just no explanation and it's just getting worse and worse and worse as the nights go on. Imagine and, and that I, fear, right? You're walking yeah. through the woods. Like, Oh my God, last night was so bad. If we can't get out, it's going to be even worse. Like mm-hmm. it, you know, what's going to happen next? Like that, that's such a dreadful feeling. It is man. Because if you're caught in that situation, all you do is, you would just constantly overthink everything, right? Yeah. Like you would, you would sit there and do that. You'd be like, you would, okay, well we did this, we did that and shit. You're just going to drive yourself fucking nuts. And it's captured perfectly on, on film. It is. You know, it captures those moments, those emotions perfectly, you know, exactly. It, and it, it, they never have to, like you said, they never have to go too far, but the viewer gets the point. 
instantly with with that type of stuff. I think that's yeah. really brilliant. It's really brilliant because you know this film is eighty minutes long, and uh, it, it, to me, it never really drags. I think it's it's a perfect paced film it because is. because the, of the way it's edited. Like I said, it's it's almost jarring at times. It's like oh shit, now, now we're into this scene and we're into this, and then it's kind of like when Josh goes missing in the film. Yeah, yeah and right? you're like, it, well, it, what the it, where the fuck do you get? Like, there's no like you don't. You have this giant gap in between there, and you're like, well, what the fuck happened during that exactly. gap? Exactly. And it's like a perfect thing. It's like, what the fuck, man? But and that's it's scary, too, because – The for... execution of the of the editing is brilliant because you don't need to know anything. It's just that's what happened. She that's turned the camera on. They edited it like that. So That's when the film gets very scary to me because what happens is they get woken up in the middle of the night with like children laughing and like weird yeah. fucking shit like hitting on their tent. And they, they rush out of it and they run. And like Heather looks over to the left and says like, what the fuck is that? What the fuck is that? Right. And like, like I I remember being a kid and looking at that and being like, like thinking that I might've saw something, but I wasn't sure. And like, you know, just like being terrified because like, obviously like the character was staring at something off screen, but in your head, you don't know, like there might be something there. Like there might be something to see that you didn't see or something, you know, or you might've saw something. Mm-hmm. It's 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 really so subtle that they can pull that kind of scare, and they wait till daylight, and then they go back, and all their shit's all fucked up, and there's blue like there's like jelly shit on Josh's stuff, which yeah, I like believe ec- the director, it's like this ectoplasm or something. Like yeah, that. I believe the directors actually don't didn't tell them that there was gonna be stuff all over his shit, so like or or, or something like that, you know. So it's like you don't like they that was super like the way that they, we'll get into that a little bit. But the way that they actually like directed this shit was pretty leg- like genius. Um, mm. But you know, then then Josh disappears, right? Yeah. It's, he's just yeah. gone, and it's like okay, like. But then they start hearing him, kind of, mm-hmm. and then it's like okay, faint cries and stuff, yeah, or yeah. kind of shouting out, like. But like that that is just so fucking scary because if you're in the woods and you hear something like that, you wouldn't even know what direction it's coming from. Oh yeah, for sure. I love that. I love for that sure. about it because they, they just like <laughs> they don't really they want to yeah. go and help, but they don't know what to do. And it's like, and you and you feel that from them. And you're like, damn, it feels so helpless. I love those type of scenes because, as a viewer, you're just like, I don't know what I would do. I'll tell you where I am right now. <laughs> you know? I walked a day into the woods and got turned around, dude. Like, just kind of lost a little bit. Like, yo, like it's seriously heavy woods. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it's crazy out there, man. Yeah. Like you might talk a big game and stuff, but you walk a day straight into the woods from, from sunrise to sunset, you know, like you're yep. deep into the fucking woods. And obviously there's something more at play than just them being lost. Right. I mean, they, mm-hmm. they clearly go South forever and they end up the same place where they was. Um, and it just, it gets worse and worse and worse. And then to the point where there's that little thing outside of the little package outside of the tent, which, uh, another scene where they didn't tell them what was in the package or even to open it or not. The, yeah, the directors yeah. did not tell them to open it or to not open it because at first they don't even open it. They just throw it. Yeah. Yeah. Heather just throws it and then she does open it. And it's like a jawbone or like a tooth or something. <laughs> I know. I've, I've never really, I think it's teeth or something. I don't know. It's fucking yeah. creepy is what it yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like that, yeah. if that happened, that's when you know the you're point is you're, you're going to die there. <laughs> it doesn't really matter what it is. You just know that something bad has happened. Yeah. You it's know that, you know, that's it. the point where you actually think like, okay, I'm actually going to die here. Yep. Yep. 
<laughs> I know it's like uh, it's it's crazy. Man, this I always found this film like it comes to like the the way they build this film up and then it just ends like I, I absolutely love the end of this film because it really does happen so fast. You know, everything's kind of building up to it and then it's just like Dude, find this house when and then they it's just walk like bang, it's like it's so quick. It's so quick. And all of a sudden there's a fucking house. It gives me cold fucking chills, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Straight cold chills. And it looks I so love, fucking abandoned and just I like love old that as house, fuck. man. And it's that in the middle man. of the goddamn nowhere. Dude, that house looks so good too. Oh it looks God. so creepy and real and shit like that. Like did is there any features on what like where did they where did they get that from? They obviously um, just found this place and like yeah, it's it's bur- I'm pretty sure it's burned down now. Yeah, um, yeah, it, 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 so, it is burned it looks down. Just so legit, and that's one thing about this film that I love too is that you know when they're in the woods, it feels like they're in the woods, like oh, for yeah. real. You know, obviously, they are, but it actually does feel like they're there, and it, it's just they capture it so well. Um, unlike. Well, we'll get to that, but, uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't know, man. It's just, if you've ever been in the woods, that can be like one of the freakiest things. It's just being just around that type of a house in the woods that you'll shoot. <clears throat> against, dude. Oh, fuck. For sure. For sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so like, you know, that, that final, final five minute, five or six minutes, happen- whatever it is, dude. Does it happen quick though? It happens so quick. It's yeah. so quick. They come across this house. There's literally like they kind of well, they're all panicking to shit, and then it's just like, wow, damn. And at the surface, right? At the surface, it's like, oh, well, like like nothing, like nothing really happens, kind of. But at the same time, like if you if you watch this film as if it's if you're there, if you're in the situation, it's so terrifying, and you know. The end. The end of this film to me is is so powerful. Um, when I watched it the first time, like I've never really talked about this that much. I, I've always said that the Blair Witch Project has scared me more than any other film. But like when I was eight years old and I seen this, for some reason, I didn't know anybody who had like seen the actors in other things, like on the Today Show or like Jay Leno or whatever. So like yeah. everybody in my family like didn't like know how to tell me like that it was fake and i was young enough to where <laughs> i didn't see those things happen like i didn't see them on the news or whatever right um yeah. so i didn't know for like you know a solid year like like that it was for sure fake like people said oh yeah that, it's fake but i didn't know and like i live in the woods and shit and like like me being like a young eight-year-old kid i'm like well i know maryland's like right next to us like what if the witch walks over here into pennsylvania <laughs> you know and like i'm I've, i i remember dude being freaked out to the point where like for a solid like month like i had to sleep in in my pap's bedroom like because i couldn't i, I couldn't be alone like in my own room like it, it was terrifying like i was so scared of the movie that like i feared watching it for years after that like a solid like two years like obviously i eventually like found out that it was fake and shit but like back then man it was so like i remember hearing my uh friend's like girlfriend like my like he was an older like he was a family friend his girlfriend she was like all like sort of like gothy and like punky and she said that she when she was at her sister at west virginia university like way before the movie ever came out, like saw the flyers of the missing teens 
like yeah. in around yeah. the college like so it's like like well that they gotta be real like there's missing poster signs like i'm pretty yeah. sure that's illegal <laughs> to put up fake ones or whatever you know so <laughs> that's it's like so crazy, it's just man. terrifying the fuck out of me and like <laughs> um you know watching it now obviously it's nowhere near as powerful but still like if you can get yourself in that mindset dude it, it's mm. a creepy ass movie yeah it really is man um totally <laughs> it does. It, you know, I, I'm I'm glad that we did this actually because you know I probably hadn't wouldn't have watched it otherwise. You know, but uh, you know I I still think the ending is super powerful and I just like how it's just so abrupt too. Like, you know, everything's leading up and it's just like bam, it's over. I I love that. I yeah. love how it, it's just it, there's no there's no fucking gimmicks here at all. It's just yeah. like hey, it's fucking done. They're not trying to exploit you know anything to you know too far. And that's the greatest thing about this film is that it doesn't go too far. And you know, I could imagine just, that it, that's internal why it works debate, so well. Like, should we show something? Like, should we, uh, you know, like, is, is audiences going to feel cheated or pissed off about this? You um, know, I bet you they debated about that forever. And I think they made the right choice. They definitely made the right choice. Uh, yeah. I can give you guys a little trivia on that. Uh, okay. I, I was preparing for this and uh, I was watching different reviews about this movie and stuff, just hearing other people's thoughts. Uh-huh. And, uh, so, you know, I think you were talking about the scene, you know, where they're running in the woods in the middle of the night and, you know, that infamous scene where she's like dripping all the boogers from her nose and stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the, the guy, the person holding the camera in that scene was actually supposed to turn and you're supposed to see an old lady like standing up on the tree. <laughs> Shit, that would have been creepy as fuck. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of like you guys are saying, I'm really glad they didn't show the witch at all in this movie. Yeah. Like, uh, it just Me plays too. on your mind, you know? Huh. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's interesting because, um, like we said, uh, the the way that this film was kind of directed was pretty unique because essentially they, they casted these three. They gave them the camera, showed them how to operate them, sent them into the woods, and then communicated them between them with walkie-talkies and they would give them directions. So, like, they would give them um, – they, they would give each character a film canister. Like, you, you ever see the little – uh, like for like a camera, like that yeah. you just take pictures with, like they have they have the little film thing, yeah, and yeah. it would be in those little black and gray film canisters. Well, they would write an M, a J, and a, a H on each one for each character's um, information. So like they they would write stuff on Josh's that Heather wouldn't know about. And they'd write stuff on mics that like here you act like this today, like you're you're angry today because Heather didn't do this and and whatever and they would then tell them in the thing like okay you guys are gonna go uh over to this direction where you'll find your next like like point like and that will explain what to do to you more what to do more then and then they stay yeah it was like a scavenger hunt and then they would go and like at night like tap on their tent and then like run away or whatever and like the characters would like kind of act natural because like that really happened they were sleeping in the middle of the woods and some shit fucking tapped on their tent you know what i'm saying so it was Mm -hmm. really smart and ingenious the way they sort of filmed this this movie and and how they did like let didn't let the characters know like what was going to happen to them to sort of give them that extra boost of realism yeah yeah (laughs) that's 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 interesting the only complaint that I have with this, and I've still I've wondered it for so long, is the map thing. Like, it kind of just doesn't seem like Mike's character would kick the map into the river. You know, the only explanation I have for that, because it's always bugged me too, is uh, 
that he's literally just he's lost all hope at that point. But the yeah. problem is, moods is that his character wasn't at that point. I, I, I've what I wrote down in my notes. I was like, I wonder if that scene is edited out of order. Like that was supposed to happen later in the film or something. But for some reason, it was like yeah, and for some problem, like I don't know. I don't know, man. Even before that, like weird. Like he is fucking pissed off. Like he is. He's off screen in the one sh- in the one scene, and he's literally screaming, "What the fuck!" Like Wait, he's getting fucking mad. You no, know what he says though, I kicked that garbage map in the river two days ago. Like yeah, two yeah. days ago, it was right when they just like when like they first got lost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I know. Like, I, I weird. Yeah, I know. That's kind of a little bit bugged me too. It does seem a little out of character for him, but I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that's the only like sort of plot holy like thing that I, I've ever ha- heard anybody really say yeah, that I, I felt was kind of valid. I have it written down here too. <laughs> <laughs> exactly the same thing. So I, I don't know. I just always kind of thought that like he's just, you know, like you know when you kind of overreact to things. Like even though you still want to push on, you still want to get out of there. You know, you, you still have a little bit of hope. You're just like you just can't deal with it. And you just go and do some stupid shit like that. Yeah, no, that's, it's that's, I can kind of, of see that because I know people in life that would probably do some stupid shit like that <laughs> and probably regret it after. And like you know, after he's laughing about it, he's probably thinking to himself, "Going, well, that was fucking stupid. Why the hell would yeah. I ever do that?" Because now there may be no hope to get but out he of here. Kind of was right though. The map was pointless. Exactly, it, it, it actually was pointless. Like it didn't help at all. No, um, I like no. the scenes where they're just sort of like delirious and shit. And like you can see that the dudes are you, – you, you can kind of see that the dudes are like broing out a bit and they're like sort of like almost like sort of like standing up against Heather a little bit. You know, they've st- mm-hmm. stood in the back for a while but like they're they're kind of getting sick of her shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so getting sick uh, of those strong female characters. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you – like you guys want to go into ratings? You guys have much more on this one? I don't really have a, you a lot get more ending a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, we do do spoilers on the trilogy shows. Yeah, I mean, we can. Um, Good ending. I, 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 uh, I fucking love the uh, ending. That's what I'll yeah, say. I, I'm a, I always found the ending so effective just because of the simple fact that it kind of leaves it to an open interpretation of what really happens. Like, there's so many theories and stuff that have been spawned because of the ending of this movie. Like, what really happened? It's just crazy. And I find that so fascinating. But uh, that, that's the ending they chose. Yeah, me too, man. Like, I, I really enjoy the fact that you don't know shit. And this is going back to the whole Halloween fucking conversation, too. You know, what makes Halloween scary and what makes Rob Zombie's remake shitty. Um, you know, just not knowing things. But, like, in this one, you don't know at all. Like you yeah. literally just – it's open for interpretation just like, holy fuck, like what the hell just happened there kind of thing. Like we actually um, do not see anything specifically supernatural happen in the entire film. No, and that and that's the beauty of this because you're like – you just question it. You're like, what the fuck happened? Where in the, the new Blair Witch film, they kind of – we'll get into this later, but they try to explain – yeah. They, they they give they they elevate the mythology of the Blair Witch and why the what is happening. So they kind of tell you exactly what happens there, you know. Um, but I mean, we'll get into that when we get to it. But uh, I don't know. I, I just, yeah, maybe you just don't need to know. Yeah, I always it, feel it's like more maybe effective was, like that. I always thought maybe Josh was the one that uh, knocked her over. <laughs> Somebody was telling me, and I have. somebody mentioned it and i have read this before but there are theories that that say that it could be interpreted as 
uh, Josh and Mike actually just wanted to kill her. And, like, Josh disappears, but they're all in, in coordination the whole time to lead her to that house eventually. And Mike stands in the corner, and Josh kills her, and then it looks as if the footage of these three, you know, th- th- was attacked by a witch or whatever. <laughs> yeah. You know, you, you that's just that's just it'd be fun to believe that. Oh, it's obviously not true, but it's like But it's, it's just it's completely ridiculous and it kind of I don't know, it really technically doesn't work. Then I mean if that's what it actually turned out to be, it'd be like, "Oh my god." <laughs> like why? <laughs> well, yeah. Cuz there's no story there at all then, yeah. right? It's like it just kind of announces what, everything what, that we just saw previously. What it is though, what it is intended to be is that the witch is real. Like that's mm-hmm. that's what it is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Like and it works. Like like yeah. dude, if you would take that film to like somehow there was like a a, a place where like like people didn't have internet and like they watched it like there would be no way that they wouldn't believe it oh for sure 100 <laughs> percent. it's, it's so done that realistic. well yeah. and it would be the scariest thing they ever saw in their life as well mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> it's just a creepy movie man <laughs> yeah yeah and I, I and you know me man i i really i really hate when films kind of overextend their welcome this one just seems to go by so quick. It's 80 minutes and it just, it, it's effective. And then the ending is just like, bam. I like that, man. I really, really enjoy yeah. that about this film. Yeah. There's no bullshit. There's no bullshit. There's no downtime. Like, like you said, I, I've heard people say that this one is really boring and stuff. And I think it's because people just don't get that you need that character interaction for what we're building up to. Yeah. It's all part of the film. It's all part of the, it's what it is, what it is, right? So. I don't know. I, I don't yeah. get the the boring factor at all. I think it's intriguing, and it's you know, it, it's very it's it's not so often that you watch these films and you don't have like any type of you know soundtrack or score or anything, right? It yeah. just it sticks out to me so well, and I just generally I'd be like, wow, it's just not working for me. But this one works on how quiet is how quiet it is and how subtle it is on perfectly, man, perfectly. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, so the Blair Witch Project uh, initially was filmed with uh, cameras that were purchased via credit cards that Daniel Merrick and Eduardo Sanchez owned. Uh, they shot the film in a couple uh, weeks, I believe, and then they actually took their cameras back to Circuit City and got, <laughs> they got refunds. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, I that <laughs> so that, that's pretty legit right there, right? Yeah, <laughs> Um, it then took two years to edit the film on a computer. And, uh, basically during that time, Eduardo Sanchez was working for a, uh, company that he made a website for. So that's where he made the Blair Witch website and, you know, told the, the mythology and like posted the missing posters and, and all the, the sort of stuff about it and and honestly like it really worked because this was rated to be dawn of the internet and like the viral marketing uh through the internet like people were sharing that that page around like what the hell is it i believe it like what's it's weird um so the Blair Witch came out uh at sundance and had one of the most successful launches of any independent film ever uh try our artisan home entertainment uh which now is defunct and owned by lionsgate uh, mm-hmm. actually bought the film at Sundance for a whopping 
one million dollars. Whoa! So a lot. Big that's money. what a lot of people don't understand about this situation. Like Daniel Merrick and Eduardo Sanchez and the producers got the one million dollars. The actors didn't get anything, and then the film went on to gross two hundred forty-eight million dollars. And neither and and Daniel Merrick, Eduardo Sanchez probably got none of that unless they had points, which I doubt they. Yeah, did. yeah. So uh, yeah, like a lot of people think you make one big movie like that and you're set for life. It's not the case, man. No. no. So uh, yeah, just that's crazy how much money that made, man. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, you want you guys want to get into ratings? Sure. Yep. All right, I'll go first. Um, the Blair Witch Project is one of the most important films into shaping my life and me being into horror because it scared me so much and I loved it. Even though I was terrified of it, I had watched Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th, Halloween, uh, all the main horror films before I'd ever seen The Blair Witch. I, I'd seen Scream. None of that shit ever scared me. Barely at all. You know, maybe here and there I would get a little freaked out. Blair Witch Project scared the pants off of me to this day. Scariest thing I've ever seen. I'll never see anything scarier than that um, because I thought it was real. And it's just subtle and effective to where you can't realistically say that it's not unless you have evidence outside of the film that it is fake or whatever. You know, uh, you don't see anybody die. Uh, it's it's just, you know, it, you know, it's funny. Uh, they were saying that um, that what they had one of the uh, producers or one of the people from Artisan say that one day he was listening to the radio and there was a program on that was com- like blasting Artisan for putting out a snuff film. And he's like, that's <laughs> when I knew it had a success. <laughs> yep. There you go. <laughs> so, um, yeah, the Blair Witch Project, super important to me. I, I absolutely love it. It's, it's, it's a subtle film that, that works on every level to me. Um, some people just aren't going to get it and that's Okay. Uh, but to me, it, I, I get it 100%, and I give it a perfect 10 out of 10 rating. <laughs> well, there you go. Um, yeah, man, The Blair Witch, uh, like I said, man, very, very happy to revisit this film after a good decade of not viewing it. Um, yeah, it, it just really made me kind of appreciate the genre again. You know, it's just, it's so good. You know, subtle is the word that really describes this film and it makes it work per- so perfectly. Uh, acting is brilliant. Um, editing is really what sells this film so much. It's just, it works so perfectly. And, um, I give this film nine and a half out of ten. All right. All right. Uh, yeah. So I guess I agree a lot with what JP was saying. Uh, it, it came out at a time in my life where I was pretty young and it affected me. It was, pretty creepy um it played a lot on actual phobia i have myself of one of many uh, uh <laughs> but i'm i have like afraid of always being lost or something uh, bad experience in a walmart once but <laughs> oh, uh yeah it's just a really effective film great ending uh, i give it a nine and a half out of ten all right so <laughs> i believe that means that it does make the hall of fame at a 29 a 10 for me and a nine for Point five from Andy and a nine point five from Moods. Uh, that makes the Hall of Fame at a rating of twenty nine out of thirty. 
Um, I was very nervous that it wouldn't because I didn't know where moods would come in on the film. But uh, I did have a feeling that if he just rewatched it because it's been so long, he would be like, oh, yeah, Blair Witch. That movie was really good. But just like, you know, mm. kind of forgot about like it. I said, like I said, man, just throughout all the years and watching so many found footage films, I just it kind of got lost in the in the mix, you know? Yeah, I really did need to rewatch it. And it, it made me appreciate how good that fucking movie really is. And I think that's probably the case with a lot of people. You know, they kind of probably judging it on me. The they last just time brush it off because it's so popular and they've already seen it. And like, you know, it's just like, why? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's. But that's the bitch. beauty of doing the show is that we get to revisit things like this that we generally sometimes wouldn't. You probably like, watch a lot more. When we would, watch but... Children of the Corn, the remake, and we're like, what the <laughs> fuck? Like, how did we like we like this? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know, because when I first watched it, I thought it was total trash, and it turned out to be, like, one of the highest-rated ones in the franchise. Go figure. But uh, that's the Blair Witch Project. Yeah, man, 1999. And then moving forward one year later into the year 2000, so we are busting into the new millennium here, uh, with uh, Book of Shadows, Blair Witch 2. (laughs) Um. Man, I think the consensus on this film with most people is that they just hate this film. Yeah. Just like I, I've never I never really seem to run into people that are like, I, I like the Blair Witch too. Although I did hear someone say the other day that they like the Blair Witch two more than the first one. <laughs> I was like, wow. <laughs> I guess if you really despise found footage films, I guess that could be the case, but Yeah. Um but yeah, Blair Witch or Book of Shadows Blair Witch Two from the year two thousand quick little synopsis here uh, a group of tourists arrive in Burkittsville, maryland after seeing the blair witch project to explore the mythology and the phenomenon only to come face to face with their own neurosis and possibly the witch herself yeah well <laughs> thoughts it's been a while since i've seen this one too uh, yeah, yeah, I haven't seen this since it came out, so it's been you know, 16 years. <laughs> I, I think I think the main thing with this movie is that you know if you were expecting anything like the first one, you're probably going to be super let down. Yeah, that's what I always remember because this is like a movie. You know, it's not found footage. It's like it's it's completely different. Um, and this one kind of it kind of takes the witch out of the setting. You know, and it, it kind of I don't. It, this one is just a completely polar opposite film yeah than the first one so you kind of have to take it for what it is you know um that's how i look at this film anyways i do i love the way this movie starts out though um with the clips of like uh conan and siskel niebert and shit like that oh yeah i love that and leno like well what i always tell people is the blair witch 2 is a response to the blair witch like it's it's the it's the pop culture response to what the blair witch was it's kind of mocking that put into a film mm-hmm. did you guys it, feel that way that it was kind of mocking the first film i don't feel like it was mocking it i think it was giving us looks it's, at the different interpretations that people had of the blair witch right like you look at the five casts of characters right you look at yeah. those five characters you have the skeptic the believer the wiccan who is you know actually into the whole witchcraft thing and and yeah and in real life because there are those people the Mm -hmm. goth who just thought the movie was kind of cool and then you have the super fan who wants to believe that it's real and is capitalizing on the success of the film like Mm -hmm. those are the people that the united states of america and 
made up of the viewers of the Blair Witch. I think why people think that, you know, this one might be mocking the first film is because it kind of denounces that the first film was real. You know, it, it blatantly tells you it's just it was just a fucking movie, man. You know, the shit wasn't real. Yeah, I guess. Like right in the first like twenty minutes, it totally just says, you know, it was just exactly. it was it was a good movie. It was a good movie, and then and then it kind of gets into her like this guy, you know, he has you know he makes all his Blair Witch stuff and sells it, and then, <laughs> and then of course it goes even one step further when they're you know they're at this Blair Witch or at this uh, at this location, and of course the Blair Witch walk. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> to her, the walk to her comes like right through, and they have this, you know, this kind of like, you know, this moment together and stuff. And <laughs> just, I can see where people are coming off where it's like, yeah, you know, they're not really taking this too serious and stuff. But, but that's where JP or that's where the whole pop culture thing comes in. You know, it, it was kind of bringing it to the masses is what this film was doing. Yeah. So. Well, one of the things is like you got to look at the perspective. Could you have made another film where it's like okay, the Blair Witch is real and, like, this is something... Like, what? how do you make another film like the first one? You well, don't. you don't. You don't. And that, and that's why I think this route is actually... It, it, it kind of works, you know? It, it, it makes not on all levels. Not on all levels. But I think this is the direction that you would have to go in. You know, yeah. for... You just couldn't do the first one. It doesn't make sense. Unless you were doing, I don't know, I don't even really want to get to that. But I think this is, I think this is a different. It's a different approach. It's not subtle at all. It's, it's kind of what, the storyline's kind of weird in this a little bit. But well, what are you trying to say, Andy? Uh, I was saying I, I kind of, I don't know, Myers the right word, but I appreciate that it didn't try to capitalize on the gimmick that the first film did. You know, it w- wasn't a sequel, like a found footage sequel. Yeah, but it still incorporates a little bit of that. Yeah, in it, yeah which yeah, is pretty true. cool, honestly, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I like that aspect of it, actually. Yeah. Of course, yeah, when they set up all the cameras and stuff, and then yeah, so. So, um, you know, at, when the like, like, so basically. The film opens up with interviews of the townspeople of where the Blair Witch was set. And they even start to talk about, like, I think the filmmakers were irresponsible for using a real town because now we're flooded with a bunch of people looking for the goddamn Blair Witch and it's annoying. Mm-hmm. And then you have other people who are capitalizing on it, the, yeah. the entrepreneurs who are selling rocks out of their rock Which art. totally makes sense because this is exactly what would happen. It is. You're going to have both sides That's, of the table. I think, it, I think that people really did go to that town. I mean – I think Clive has been to that town, you know, Clive Craven, our old friend Clive Craven. Like, I mean, people have went to to that that town (laughs) to to see. What is the what is the actual name of it? Uh, Is it Burkittsville? Is that is Is, is that legitimately the real name? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. So (laughs) that totally makes sense. Then that totally totally uh, makes sense. Frederick County. And it's probably happening all over again. Right now with the new film that came out, <laughs> like it's probably just, but yeah, of course with, with something like this, you're going to totally have those people, those vultures that are going to capitalize on the popularity of something like, oh, fuck, you know, like he even brings up selling shit on eBay. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a, it's a town that has 151 in the population, 151 people, 151 people. Holy shit, man. Yeah. That's, that's not a, that, that that's sense. just a, that's a fort. <laughs> that's not yeah, a town it even it? says on the wikipedia page for the town uh Burkittsville gained uninvited attention with 1999's release of the blair witch project and the franchise it spawned the poor town of Burkittsville suddenly found itself overrun by blair overrun by blair witch groupies wandering around in the woods trying to find the real places where this story had happened 
Contrary to popular belief, however, the majority of the film was not filmed in Burkittsville. So that's one thing, at least. Um, <laughs> but, you know, people still went there. So so that is Which sort of makes the, sense. That's yeah. exactly what people do. Yeah. yeah, it's like the real, the movie version of Salem. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, you know, they're, they're interviewing all the people and, you know, that's the little brief, like, found footage part. And then we're introduced to, like, the, the helicopter shot over the Black Hills and, like, the, the cool music playing. I've always liked the, the soundtrack to this film. It's funny, yeah, because it opens up with, you got Manson. Yeah, which is kind, which is kind of cool. The soundtrack is very funny in this man. There's like, there's there's Nickelback in the soundtrack too. (laughs) It's kind of funny. The early two thousands. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, that was actually from their first record in the state. But, but yeah, no, the soundtrack's it's actually pretty good in this film. But it just feels like right away, man. Those overhead shots with the with the Manson playing and stuff. It just feels like you're watching a film. Oh yeah. yeah, and I think that was the intention. Like directly, it's like okay, well, I need to establish that this is not the found footage thing, you know. And and that's exactly what I have. Re- I was like, you have to do that right away. Yeah. You know, you can open up with all these clips of you know they're kind of kind of leaning towards oh no, you know this was real, blah blah blah, whatever. It's not. They they tell you right away, but you know they establish it right away overhead. And but what are the two things it's a, that it's we a mentioned film. in the first film? Right? It's it's that it's handheld. And there's no music. It's subtle. So you put a giant fucking helicopter shot with with fucking loud Marilyn Manson playing to to <laughs> establish right away that that this is like a fucking movie. And it makes sense too because the music kind of fits with some of the characters too. The yeah. Gothic, which I find oddly attractive in this. I, yeah, I, I, I noted that too. I was like, she's really high. <laughs> I think Dave Z does too. So I mean, we're yeah. not alone. Um, but yeah, so. They go. The, the the idea is that there's this group of people, um, the led by this Jeff character who grew up in the Burkittsville, um, and he takes this group in his van. Uh, that he he's he's capitalizing off of the Blair Witch. He yeah, created yeah. this tour group called the Blair Witch Hunt. They go and they're going to spend the night at the the ruins of Rustin Parr's house, which is allegedly if you watch the made for TV documentary or mockumentary where the tapes were found yeah uh, yeah which is interesting right because like they designed his that the that ruin off of the the drawings that were from the curse of the blair witch documentary it's in the sa- same sort of style which oh, is, yeah. <laughs> um so that's a nice little tie-in right there that it's like the the rust and par because even though they're saying that the movie is a movie right mm-hmm. like they they admit that in the film but they are saying that the mythology is real. Yeah, yeah. They're still banking on the mythology of this, that the mythology is real. Yeah, they made a movie about the Blair Witch, but the Blair Witch is real. Oh, yeah, because, yeah. I mean, you have that couple, too, that's, you know, their whole life work is, you know, writing about the Blair Witch and things like that. So, yes. you know, they're keeping that mythology and that legend alive by just having those characters. So it's kind of interesting. Yeah, so um, they 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 run into that other group, the, the, and it's the kind of funny little moment where they're like they're like, "Hey, next time, guys, take the Blair Witch Hunt," and they're like, "Yeah, yeah, take the Blair Witch Walk." Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, <I> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> he shows up and he's like, 
he's like, what are you doing here? He's like, he's like tour group Blair Witch Hunt. He's like tour group Blair Witch Walks or something. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, well, we got permits. And they're like, bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. That convincing of them to go to the, uh, to what, the five Coffin points or whatever? Rock. <laughs> Coffin Coffin Rock. Rock. Yeah. It's just like, oh my God. Yeah. I love the Asians of that too. Oh, Coffin Rock, let's go. Let's go. Coffin Rock, Coffin Rock. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking made me laugh. Ah, shit. But, That's um, good. I like the cast of characters. Like, I like the goth chick, and it's, it's a good I think blend. Jeff is actually really good, well done too. I think he, out of all five of them, they kind of, he has like the most going on. Well, because I think he's kind of a layered character, right? Like, he's this almost he's a decent guy, but he's kind of a scam artist, you know, and he's yeah. a little bit insane too. There's he's got like all these different kind of levels to him, mm-hmm. which is kind of well, interesting, which aren't explored. Like, I mean, he he he's kind of a full character, I guess, but like, I don't know, man, the whole him being fucking batshit crazy and stuff like that. I don't know. Okay, well, let me let me stop you right there because I think this is very important to note uh, for people listening and people that are going to watch this film. Do you know the scenes where they show Jeff in the mental hospital with the like foam running out of his mouth and yeah, stuff? Yeah, yeah. All of that was not supposed to be in the film. When okay. when the character, the goth character, says like they never should have let you out. That was the that was like the only. Yeah. Supposed to be like reference to that. Like the, the artisan did, yeah. was not happy with the product. So they made, they made them go back and shoot these scenes of the tube going through the nose. And so like what, some of what the was their thinking scenes. behind that? Like, the, why did they want that there? They just, they, they didn't get the movie at all. Artisan okay. did not get the movie at I all. See. I see. Like they didn't get it. They thought that the public wasn't going to like it, which was actually true. Because <laughs> this yeah. movie bombed, but yeah. they didn't understand it, and they were like, "Well, well," because this movie at its heart is supposed to be like this, this, this crazy, like sort of like like um psychological yeah. like mind fuck, like, mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. they t- t- dumbed it down a bit the, mm-hmm. because the, it was supposed to be even more like like what well what the hell is real and what the hell is fake, but they kind of dumbed down the movie in order to make it seem. It's uh, really not overly that psychological when you really when you watch the film and like by the end of the film you're just like okay like it's it's not like a head scratch or anything. It was supposed to be more though is what I'm saying. They I, I get I get it I get it yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so like <laughs> there's a lot of things that are that are in this film that that I like a lot. I love the setting, right? Like obviously the Black Hills. Uh, with Russ and Parr's thing, and and you know when they wake up and they don't know what the hell happened, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, that that's a cool scene. It, it looks like a hangover. Like that's what a hangover looks like. In I always head. thought that. I always thought that, like the the whole the the timeline in that was a little fucked up though, because I swear in the beginning of it they they it jumps from like one o'clock in the morning to like three fifty or something like that. So it was like three or four hours that they're missing, and then. um Later on in the film, they're, when they're doing the ba- or when they're watching the tapes and figuring out the shit, it like jumps from like one o'clock to like six in the morning, and I'm like, what the fuck? That's not what they went through before. They were like, okay, see the time code jumps from like one o'clock to like three o'clock. I'm like, it oh was man, a different tape. We missed like three hours. Okay, so that was actually a different tape then. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was a different tape, but I know what you mean there. There's that there it is. There's a little discrepancy see, there. With I was that. One, I was wondering if they were watching. Okay, so I wasn't 100 percent sure if they were watching different tapes or if they just kind of fucked up with their the the period where they were supposed to be, you know, blacked out. Yeah. You know? So, <laughs> but uh, 
But I think that that's pretty cool how the, I, I actually like this story, the overall narrative of it. It's kind of unique, honestly. Mm hmm. Yeah. Like, no, I, I, I actually really enjoy the story too. I mean, you know, it's not, it's not mind blowing, but it's okay though. It's okay. I think it works for what it is on some levels. I, I don't know. I think it gets a little, it gets a little muddy. I honestly, sometimes the structure in this film kind of bugs me a little bit, you know, just with all the cutbacks to them being yeah, interviewed by the police and stuff. That was, it's, that was all. It's a little jarring. It's a all jarring those film when you're watching. also were all not part of the original film. Yeah, I can see, I can see that too, because when you're watching the structure and it's, it's very jarring when you're watching, all of a sudden they're like, fuck man, you know, I, you know, it was an accident. I'm, and then it cuts back into a scene. You're just like, fuck stop doing that you know, yeah, you know what i'm saying it, it it's very jarring so, <laughs> yeah. yeah um but. i i actually don't mind those that much even though they were some of the things that were inserted after um i actually don't mind those that much um because i i am kind of interested in, okay like well like what happened it's though? really not necessary to have that whatsoever you can have you can do that totally differently yeah. and still make it effective. You just yeah. don't have to keep cutting back to it and stuff. And like you said, though, you're one of those people like you don't like that ever. Like you, you don't ever like that. Like no. every time it's ever came up, you've said you didn't like it. I know it's just, <laughs> it's something that bugs me, man. I I just feel like it's unnecessary, and I feel like it's just kind of like. I don't know, man. I always feel like they're just doing it to like kind of fill in time too. It's like okay, you can cut to this and then you know cut back to. I don't know, man. It's just. It's too jarring for me. Well, the thing is with any scene like that, you can never kind of figure out a point for it, like logically, mm -hmm. other yeah. than yeah. style, right? There's no like narrative purpose for that ever. For sure. hundred percent. Yeah. Um, so, you know, but I don't know, like I kind of just like the, the after effects of like them just like, oh, like what the fuck happened? Like the mystery of it. Like, cause to me, that's like kind of cool. Cause like, okay, well, that's where the whole thing is time. Yeah. And I, that's where I find Jeff. He's kind of an interesting character because he's like, you know, he. I, I just I wish they had have explored that a little more, you know, because even those scenes are very jarring when they're figuring out um, when they're finding things on the tapes and, and what they're seeing and stuff like that. You know, it doesn't seem overly that developed. It just kind of seems like they're finding things. You know what I'm saying? Like there should be so many tapes and so many things to go through. And it's just they're just kind of finding. I don't know, man. But they, it go, they, they spend like an entire day like uh, over 24 hours like going through those tapes though but the, of course i do but doesn't it seem so jarring though because like the characters are always off doing other things and like i don't know man it just it seems off to me a little bit i don't it know man i i think it flows real good really yeah i don't know it, it's weird what about you andy it doesn't I, seem i don't know i thought we talk about the cutback scenes and stuff i, I don't know i found it annoying i I just felt the pacing of this movie is really off, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> um, yeah, man, I don't know. I've always been a big fan of this one. I, I don't, I don't really have an issue with the pacing, honestly. Like, I, I'm enjoying like everything I'm seeing. Like, when what's her face goes to get the beer, and then like I'm enjoying the side story with uh, Erica or not Erica, Tristan and um, the guy with the the miscarriage and stuff like that's that's kind of an interesting little thing yeah there. I, I like that part that the whole miscarriage thing like i'm not cool. I, i'm not gonna lie i don't really care for it that much i think they focused almost too much on that but then again you know it is relevant to you know the mythology of blair witch and the kids and things like that like it it is it does seem appropriate but i think they focused a little too much on it i don't hate it 
but I think they just focused a little too much on it where, you know, you, you get the point. And I think they even say that in the film too, you know, something to do with the, the miscarriage and, you know, the mythology of the Blair Witch and killing the kids and things like that. And, um, but then it just kind of keeps going. Like they keep kind of going back to it. And I'm just like, I get it, man. Well, I mean, <laughs> I it, it. it does set up the end of the film though. On like, it yeah. does. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Another major uh, complaint I have about this film is actually the title. <laughs> book of Shadows? Yeah, it makes no sense it at all. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> this is no book. Yeah. That, is, that is a good point. That is a good point. I actually never really thought of that. Book of Shadows? <laughs> what the fuck is that about? Unless that's the name of the book that Tristan and what's your face, what's his face, Stephen are writing. <laughs> I don't think that they ever said the name. Oh, no, they did. because It wasn't Book of Shadows. It was like, remember they were arguing about it in the car? Yeah. Like, the, just the wording of it, it was like, you know, the words were in reverse, and, you know, he had it a di- one way, and she had it a different way, or something like that. Yeah, It yeah, definitely yeah. was not Book of Shadows. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, but, you know, like, there's scenes in this film that, that I really like. Like, like there's a lot going on in this movie that I don't think a lot of people notice. Like, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's, it's like the culture of what had happened, and it's a representation of that. And, like, when they sit, when they're sitting there, and they're like, how many... How many Heather Donahue's does it take to screw in a light bulb? Just one! Like that thing. <laughs> like, and then they say, like, one, like Andy said earlier in the show, like, one thing I never understood about the Blair Witch Project is, like, there's these three people scared out of their minds and no sex. Like, it doesn't make sense. Like, this is the reaction. These are the conversations that people were happening, having with the Blair Witch Project after its release. Like these were all the things that were, cause it was a huge movie. It shook the world completely. Mm -hmm. And like this film is like a direct mirror of that response. And it's done in a narrative and it's done like social commentary wise. Mm -hmm. Um, Throwing it with like a supernatural type element to it. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, that is, that is a really unique idea in itself. You know, you take like, you know, the reaction of, of society and you, you put it into a narrative and uh, this is what you get. I just think, I think there's just a lot of things that are jarring in this film, but I, that idea is really cool because, yeah. you know, it, it's just banking on that even more. And well, it's the- just, it's, it seems like an appropriate, totally a hundred percent appropriate storyline to have but i don't know man well it, listen also though like the very fabric of what this film's end story is mm-hmm. is a comment on the 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 popularization of a film um because the the, the last news line is like uh three i used to have it in the news intro but it's like three movie obsessed fans, movie fans three yeah. obsessed movie fans uh went on a killing spree with like ritualistic murders after seeing last year's popular uh famed movie uh blair witch project which popularized the murders at coffin rock like it's that that's kind of a commentary on people and 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 movies as well oh um 100 the social commentary is you know it's (laughs) it's very it's very vindictive of like you know of society like that's just what we do Mm-hmm. You know, but, but, but blame, often blame. I've never, I've not yeah. heard many people ever say that. Like nobody breaks this film down, and I've mm-hmm. only heard two people do it. Um, and one of them was uh, Brian from ABC's The Hidden Horror. Like this film has way more than I can remember to talk about in it. Like if you ever hear yeah, somebody yeah. who's like a big fan of it talk about it, like it's pretty crazy. Like how much is packed into this movie? 
Mm-hmm. Like there's even shit packed into this movie that's like that like it's kind of gimmicky, but like there's like the whole reverse thing. Like there's there's certain things in the film that like reveal certain things if you play it in reverse. Yeah, that's just getting a little too head scratchy for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. But no, the social commentary definitely is there. I yeah. mean, it's a perfect it's a perfect idea, you know, people you know, go and do some shit that they see on TV. Yeah, I mean, that's it, it, that's been a relevant uh, topic in film forever. You know, we talk about this shit like that. You know, video games. You know, all these violent video games. They made Whoa. me go out and do some crazy shit. You know, it well, wasn't uh, Columbine around this time, or yeah, I think so. Yeah, actually, it was. Yeah, yeah. The whole Marilyn Manson thing makes sense now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, that's interesting. Yeah, Columbine yeah. was. Uh, that year, ninety nine. So while I was filming, yeah, crazy. Fuck, it was that long ago, eh? Fuck. Yeah. Unreal. So, Unreal. Um, one thing that I like to point out about this movie that I think is really creative and and really kind of uh, neat is that um, there's a line in the film where Jeff says, um, "Video never lies. Film does, but video never lies." And yeah, yeah. Yeah. If you watch the film, everything that is the film, okay, so film equals movie. The movie that we're watching, the film, what what we're seeing is not what's actually happening. What's actually mm-hmm. happening is the video footage. Yeah. So yeah. anytime you see a video footage, that's what's actually happening. So yeah. for example, when so you see the I mean, I mean honest, honestly, man, I, I have that noted too. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, when you see the bridge go out, for example, right in the yeah, film, like yeah. like he falls, he like grabs on, he like climbs up, and then you see Jeff turn on the video monitor, the bridge is still up. When you see uh, the footage of the, of what happened that night, yep, that's all real as well. The security footage at the gas station. That's what really happened, and what mm-hmm. we're so seeing in the movie as the as the viewer is not what happened. That's yep. what the characters are feeling is happening, but mm-hmm. that's not what actually happened. Same thing goes for the very end scene where Jeff gets the camera and they talk to Tristan, Tristan, and you know, sort of grill her on the the being a witch thing. Like it, it's very creative. Like that's a very interesting thing to do. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely got some very interesting ideas in the film. Um, yeah. I don't think it's executed overly the greatest, but it it, def- it definitely does work. I mean, it do- it gets you thinking a little bit. Um, but that 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 concept right there is fantastic. I mean, yeah, it, 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 it's it it's just follows a, it's a, the rules too. Like, it doesn't it break does. its own rules that it sets up. It's like it's legit. It really, like everything that happens on the video is like the the true story of what's going on exactly and i mean it, it's so it's so plain too it's it's funny that more people don't catch on to that because it's really not that hidden though because when they tell you that it's like hey obviously what's on the tapes is but it, he what, says it in a throwaway line i think that's why people don't realize it is because yeah, yeah. he says it as like in a jokey way i think that's probably the best thing about the film is that right there is the way they did that yeah. incorporate that into the storyline i think it's it's effective and it's like and it's also the reactions too it's like uh what's her name um the redhead chick erica like, erica I, I didn't i don't remember doing that you don't remember doing that <laughs> it's like shit ain't lying man 
you were, <laughs> yeah. you, you were fucking naked doing some crazy yeah, ass shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but also yeah. you have to look at why like it's cool it's a cool nod because mm-hmm. of the fact that this is a film and the previous film was like the video, right? Yeah. So it's like that that makes it neat. Like that mm-hmm. makes it more neat than if it just happened into any film. No, it happened into this film which is Book of Shadows, a sequel to The Blair Witch that was a video found footage film. Like, yeah, yeah. It's like, dude, like you got to give that director pops, right? Like the, mm-hmm. like the writer and director, like, come on. That's dope. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. It's way more in-depth than most films. Like it's it's way more thought out and like processed. There is some clunkiness they, to it. I'm not oh, there definitely is. It, it kind of beats around at times and things like that. But the ideas are there. I think that it's definitely one of these films that if you just kind of watch it for face value, you'd probably miss all that shit. There's a lot oh, of, yeah. there's I'm a lot just... more things going on the social commentary and you know, all that type of things that are going on. But, uh, um, no, it, it is a better film than people definitely give credit for, you know, yeah. I, I think, I think it's honestly, it's one of the, it's the whole idea of making a sequel to the Blair, Witch is jarring in itself. Yeah. Right. Cause it's it just is. like really like a sequel to that. Like, what do you do? And then, you know, you see this and you're like, okay, you know, and you can't really take it a hundred percent serious. I think that's what the problem is with a lot of people with the sequel is that they can't take it for what it is. They can't even, they can't read between the lines and focus on what this film is actually telling you. You have to completely and, what, and what's doing from the original almost. I, I think a lot it. of people, you know, but we've had this conversation a million times about, you know, disconnecting yourself from things. And I think a lot of, you know, movie watchers can't do that. You know, it's the same yeah. people that say, you know, when a remake comes out, they're like, oh, I fucking ruined the original for me. It's like, how does the remake ruin the original for you? That doesn't even make fucking sense. <laughs> I actually read a comment today on Facebook about how I think it was on a John Carpenter post or something. And someone said that, oh, yeah, Rob Zombie's remake fucking ruined Halloween for me. I can't even watch it anymore. I was like, are you a fucking idiot? Halloween is <laughs> still movie, just as good to me as it ever has. It doesn't. A remake does not ruin the original. Just just disconnect yourself from it. If you don't like the remake, it doesn't. Shouldn't that it, make you like the original even more? Exactly. You know, that's even more of a reason to like it more. I don't get it, man. How people think like that is just fucking blows my mind. It really is strange, but I think this is a perfect example of what's going on here. You just, you know, it, it, it's almost subtle in itself, you know, you know, the, the way they present the story and, and what they're doing with this, but I guess it's easy, just easy to overlook, see right yeah. through it. Maybe we're having hallucinations of your own and things like that. Who knows? <laughs> so, um, <laughs> do you guys have much more on this one? Uh, no, not really. Uh, not on my end. <laughs> no, I don't think I have a lot more. No, um, no, I, I don't think I do. I don't think I do. All right, so um, we could rate now. Um, I mean, who wants to go first? <laughs> Andy, you go first. Uh, so, uh, like I said, I hadn't seen this film since it first came out. I liked it a lot more than I thought I was going to, from what I remember it. So, I give it a seven and a half out of ten. Pretty solid. That's yeah, a really good film. Nice. Yeah, you know, I I enjoyed this film too. I think there's there is elements of the film that, of course, um, I find a little clunky, uh, almost irritating at times. It's just, you know, I wish that they had to just kind of stuck with the original flow and structure of this film without having to throw in a little bit of add-ins and things that 
as we've discussed on here, I can't stand apparently in any film. <laughs> so, um, but it's enough that I remember those things constantly when I, when I watch this film, like it's fucked. Like I always remember the dude saying it was an accident. <laughs> I'm just like, okay, man, I get it, I get it man. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I still, I enjoy this film, man. I think it's a lot better than people give it credit for it. And I'm not as high as, as Andy on this one, but I really do like it. I do, I like the soundtrack too. It's good. Uh, I'm going to give it six and a half out of 10. All right. Uh, me personally, I, I really love the Blair Witch too. It's, it's one of my favorite films to watch during Halloween time. Uh, and it's one that I, I constantly go back to, uh, the director of this film, uh, recently was interviewed and he, he said that. He, it, it still bugs him about the way things went down with this film and um, that he couldn't even go and watch the new one because he didn't want to bring up those memories, right? Like the dude the dude uh, just, just had a bad experience with studio interference and just not being able to get his vision to, to what he wanted to. And, I mean, th- this guy is um, – it, He's quite, on the same level as me. He doesn't like those add-ins. Yeah, it, it's quite interesting <laughs> because he's the same guy that brought us Paradise Lost which was a very well done documentary and social commentary and just all kind of great things. Um, So he went from directing paradise lost to Blair, Witch book of shadows, like, like he didn't do much in between it. Um, And uh, yeah, so Blair, Witch book of shadows, um, there's a lot more. I wish I could actually explain a little bit more. I should have done a little bit more research on, on some of the stuff that, that I know is in the film. Um, I love this movie. I really do. I give it an 8 out of 10. Shit. Mm. Crazy. I didn't actually think you'd be that high on it, but... Um, well, my last rating was a 7. I rated it in 2012. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Fucking Guy has everything written down. <laughs> <laughs> Probably even has the date written down. He's like, yeah, I reviewed that on April 13th. I do not have the date. I just have the year. <laughs> awesome. So, with that, uh, Book of Shadows, Blair Witch 2 from 2000. We jump 16 years into the present. Jesus Christ. That's crazy. I'm uh, I'm honestly surprised it took this long. You know, it's crazy. You get two films in two years or a year and a half or whatever it was. Blair Witch, Book of Shadows, bombed, right? I won a bunch of awards for, like, worse... Uh, movie sequel of all time. Yeah, that's, it's just crazy that that's the, the, the like it won worst remake slash sequel at the Raspberries. Yeah. And it also won uh, worst remake sequel from uh, Stinker's Bad Movie Awards. But, Stinker's. Uh, it actually. It's uh, good. It, it, it grossed. It actually did not flop. Like it, it had a $15 million budget and grossed $47 million. So it, it made money, mm. but it was just really? nowhere near what what they had thought it would do. Yeah, interesting. So we jump to the present, 2016, with a film called just titled Blair Witch. Yep. Uh, directed by Adam Wingard, um, who's been on fire, man. Like he's done some really good stuff here. He's done great uh, movies. Um, rec- recently, he did the guest you know, from him. Yeah. He worked on VHS 2, ABC's A Death, VHS. Um, he did Your Next. The Guest. Uh, 
the guest, a horrible, a horrible way to die homesick. He's done a lot of films I've really liked, you know, he's done a lot of really good work and stuff. So, you know, when I, when I heard that his name was attached to this, I was like, damn, this should be pretty fucking good. Um, you know, considering, you know, with the guests, you know, it felt like a bigger budget. If you watch his films from, you know, from homesick up kind of thing, you know, he was working with no budgets to budgets and stuff and he, he can really kind of work it, you know, he's, he's also doing the, I saw the devil remake. Yeah, I saw that actually. Uh, that's crazy. Yeah, that's he's cool. um he's kind of the next big, or he's kind of the next director to get into the studio system, right? Like we've seen it with like Ty West hasn't blown up with Adam Wingard, but it happens from time to time where these horror these horror directors get into the studio system, and mm-hmm. usually, like we see, um, with most of them, it, it they get. They don't. It, it, they lose a little something with their films. Like they don't have the creative freedom that they used to. And that, I think that's what this is all about too. It's they've lost all control. You know, with their indie films and stuff. It's them. Those are their films. Yeah. And, and it really does show. The studio always has last word, and that's just the way it goes. So, the storyline for the Blair Witch or Blair Witch, not even the Blair Witch. After discovering a video showing that he believes to be his vanished sister's Heather, James and a group of friends head to the forest believed to be inhabited by the Blair Witch. So basically what happens is, uh, what's his name? James? Yeah, James is the younger brother of Heather from the original film. Mm-hmm. Which, and interesting a- enough, I went with a younger uh, crew, a little bit younger. One person was older than me, two people were younger than me. And um, one of them was, you know, like six years younger than me. And they were like, oh, like to me, it didn't feel like he would be like it would work out like timeline wise. And I was like, well, wait a minute. Right. Like I'm this kid looks about 25. I'm 25. I was eight when this movie came out. I could have had a sister in Heather who was like 18. Right. Like yeah, of it course. works out kind of like perfectly. Right. Of course. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So basically what happens is uh, James, younger brother of of Heather, uh, he discovers a video on YouTube. Some, uh, some guy found these, some extra footage, whatever, uploaded a video. And, you know, and after they even say in the film that he's believed after all these years that, that she was still out there anyways. So this kind of confirmed his suspicions a little bit. So he gathers up a couple of his friends and they go to find this person that uploaded the video and then they tag along and they head out to the woods. And then we have our film. Thoughts on it? Um, so right away, like I, I was pretty, I was pretty into the, like how it was starting. I was like, okay, like the structure is very similar, even with like the hotel and stuff, and them kind of drinking and yeah, having and, fun, and you know, and you know, we had the sort of um the moment where okay, like we're we know that the original one was found footage. This one, we're gonna make it really easy on us to film by having like cameras attached to us which let's face it like the, it's it's just it, technology it, yeah it's yeah. technology get it out of the way like like we're, we're if we're gonna make another found footage blair witch project film they went too fucking far in the film though with it what do you mean? way too far <laughs> drones what do you mean though like the drone like having that fucking drone I mean, but is that dude? Listen, like I, I, I knew I had a feeling you were going to bring up the drone, and I swear to God, dude, I was at I went I went to my uncle's memorial like death party like after Mm. he had died, and 
my fucking like cousin's boyfriend who's like always into tech like just pulls out his drone and starts flying it around like he just mm-hmm. had a drone like and i was like then it re- instantly reminded me of that i'm like i'm like so yeah like people do have drones like they're all over the place now mm-hmm. so it's not no, that but it, it's the it's a simple fact of i knew that this thing was going to be it was going to come into play with some of the characters and stuff like that. I mean, I understood why they had it, obviously, because they wanted to get the overhead shots to see where they were going and things like that. It made perfect sense. I mean, everybody had cameras attached to their ears and stuff. Um, so having this thing completely made sense. But I knew right when I saw it that it was going to be a factor with something later on in the film. See, and I was, Well, you was do just, know was, that because it's foreshadowing. But honestly, once that happened, I was like, oh, I thought this was going to have a way bigger impact on the film. Like, it didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It really didn't. The drone was, like, very minor in the, oh, yeah. in the film, period. Um, but so, like, okay. This one's a really tough one for me to review, okay? Because well, I, can, I can give my thoughts on yeah, it. Yeah, I know you said it was shit. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god, I hated this movie. This movie was atrocious. It was fucking so brutal to watch, man. Like, is it really atrocious though, dude? Dude, the first seventy minutes of this film was god awful. What did? Awful. What is so awful about it? What is awful about this film is that the first seventy minutes are just atrociously boring for one thing, but all they do in the first 70 minutes is basically the the cliched type character non-development you know blah 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 but it's just jump scare after fucking jump scare after jump scare after jump scare that's all you get in the first 70 minutes and basically all we're getting is a little bit of cackling and ridiculous sit um they don't try anything new okay we have some trees falling in the background and shit that's going on with these characters man the dude that uploaded this video Give me a fucking break. He goes out there and fucks with them. They yeah, that was that. that was actually funny to me. I actually liked that because it was that like, was re- okay, they, like that, he that, just that, wanted to get people to come out there, right? So like, he, well, of course. So but, so he got them to come out there, and I didn't expect that. I was like, oh shit! Like, like I thought this was actually happening. I was like, oh, that like, that was like it, the one time I was I was like, yo, this, okay, like that's kind of a surprise. It's it's kind of silly to me though because like yeah he wanted them to be out there and stuff but he was also like a believer of the legend though too so mm-hmm. if he's gonna go and fuck with them what like what's the point of that he didn't like, want it, to fuck with them he the, it blew up in his face he got yeah, caught uh, he wasn't trying to fuck with them he was just trying to get them to believe yeah I know but like if he was such a true believer of the myth and he was like really kind of believing that he this shit might actually happen you shouldn't have to do that shit's gonna go down. Yeah, but you don't – he said before that he'd been out to the woods. Like it's nothing – like shit hasn't happened. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like it, you don't know. No, I, I completely get that. I just thought it was really silly that they even put that in there. Like it just – it, it, it came off – It's not silly because it's something it came, different. It's not though. I thought it was completely ridiculous. It was fucking stupid. It was ridiculous. But I started laughing. I looked over at Dylan. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? That's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. It's not, I hate it. It's not stupid, dude. It's, I really, I really, really <laughs> fucking strong. It's not strong. stupid because it's it like, is. okay, it's, it's like stupid. this guy this wants them to come out there. Like how, how else would he have got him to come out there? But he already had them though. They were going out there regardless. What, what are you this, actually talking about? Because this, this guy. Tape? No. Yeah. With this fucking, the, the cross things and stuff, you know, he's hanging them up in the bush. It's yeah. like, oh shit, they all go to sleep and they wake up and they're like, oh, what the fuck? These things are there. But he was actually doing it. It's like, what the fuck, man? Come on. It's ridiculous. Yeah. 
it was fucking ridiculous. And because and he was all he already said that he was a fucking true believer of the legend and shit like that. And it's like, okay, he okay. These people yeah, were already see, going out there. Different. anyway. I but looked at it already like, going okay, out there. This guy anyway. is obsessed with not. the movie. Without he, him or not, they were going out there regardless. So why does he have to do this? They they had. Why does anybody do stuff like that though? Right. I'm just saying it's fucking dumb. <laughs> I think it's retarded. yeah, it's dumb by the character. I don't yeah. think it's necessarily poor writing though. I think it is, man. I think it's completely stupid to even put that in there. I mean, there's no. It's point. like a false scare. Yeah, it's like well, you just, think shit's going down because that, like, that's almost as th- bad. That's almost as bad as as the fucking forty six jump scares in the first fucking seventy minutes of the film. Like this movie was <laughs> atrocious. It, it was so bad. Dude. Like atrocious it was just is such a big word, man. Like I feel like I feel like that's dude, way there was way not too much. They never. There's no atmosphere in this film whatsoever. I think that the, they like, don't listen. Like hold subtle, on, stop for subtle. a minute. Hold the on. first film. I gotta get the, some shit off my chest first, because like it's annoying. The first Blair Witch film oh, is no jump scares whatsoever. They they rely. Yeah, I know, but this characters. is not the first Blair Witch. I'm film. just saying that's why that film worked. This film yeah. doesn't fucking work. But you can't do the same film as well, though. We've already discussed that. The jump scares right? are garbage. They're okay. garbage. Listen, They're garbage. listen here, dude. Okay, I Gar- came into this film. I was not into this film like like very much at all. Right. But I also w- went with other people, and I was actually freaked out in a few scenes. Like, like shit was kind of creepy, right? <laughs> so I came into this podcast thinking, like, okay, like I'm gonna be more along the lines of all the shit that I didn't like with moods. But like, the, but then I get here, and like, you're, you're like, I just feel like you're you're way worse than I was. Like, wait, like you're seeing it like for way worse. Like, I don't think it's that bad of a movie. It's just that, a bad Blair that, Witch movie. That's fine. That's fine. That's your opinion. My opinion is is that it's shitty. This is a fucking terrible, <laughs> terrible studio film. Though, and see, but I think honestly, that's what everybody's I can't getting accept too my caught fucking up opinion. on Tom and everybody. Like, oh, it's it's With too who? Hollywood. It's too Hollywood. Like, dude, movies are Hollywood. See, that's like, where you're like, coming from. Don't breathe see, was Hollywood. You're being influenced. You're being a, exactly. And I, I thought Don't Breathe was great. It was a good film. It's a Hollywood film. I enjoyed that. This is a Hollywood film. I thought it fucking sucked. Why can't you accept that fucking my opinion, man. I can't accept your opinion. I'm not being influenced. I'm not by saying these are opinion. my goddamn thoughts, man. Yeah, I understand that. Shitty. Dude. But I'm really just, really I'm shitty. just saying, like, dude, like even the I feel like people like are focusing fucking... on the wrong shit too much, man. Because there what? is bad things in this movie, but I just hear like, like these things that you're complaining about, you will accept in other movies. That's what I'm getting at. The jump scares? Fuck no, no, no. The first seven jump scares scene. aren't. Listen, jump scares are not a bad thing. I don't know where everybody has come up with this thing. Dude, like jump that's scares all are they do thing. in this film. That's all they fucking do. The characters make the most terrible decisions. The black chick in this film, really, she tries to go after the fucking drone for like a five minute extended scene, and then gets fucking pulled down, and then she's fucking dead. What yeah. did she think she was gonna do? But, but, Jump but on that, the drone that and chick fly was away? Like not even in. Like that, I was so confused by that chick. Like, like it seemed like she wasn't even like there. Like, but like, like on, but what is she? What was she gonna do when she got that drone? Was she gonna jump on it and try to fly away? Like the whole scene was ridiculous. <laughs> it didn't even make sense. I, it, but that's the thing though. Like, the, I thought that that chick was out of it from the beginning. I was like, what the fuck is this? She, she's like, what, the way she was just standing there, like she was obviously like something was wrong with her, right? <laughs> yeah, man. It's like it's just like one scene after another, and like. 
Okay, so the first 70 minutes, I'm just like, oh my god. And then it starts to pick up a little bit, you know, and they get to the house and things like that. But, um, I don't know, man. Like, that even, that just, it seemed like even that 20 minutes was, it just, it overextended itself. Big time. It got so fucking ridiculous. Characters are showing up out of the fucking blue. And I'm just like, okay, how did this person get from there to there? Because, dude, it's fucking magic. Like, it's the witch. Like, that's, I know. that's what I was trying to explain to people. They're stuck like, in a online. time continuum. They're stuck in a time continuum for sure. Yeah. And I, I actually that. like that. But it's still jarring. It's like, okay, she's crawling through here and all of a sudden the key pops up. And I'm like, how the fuck is he right there? <laughs> I was like, what the fuck just happened there? First of all, it doesn't make sense where she's going at all in that scene at all it's like like how she ends up where she is and stuff i don't know it just didn't make any sense to me i was like what the fuck <laughs> whatever <laughs> but then to top it off i didn't mind that shit it, it kind of reminded me of crawl or die like you know i thought that, that scene was very thing. tense because it like it was. It, it, i felt the claustrophobia in there man yeah so i'm I'm saying things i did i i thought it was i thought it was kind of effective and stuff and then it's all ruined when we see this goddamn cg'd fucking witch Oh no, dude, that was, listen, man, I'm telling you, like, that scares people. Like, that, that actually freaked me out, dude. I didn't see CGI, first of all. It was blur, it was like kind of blurry, but I didn't see CGI. Like, there, there's certain things about this movie that I do think are effective. Like, it, it definitely scared the people I was with, okay? Like, they were scared. But not, me, not as much. Like, th- there's two scenes that, that freaked me out. And one of them was the, the, the scene where they first show the witch. Because I didn't expect it. I was like, I didn't think they were going to show the fucking witch. And, um, but, like, okay. Like, I have major issues with this film, right? But it, they're not the same issues that you have, apparently. Um, my issues are that it, everything is just too fucking much. Like, it's just that, that when, like, all these fucking trees are falling and shit, and I'm like, I'm like, this is betraying the Blair Witch legend. Like, this is not this what is the what... Witch does. Yeah, I, I, it's funny, because it's one thing, that's one thing I said. and shit, like, buried in people's skin or what, like, like, I was like, that, that that's not what the Blair Witch does. Like, I don't... Well, See, they were trying to elevate the mythology and like and kind of put in more shit. And I, I totally but agree. They I was didn't like, though. They didn't elevate it at all because they didn't. No, act. I know they, they didn't, didn't. They didn't do it. Like people were. I heard people saying that too. It like, didn't even make they sense. They didn't touch on the mythology. They mentioned Rustin Parr's name and they mentioned Ellie Edgewitch or whatever, and that was it. They didn't. They didn't do do anything with the mythology they didn't even do anything with heather i expected her to be more part of the movie like Mm -hmm. i was really Mm -hmm. frustrated by that oh no dude i I thought i thought i thought exactly didn't bring anything new to the table whatsoever man and then like what the fuck is with the bugs and shit like that scene where all of a sudden she's fucking pulling out this whatever the fuck it was out of her leg that cg little centipede what the fuck was that that, that i don't know like that, that's the that's the type of shit i have issues with one good thing like, about the jump scares don't bother me like to me it's like it's like all like do you guys get so like listen okay i'm gonna Dude, say this right fucking it, now because like everybody pisses me off hold up it, let me talk Listen, you guys all fucking love your Friday 13ths and Halloweens and all this shit. Cats are fucking jumping out of closets and shit. That is the same fucking thing that happens in these movies. Yet nobody is, 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 when we review those movies on the podcast, when we review those movies, those older movies, nobody has a huge fucking problem with it. And it annoys me so much because it's so fucking biased. It's, no, it's not fucking biased, dude. You're being an asshole right now. I'm not though. I'm not talking about you. You're not accepting what the fuck I'm saying right now. Dude, 
They overused it, man. It was every fucking two minutes. Every time a camera, every time someone turned their fucking head, it was shriek, fucking bad, man, man. The whole fucking movie was like that. It was so fucking poorly done. Execute. You can have a jump scare here and there, but not fucking 45 in the first 70 minutes, man. Yeah, okay. There was too many. It's ridiculous. but I'm not every saying that. Every time someone turned around, yeah, they got trees it wasn't falling every here time. and there. They're like there was, there was like eight jump scares. Like, dude, there throughout. was so fucking many, man. There was like, so eight. many. It's ridiculous. There was, there was literally three in about a 15 second span at, at one point in the film. But, but I, I is, like, don't if they work sometimes like is not that working. worthwhile? They worked with the people I went with though, man. That's what I'm trying to say. Like like of course that the, like didn't work with, for me and Dylan, like man. Fucking, me, me, we're fucking watch so many horror films every fucking you know day and like you know like they're, they 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 don't work for us as much, right? But they do work. Like they're not completely they didn't pointless. work with the guy I went with. Yeah, but you're fucking thirty five year old dudes who like fucking are horror fans. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like they're not gonna work for everybody. But I'm saying, like, I don't think that it's a hundred percent like the I worst do. thing in the world when you so see. You don't think it is? That's your opinion. I my opinion is is that it was shitty. Andy, what's your opinion? I actually like this movie. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, everyone has fucking different thoughts on it. It is what it is. Yeah, I know. This movie I'm was just. I'm just... just... Listen, man, I li- I'm not necessarily talking about you specifically, man, but like I w- read so many reviews because I didn't like this movie. Like, I have That's the thing. You know, but what people you... were pointing out shit that this they don't week... point out with other films and it annoys me. This whole fucking week, I avoided. I never watched one video on the reviews, never read a review. This is all me. You yeah. can ask well, Dylan. The second well, we came out of that theater, we went to Second Cup. We got our vanilla bean fucking latte and sat there and bullshit well, it. And this is all listen, shit that came out of my mouth okay, fucking listen. 10 minutes after we well, watched the when film. When Tom posted his little thing, like, and then somebody else posted something in the group, you said, I, all I've been hearing from people that I trust is that it's shit. So you have heard things before you, before you fucking talked on this show because yeah. you said that you did. So but it was, what it, was I'm it wasn't is, specifics though. It wasn't specifics. It was I've either I liked it or too. I like not. I've been hearing things it. too and I, I I didn't even like this movie that much. Like there was certain things I liked about it, but all I kept hearing was Hollywood bullshit, Hollywood bullshit and I it was like driving me insane cuz I'm like that's not even the core problems with this movie. Like like what is Hollywood bullshit? Like we like Hollywood bullshit was the shit that was in Friday the 13th back in the day. Like, it's all, there's always gonna be tropes. Like, and they're always gonna be in film. Yeah, but Don't Hollywood bullshit back in those too, days. Man. But they, but Hollywood actually made good films back then. I'm not That's saying. Not, like, dude, there's so many problems with some of those films, man. Like, that, that are the same problems, but nobody points them out. It's like we give a pass to old shit. Same thing goes with the 30s films. Like, we give a pass to old shit. It happens all the time. I don't give a pass to old shit. Like, I'm going to be honest. Like, I'm going I'm to po- point the same problems out in every film that I see. And that is that doesn't happen that much with other reviewers. <laughs> okay, whatever, man. Whatever. I mean, you're, you're talking like you're a fucking saint right now, for Christ's sake. I mean, that's just ridiculous. I mean, it's, it's just, it's <laughs> totally different. It's, know, totally, dude. it's totally different though, man. Like this shit was excessive, man. It was so fucking excessive. I wish I had a, had a fucking jump scare counter on me. There was just, eight. There was like eight. Somebody counted them out. It's <laughs> fucking, there was more than eight. But anyways, <laughs> this movie, man, it, it doesn't bring anything new to the table at all. Um, you know, the one the one good thing about this film that I that I noticed was the sound design was excellent. 
it's just too bad that the sounds that we were hearing were completely ridiculous. It was just like trees falling. It was like this fucking cackling and, and all this other bullshit. It's, they didn't bring anything to the table here. I don't whatsoever. Know, I mean, it, it was mixed. Bring right. scares, it fucking sounded like, great. To me, there was scares. Like I got scared like two times in this film and Which I was parts? like, that was cool. That was fucking cool that they were able to Which make parts? me jump. Huh? From which parts? Okay, when they sh- first show the witch in the woods, I got a nice little cold chill when they ran up on the house, and then um, when they're the the like kind of the climax scene where they're saying like look in the corner and shit, and like that was scaring me because I was like oh shit like something's gonna show up something's gonna show up like so there was there was definitely parts where I felt like me all the bullshit fucking ruined this film for me like all the trees falling and shit like I'm like That's- this. The fucking Blair Witch does not smash people with That's what I'm saying. I said, like, the the sound design was good, but what was making those sounds was bullshit. Yeah. (laughs) It was was bullshit. It sounded great, but, I mean, I don't know. the, 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 The bug thing was bullshit. The fucking random climbing the tree for no reason like i laughed out loud at the fucking when she pulled that shit out of her ankle i was like the the characters were like though the if you're gonna say one thing was atrocious in the film it was the characters i haven't got there yet i have that (laughs) i haven't got to the characters i pretty much hated every character in this film so much (laughs) the only character i liked was like the comedic relief character which was the guy who grew the beard i like that concept though because the first film is kind of ironic though that you like the comic relief and because you're the guy that doesn't like comic you know i wouldn't i would never in a million years ever think that you would like that yeah well it was subtle so i did like it and i yeah like i'm usually the type of guy that likes the subtle comedy like a little bit more than the other stuff Mm -hmm. but like I, i thought that that was really done well where they show the the guy and you know he has a beard and it's like okay so like they're on two different like time lengths here um but i also felt like all this stuff was happening too fast like i wanted them to spend a few days out there like it just happens like night like night two you know the whole fucking movie plays out in night two and well, I, I see. I like that. that. I like that about that because they were caught in this like witch time continuum thing where basically they got rid of day. And I did like that because then, I mean, it's kind of cheap writing though, in a sense, because you, you don't have to battle from night and day and stuff. You just kind of set it well, all in night by going, they're just kind of fucked up. In, you know what I mean? But I did like that because at least it's in the dark and it's trying to create that. But it's amazing how they set pretty much the entire film in the dark where the original film, you know, it was day and, and night and stuff like that, where that one had a lot of atmosphere, even in the day where this one didn't have any, even at the, in the night. I, I did think there was a lot of atmosphere, like with the rainstorm and shit. Like I was like, Oh shit, this is fucking scary. Like with the loud crackling of the, of the fucking thunder and shit and the, the pouring down rain. I like oh, that. I, I can't believe like, how opposite we are. Like I, it just, <laughs> it's so crazy. Like even when it started raining, I was like, Oh my God. I, I don't know, man. It's just, it wasn't Andy. I got to hear some of your, th- cause yeah, you yeah, like this film. I, I need much. to hear yeah, your Andy. thoughts on this one. Uh, you guys said you didn't actually like the characters. I didn't think they were all that bad. I, I like the black guy a lot. I thought he was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. I thought he was pretty, uh, I don't know. I start this one, I, maybe I'm looking at it differently. Did it way scare here. you at all, Andy? Did, was it like did did you jump or get freaked out or get cold chills or anything like that? Uh, and and towards the end of the film when they're actually in the house and stuff, that was a little creepy. But what did you think of the house itself? Did you actually like the design of it or did it seem it, like it's it just it seemed a little too big? 
It seemed big to me, but it, it made sense considering they were manipulating space and time. Yeah, yeah. But I thought that it felt very, very, very similar to the original. Honestly, yeah, it's, it has the same feel to it. it. Just, it just seemed like I don't know. They're, they're maybe because there was more characters in this film. Like mm. they it felt like they had to expand the house a little bit more. But I don't know. I, I like the house. I thought it was cool. okay. So what about the very ending of the film? I mean. Me personally, it's the same ending. It's bullshit. I, I know, and I just fucking I, I I looked at Dylan. And I went, "What the fuck?" I out loud. I said, "They fucking did that. They couldn't even come up with something else." Yeah, like come on. <laughs> it just dude, annoyed me that it was the same exact ending. It literally was the same thing. They just didn't get creative at all. I was like, I wanted something different so bad. Well, it, they and, kind of explained what happened, though. That's different. They did explain like what was going on. Hmm. Right, like the witch, yeah. fi- they kind of linked it to the Rustin Parr thing. Like the witch finds people who bring her like more people, essentially. Yeah, yeah. She tricked dude with his sister of Heather, um, and he basically turned on the chick that he was with. Yeah, yeah. So, like, they kind of explained it, which makes sense that like maybe that's what happened to the mic at the original one or whatever. But mm-hmm. um, it just played out the same. It just you know, what you're actually seeing is the same. Yeah. I know. I, it just, I, I, like I was mind blown, man. I was like, I can't believe that this thing played out the exact same way. Like yeah. you think that you think you, you would think that they would try something different, you know, cut, you know, try to be their own film. Like, <laughs> I mean, to me, to me, like this movie is fun. If you can, if you can just like ex- accept that it's a little fucking stupid. Like, yeah. It, it's a fun movie. Like I had fun watching it. Like it, it was, it was a fun experience. Like people were getting like kind of scared and, and, and it was just like, okay, like a lot of this shit don't make a whole lot of sense. And like, I really wish they would have toned down some things because I'm a fan of the original, but if I had never seen the original and I watched this, I'd be like, Oh yeah, that wasn't, that was not a bad, bad little like fucking way to spend an hour and a half or whatever. It, it, and like, what do you, what do you like? And you try to try to, Tell me, like, what what you think of it a little bit more, I guess. Well, I'll kind of touch on what you're just saying. Is like, I feel like maybe this movie is was constructed or made for the modern modern audience. It's like you're saying it all happens really fast, and mm-hmm. people they, people are known these days, especially younger people, have really short attention spans. Yeah. So I, I kind of feel like it's kind of like a no. A they don't even have any attention spans. In a way, I feel like it's kind of like a. <laughs> sort of remake of the first film made for today's audience i suppose it, it definitely dude because like i said everybody that i went with liked it a lot <laughs> right like and, yeah. and they're all the people who are not like big horror fans they're just the people that that like like fucking whatever like tv like whatever fucking kids are into nowadays right like yeah. i don't fucking know but like so that's why i say like it it, it I don't think it's that bad. Like it's, it's not atrocious to me. Like, it's just not what we like. You know what I mean? Like it's not a very badly made movie. Like it's like, it's pretty, I I think the writing is pretty bad to be honest. The writing is pretty bad. The writing is pretty bad, but it's, it's not, it's not like atrocious dude. Like, like I think that that was what I was having. I was expecting a lot goddamn more from this movie, man. I mean, Dude, not listen, only not only who was directing it, but I I was like I was listen, amazed at how bad the script was. Though, like, Dude, and you you know who wrote it, right? 
No, I actually didn't look to see. Simon who. Barrett wrote it, who who wrote Your Next and Dead Birds and Frankenfish and 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 A Horrible Way to Die. Even Frankenfish like, has a better story than this movie. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, he wrote like all of Adam Wingard's shit. So like, yeah, yeah. They, they're a tag team, and you know, listen, I said that Rob Zombie's Thirty One was the most disappointing film that I've seen this year. Mm-hmm. If you watch Rob Zombie's 31 and you don't have similar complaints that you're making to Blair Witch, then I don't think we can be friends anymore. Because there's some bull motherfucking shit that happens in Rob Zombie's 31. And it's similar to the shit that you're saying in this film. Both of those films were huge disappointments to me. Blair Witch disappointed me so bad. Rob Zombie's 31 disappointed me so bad. I, I don't know, man. Like, I didn't hate Blair Witch, 100%. Like, I had fun watching it, but it was so disappointing. Well, I'll let you know when I watch 31, but yeah. Yeah. This, this was just, it, I was, fell, it fell 50 <laughs> fucking yards for me. I was man. more disappointed with 31 than the Blair Witch. <laughs> you agree with me on 31, right, Andy? Like, that, that movie got some bull fucking shit going on in it. <laughs> yeah, uh. Um, but yeah, you know, ah, man, this one was hard for me, man, because like I did have fun watching it. I'm not going to lie. Like there, there's, there's some stupid shit in it. I don't really like, I don't really, I've never had an issue with jump scares personally. So if, if that, if you do have an issue with jump scares and like mood said, there's, there's it's when they come in fucking bunches, like. Like fucking yeah, insane. I can't remember. I can't remember seeing this. It's like when Buddy or the chick is grabbing. She's checking one of the the cameras, and there's literally three in like a fucking twelve second span. It's like one person shows up here and is like, and then it's like, and I was like, what the fuck, man? Yeah, like, I agree. With stop that. it, man! Like, holy fuck, you I don't get, I guess to do just, that. Stuff doesn't. I don't see it. Like to me, it's just like I don't understand like how it's bad. Dude, there's I, been jump just, scares in a ton of movies that I liked, but if there's like one in a film, that's totally that's it. Just works then. You know, it's it's not a big deal if there's one, but if it's like excessively done and it's like, oh my god! But they're using this as a focus, though. It was just, it, it yeah, just to, did not. I work guess for me to now. me personally, when when I look at a jump scare, like I don't look at that and be like, oh, that's bad. Like it's just like, oh, that's like a, it's a horror movie. It's trying to scare yeah. you. Like it's just it's being what it is. Like I don't want to directly compare the original Blair Witch with this one, but the, but the things it's that we said about the first one, it, it is kind of hard. I mean, if, if, okay, say, say we take a moment in time to actually do that. Yeah. The original film works so good because it's so subtle in what it's mm-hmm. doing. And, and this, this one, one is so it's, amped up. It's retarded. It's polar opposite. It's, it's literally in your fucking face, just not even trying to be subtle. It's just like, we're going to throw this at you. Bang, 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 bang. And it's just like, what the fuck, man? Like, it's just, but, it's and it's theoretically almost the same film. In yeah, a sense. but you got to also admit, moods like if they did it and wound it back and made the original film, like that would have completely failed with today's audiences. Yeah, yeah, you can't. Show yeah, probably a ten year old the original movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, my, like it's definitely made for that audience, right? Like the 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 you know fifteen, fourteen, thirteen uh, year old, you know, up to like twenty one. Like, and that, like, I don't know, man, I guess I just spend more, um, I think I'm more in tune with the people that are, that are a little bit younger than me than, than say like you moods or, or, or some other people your age are. Well, it's because Dylan, like, it, Dylan's the same age as you. Like Dylan, Dylan is, 
Dylan's only uh, 26 or 27. Okay, okay. But right? I'm so he's not pretty much saying the same that this stuff works on me, though. I'm saying that it works on the people younger than me. So, yeah. like, you know, honestly, like, like the people I went with, I 100% swear to God, like, got, like, the, the especially the girl that I went with. She lo- loved it. Like, like she loved the scares in it. Like, and to, so, like, I can't necessarily say they're bad then if they work on to certain people, right? Like, it's not bad filmmaking. It's just it's overused maybe, but I can't say that it's it's necessarily bad. Well, I'm reviewing it based on my own opinions, and, and I, I can't worry about everyone else. I mean, I know what I like and what I don't like, mm-hmm. and it's just like even when part two, you know, like the whole – you know the all the 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 cut-ins and you know yeah. the, the cutouts and things like that it's just like those things drive me fucking nuts and you know it it, it is what it is man it, that, that's just my thoughts i mean everyone's always going to say things you know when they're when they're talking about a film in regards to their personal feelings towards things you know it, it's like you know i was listening to um uh what, what her name charlene the yeah. French girl, yeah, and she was talking about uh, high tension. Um, high tension, and she like fucking Blasted hated <laughs> that movie, you know. Yeah. And that's and that's an example of like I really enjoy that film, but it's like I love that. She movie. she it just didn't work for her. Yeah, and and but even you the know? stuff she was saying, like you know, I'm not trying to blast her or anything, but like some of the things that she was saying, I was like, well, I don't think that that's actually like like it's not an argument for why it's bad like certain certain things like the uh she had an issue with the the girl masturbating right Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. i don't think that that's a valid reason why something is bad um you know and i didn't actually i don't remember exactly what she said i'm sorry but um, i actually can't remember either i'm what what's that i said i can't remember either yeah but like (laughs) i just come from a different camp right like my, my camp is like like i want exact like logical reasoning on like analytical reasons why that is bad if you say that the jump scare is bad don't just tell me that you don't like them like like analytically why is it bad and i've not been able to come up with a reason why a jump scare is bad other than it doesn't work or there's too many of them those like those are logical reasons too many they are logical because that's all it needs to be said about it you know you don't have to analyze the shit out of why a jump scare doesn't necessarily work in this specific film or another why it works in you know another one it's just you do like you don't have to right but like i'm just saying for me if if i'm gonna say something's bad i want to know why and you know if 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 there's too many, that's that's a good reason why, right? Like I, I agree mm. with you on that. But you know, I, I don't. I've never been from the. I just feel that this movie was really cheap, and I felt cheated watching it because, you know, when I'm watching a film and it's just like I'm I'm fucking jumping out my seat and shit myself because you know they're throwing these fucking massive uh, jump scares at me. I'm just like, I don't. You know me. I like my. I really like subtle atmospheric films and things like that, and I find those films work better. Mm-hmm. I think they're they're scarier to me. The, you know this type of new age fucking jump scare shit. I mean, it's, I shouldn't say new age, but overuse of jump scares Mm -hmm. is just, it's just mind blowing to me, man. Like I, I, I've never, I I can't even name another film where I've seen so many jump scares in such a short span of time. It's like, what the fuck? It was almost comical. 
It literally was almost comical, and I can see the next fucking scary movie coming out. I'm sure the Wayne's Brothers are going to jump all over this, and they're going to be parodying this again. <laughs> but <laughs> fucking, that's going to be the whole focus of the film, jump scares. It's going to be like 4,000 in a 90-minute film. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. I, I've always but, liked, liked jump scares, man. They get my heart going sometimes. They're, they're cool. Like, they're just they're they're scares. Done, they're horror. That's what, you know, just if fucking, they're, done they're trying to scare you, man. I'm not going to say that I've never had a jump scare that didn't work on me. I mean, but then again, I've had more films that are slow and creepy. Like I said, Absentia, I watched that film a couple years back and I looked behind myself four times in my basement. I never do that watching films. It was creeping me out. Yeah. It's slow and it's, it's very melodic and it's fucking, it's calculated and it's subtle. And it's like, those are the things that I find are the effect. Those are the eff- Mm-hmm. the elements of film that are effective most for myself well, it's, it's definitely more impressive to scare you with just you know like not loud again noises. coming back like, to it, it's cheap it's yeah. cheap i mean well cheap cheap is it, there's still a level of of you know artistic nature to <laughs> do it pulling off a jump scare um it's an easier way i don't necessarily think it's cheap because it's it it's horror it's you're trying to scare people man like i can't i can't I've never been in it, understood the the whole like jump scares are cheap and like they I just never got it like I never understood it. Well, it's it just maybe maybe it's not for, for you, me. but it is for me. Like yeah, I just find it's it for doesn't a lot really of people. Work. It's for yeah. a lot of people. A lot of people always say that jump scares are cheap, and I'm just like it's just this. It's just the it's just part. It's just the fucking scare, man. Like I don't I don't I don't know. It's just I ineffective. Just, I just find it's just they've been doing not... it since fucking cat people. Yeah, and it's the same way they do it the same way, and this is they do in Cat People, right? But people praise Cat People for that because it was the first one to do it. But just because it's been done before doesn't necessarily make it bad. It just makes it mean that it's been done before. Mm -hmm. All right, (laughs) that was quite like I don't even fucking like this movie, man. (laughs) But like I just there's just like certain things that I just like I was getting I I was like getting worn out on. Just mm-hmm. hearing on the internet, you know, and like you just happened to be the the fucking shooting dummy that was there when when I unloaded my frustrations. <laughs> no, it 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 totally happens, but I mean, it's like a hundred percent legit, man. Like everything I said tonight, you can ask Dylan, man. I said five minutes after we watched the film. Oh, I, I, believe rant, you. I believe I ranted. I ranted. We had forty five minutes until the next film started, and I ranted for that whole time about this fucking movie i just went off and i was being loud like there was bikers sitting next to us that were looking at me listen i, I you was and raging me did the I same thing because i ranted to the people i went with <laughs> but just for different reasons yeah. and you know I, which is good that's good that there's different things that you that you know that work and don't work for you and vice versa and obviously for andy too everything was different <laughs> for him too man you know yeah, it, andy it, liked the movie yeah i did <laughs> So, so I guess we can go into ratings then. Yeah, I, I, Andy, do you have anything else to add to the? Uh, no, not really. <laughs> it's, uh... Okay, so I'll, I'll just go first. You know, th- this one to me, <sighs> there was so many things that that I disliked about it, and it all had to do with pretty much story wise. Like I don't feel like they showed enough attention to the actual story of the Blair Witch. Like they mentioned Rustin Parr and they mentioned fucking the witch's backstory, but they, they, other than that, it's just them running through the woods, and you know. But it's it's not 
people that we care about. We don't spend the amount of time that we spent with the characters in the original to really care for them. And, and, you know, there's, there's, it's, to me, it was atmospheric. I did like the atmosphere of it and it was fun when I, I had fun with the jump scares. I'm not going to lie. I, mean, I fucking, I understand that people don't like them. I think they're cool. They, they fucking, they're trying to scare me. I'm, I'm down with those. Uh, I just didn't like a lot of the story and it just, some things just felt amped up too much. I was like, what the fuck? This is not Blair Witch. Like the Blair Witch does not do this. And I know you're supposed to disconnect from the original and stuff, but the fact is it's a sequel. So there has to be a level of story there that, that, that should exist. And to me, the only thing that I thought was cool was the manipulation of time with a story. And also, I did love the witch because it reminded me of the Left for Dead witch. Anybody who played that game, it's fucking oh, yeah. creepy. <laughs> like you know, like you don't want you don't want it to look at you. Like you just no. don't want it to. Like you fear that shit. And but don't like, you, but don't you think if you're gonna show the witch for like a split second, why wouldn't you just use practical effects on it? I didn't know it was CGI. Like really? I figured it was like it had to be because it was too skinny. Like I don't know what you do. Like you can't put a person and make them that skinny. Like I guess, like but they only know. showed they showed it for like a just a fraction of a second. You know, they they could have. I don't know, man. I, I think that that's where CGI works. Honestly, is if you do show something for a fraction of a second. Um, I didn't. I mean, obviously, it was. I didn't notice that it was like, oh, that's CGI there. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I it just it worked. It was creepy. Like, I found it. I, I did find the witch scary. Um, so yeah, I mean, the, the, there's just massive, like the fucking, bu- what was with the bug thing? Like, I don't get that. Yeah, that was a, that was kind of a letdown. <laughs> it was so frustrating because I was a, like, oh, she really... cut her foot in the wa- water and now she's like infected and acting all weird. Again, the fucking <laughs> script was terrible. It doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> I didn't just didn't get that. I was just it, like, because it doesn't fuck? make sense. Not, man. That's not, that doesn't belong in this. Movie. I, I scratched a fucking, I literally cut my head open. I was like. I was trying to fucking figure this out. I was like, what the fuck, man? She gets bit and all of a sudden she's got like some weird uh, fucking centipede fucking parasite in her. I'm like, what the fuck does this have to do with the player witch? I'm like, this is ridiculous. I don't know. I was lost. Um, at the end of the day though, like the movies get, got me like at least two good scares and it, it did kind of make me a little tense when she was in the underground tunnel. Like that shit fucking like, they they filmed that real that's if they filmed one thing good it was that scene and um so you know i I definitely give it points for that i'm gonna come in at a 6.5 on this one i definitely think it's an above average movie Hmm. what about you andy Uh, well only way to really describe this film is uh it's kind of if the original blair witch had a baby with the paranormal activity film and uh (laughs) just not as good as those two films (laughs) uh but uh I really did like it. I thought it was a pretty fun film. It's kind of just a quick little watch. It's not something I'm probably ever going to watch again anytime soon, but uh, I'd give it a 7 out of 10. Oh, man. Mr. fucking overrated over here. <laughs> um, no, I'm talking about myself because everyone uh, always says I overrate everything. But again, I'm coming in the lowest on all three films. Um, but uh, yeah, man, Adam Wingard. It pains. It, it's so fucking painful. <laughs> 
I don't think this should be a, you know, sorry to cut you off, but I think you would agree with me that this is not a, this is not an Adam Wingard film. No. And that's what hurts about this, man. It just sucks when you really are digging a director. Like I've been down with this guy for a few years. Like I really liked homesick, Mm -hmm. a horrible way, way to die. I really enjoyed your next. I thought was great. Um, his, uh, segments in VHS and VHS too. And the guest I fucking loved. And I was like, man, this guy is like one of the greatest, you know, up and coming directors. He's doing such a great job and shit. And then this, you know, you know, if I was being super biased, I'd be like, yeah, man, he did a good job with this film. I love this director. You know, fucking, he can't, he can't do wrong. Nah, it's bullshit, man. I mean, even Lucio Fulci has made one of the, I fucking hate Manhattan baby. It's fucking <laughs> terrible. And he's my favorite director. Um, but uh this one right here, man, I just can't get over the script. It, it's just – I find it so bad. It's so bad on so many levels. There is things I like, but I think the sound design in this film is really good. It's really good. Coming from you know my background in, in music and sound mixing and stuff, like it's really – it sounds really good. It's just too bad that the, the – the, like I said, the sounds that were coming through were, weren't made from other things and being a little more creative and shit. Uh, I think honestly I do have to agree – that I think the best scene in the film is the, the girl cl- uh, crawling through the fucking mud mm-hmm. and that whole, it's very claustrophobic and it's very intense. And I was actually feeling very uncomfortable watching that just like how I did with crawl or die. That whole movie was, I squirmed watching that entire film. I've never got up so many times while watching a film. I had to like pace around and shit. It was bugging me. Um, so that's effective, <laughs> you know, if that, if that can happen, but um, on all other levels, man, I really hated the script. I hated most of the characters in this film. I thought overuse of jump scares was just ridiculous. Uh, and a lot of character, uh, a lot of things that they did, like the climbing up that tree for five minutes and extending that scene for five minutes. It must have been five minutes. Well, that to built to drone. a scare. That's the one scare that, that uh, was most effective on um, the girl that I went with. Um, I missed it. I don't, I, apparently there was a hand or something. Mm hmm. I, yeah. for some reason, I did not missed that whole thing. <laughs> but, but the problem is with that scene is that it was so predictable because I looked over and I said, oh, I can't imagine what's going to happen here. And she co- goes up the tree and just as she's getting close to the drone, she gets fucking pulled down and bang. And then, and then has that, that typical scene where, you know, half her body's off the screen and it gets pulled out. And I'm just like, oh my God, dude. Like I, I just, I just envisioned that whole scene in my mind. I was like, Jesus Christ. You, you know what scene I didn't fucking get? Like when the, uh, somebody had to explain this to me after I seen it. Um, the the girl with the purple hair, she sees the stick figure and she's like, that's my hair. And then like some shit happens. I thought somebody fell out the sky, but apparently that black chick like broke the stick in half and it killed the purple haired girl. Like I didn't even notice that that happened. I was like, yeah, that, like, that was, that was, that was definitely on, weird. Like, <laughs> like, it it just was too fast. I was like, what the fuck <laughs> just happened? Somebody yeah. fall out the sky. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, you know, another thing I did like was the fact I like the time continuum where they're stuck in this. There, there's no way they're getting out of this shit, and it's all in the dark. It's a little cheap, but at the same time, I did enjoy it because it wasn't night. I just I don't understand how they didn't create that atmosphere for myself being all at nighttime. I just oh, was blown moves. away by that. What did you think of the fact that the end of the movie was the beginning of the movie? <laughs> because uh i know how much you love this is a yeah. running theme tonight guys again again you know you know my thoughts on that it just never <laughs> seems to work for me i can't even think of one instance where it actually did work for it me. it was actually not too bad in this one though the way they did it right it's it's Come on. Prob- it probably is better than um the other yeah 
Yeah. Um, because you don't know, right? Like you don't exactly. know that that footage until you see it and you're like, oh, and it's like, I didn't even notice it until the very end where she locks the door. I was like, oh, that was the same footage as the beginning. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, but it kind of lends to, it, actually it makes sense in this narrative, right? Which is the time space bend kind of makes more sense in this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I, I guess. <laughs> um, but I don't know, man. I can't. I can't really. I can't figure out too much more that I liked about the film. I just really. There's so many things in this film. I just. I can't fucking believe they've been. Why would they ever do? Put in the bugs and and all that type of shit. Like it just makes absolutely uh, to me, no sense to me. It feels like studio shit. Like it I does, feel like man. studio interference is there. Like they, I can't see Simon Barrett writing that and being like, and it like, doesn't make sense. Like, she's walking through and oh, she yeah, gets bit. Sense. <laughs> like what the fuck? I don't fucking get it, man. I don't. Get, I don't understand. Or no, she stepped on glass is what she did. Yeah, it's like that she got infected. Yeah, but it doesn't make sense for a Blair Witch movie. Like no. that makes sense in another movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, I know it doesn't really make any sense, but yeah, this movie to me, it basically failed on all accounts for myself. Um, I personally would not recommend this film unless I don't even know. <laughs> I really don't know. Um, unless you're a 19 year old girl, unless you're a 19 year old girl, it might work. It might work. Um, apparently it does. So JP is telling, telling you folks at home that, uh, it did work for 19 year old girls. Uh, but for myself and my homie Godzilla, <laughs> we we, uh, we drank our coffees with quite uh, a bit of laughter after this one. And um, <laughs> man, I'm I'm giving this one three out of ten. I I really just <laughs> it's it brutal. Was, you're a it savage. Was, it was just on. Well, at least your rating matches your description. Both of them, atrocious oh. and it's shit. I'm at and least happy with that because if you would have came in like with a six or something, I'd been like you motherfucker, or even a five, I would have been like you motherfucker. No, <laughs> no, but I mean, come on, try something new in the ending. Like seriously, yeah, yeah. definitely. I mean, like, it works. If this movie wasn't so fucking fun for me, then like I, I don't know, man. Like I do. Th- I always say fun factor does not matter, right? It's it's about what is what the content is, yeah. right? But fun factor matters a little bit. I'm not going to lie. It, it always does affect me a little bit, um, but only by like a half a point maybe. See, that's what happens when I'm watching all these low-budget shitty films. Sometimes they're really fun, you know, and technically speaking, they're probably really – you know, they're poorly made, you know, because they probably cost 50 bucks to make and shit like that. But sometimes they're fucking fun as hell, you know. Yeah. I mean you can kind of – disconnect yourself from the logic in these things because some of these films can't develop themselves because they're strictly bound by fucking budget you know it's just the way it is there's no excuse for this film at all there is yeah there's no excuse but i don't i mean like even those films though like there's i think that those films don't have an excuse either because there's been thousands of films that that have been good on low budgets but i get what you're saying about the fun factor it, th- this film to me man it, it's a it's a mess it's a classic case of, of messiness right like it's just it has like too much shit going on and it's not grounded yeah. and um like i like i said jump scares never bother me so like i'm not gonna take points away for that my main problems came from uh the lack of character development uh the lack of uh, uh direction in terms of story it, it didn't feel like there was a real uh goal there and you know even some of the cool stuff that i liked it 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 felt like 
they didn't really focus on it enough, like some of the time bend stuff. Um, it, it, there was no mythology added to the Blair Witch besides don't look at her, which I think was kind of self-explanatory. Yeah, I mean, that <laughs> was that didn't need to be. I wish they would have spent announced. more time like delving into some of them. Like, because the thing is, the fucking mythology is fake. You can make up shit, like, right? Like, you make up more fucking cases that happened. You know, like, oh, like, the, like, like after the movie came, like, like this happened or something. But fuck, mention the Black Hills of the kids who fucking went out there, the from part two or whatever. You know, like, use that as mythology, whatever, dude. Like, don't fucking just have these people go out into the woods. And then all of a sudden just scary shit happens and then they run forever and go to a house and the same shit happens. Like there's not much new to it, which was what I was disappointed in. Like I wanted some – I was just like – like it was so exciting, the idea that there's another Blair Witch movie. And then it was just like, okay, but that – like as – if it would have just been a standalone movie, like I said, go Do you think that played it. into – do you think that played into like how you perceive this film a little bit? Because I know like – you know, the original film means so much to you and, and the fact that this came out of left field and it was so exciting to, you know, just even think about this – there's a new Blair Witch film. Um, do you think that do you think that kind of affected the way you perceived the film as you watched it or it definitely did while I was watching it like I was hating it because of that because I liked the original so much and it had to take me time to disconnect to talk to my friends to hear what they said to realize that like okay that's be the reason I was filmed this way is because I love the original so much and this is not the original now let me look at this film for what it is. And that that kind of made me come around to it a little bit more because as soon as I watched it, I was like so yeah. mad. I was like, I was like, dude, me and Moods are gonna be on the exact same page with this one, and I I did not expect that because you said it shit before I I had seen it, and I was like, oh fuck, like <laughs> like I I was going in, and I was like, dude, I'm probably gonna like it because Moods isn't the biggest fan of the original Blair Witch, and I expected it to be more like the original in terms of just like. I don't know, like good. Um, but, um, you know, then I watched it and I was like, dude, I, I feel like the exact same way. And then I sort of calmed down on it a little bit. I, I went home. Um, I started seeing tons of reviews after that on Facebook. And I, I try not to re- read the reviews, you know, but like mm-hmm. just the short comments that I would re- read, like, and it was just an over amount of like hate on this like all the stuff that i didn't give a fuck about like the jump scares and uh like it being too hollywood and i'm like i don't even care about that like you guys are missing the point like the fucking bug thing like let's bitch about that because that was really stupid like just well who knows feels like hollywood doesn't matter to me people could have been referring to when they when they said hollywood they could have been referring to um the simple fact that they threw in those bug things and stuff maybe that's what they were referring to they just weren't being very specific i mean it's it's possible that i misread it like i'm not gonna lie like that's possible but like what i thought they meant was just like that it was like like a like it was mainstream style like with with, like the lighting and the way that it looked and no i mean i clearly don't let it i mean i like a lot of mainstream films and i I take them for what they are i mean if i was a hater of mainstream i would have hated don't breathe I, I I told you I said a lot of things that I thought were, you know, a little interesting about the film that I, you know, they weren't like terrible terrible things, you know, mm-hmm. but uh, you know I really enjoyed the film. Lots of mainstream films. I mean, we're fans of '80s films. I mean, those are pretty fucking mainstream, aren't they? Yeah, but not now though, right? Yeah. They're not mainstream now. They're like cult now. Yeah. But like you know, it almost fit. Like I see it every time, right? Anytime there's 
there's like a, a fucking like you get the same shit with paranormal activity haters and and mm. and like anything that's like out like people instantly don't. Oh, I don't like hate it. that film because it's popular. I just really didn't care for it. Do you <laughs> think that it's possible that it hap it, a Blair Witch would happen with paranormal activity? Because I've said that for the long longest time that like I think when we revisit it, you're gonna actually like it. Like, oh, it's I've, a good possible. I haven't seen. I honestly haven't seen the paranormal activity film since it came out which is like what, 10 years ago is, is it 10 years ago now <laughs> i don't know uh, like i even no, i have all the films one. i even have all the films i haven't even watched any of the sequels yeah paranormal <laughs> activity came out in 2007 so like 10 years ago just don't Almost. watch part four <laughs> holy fuck has it been that long it's crazy <laughs> So Next I mean, year, there, there there is a good chance. I mean, there is films that I'm probably Andy and you, um, that can agree that you've watched in the past, you didn't care for, and then you liked them later. And yeah. you know, there's obviously vice versa too, right? So yeah. Well, uh, I mean, also when happens. I was kind of getting at the fact that that reviewers, and I don't mean like actual critics, right? Like, because th- those guys do a pretty good job of of like reviewing, you know, like shit. That, like their rules always seem to apply except for like the biased assholes but i was listening to an episode of the skeleton crew and they were talking about how people are more um you know easy on the old school stuff and i felt that way forever i've always felt that way and that's kind of why i brought that up because it was fresh in my memory i just listened to that today um but it, it, it is something that's been on my mind for a while like I'm looking online at, at reviews, you know, to something that I review, like that we reviewed observance. Right. And like, I, I'm seeing people say things about that. And I'm like, I can't remember specifics, but I'm just like, dude, you fuck it. Like these same people are like, love these movies that fucking have the most ridiculous things that them ever happen. Like these, these eighties slashers and stuff that you know, certain <laughs> ones make no sense. And I'm just like, I'm like, well, what the fuck? Like, what? Like, why would we excuse that? Why do we excuse that? I think and, it comes down are, to personal preference. These are not just casual though. people, though, right? These are people who are writing reviews on like IMDb and shit, you know, or 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 people who do do YouTube videos or whatever. Like, I don't know, man. It's it's fucking always kind of, it's always kind of felt like a, a losing battle when it comes. No, to it, that it's shit. it's it's a never it's a revolving argument. It doesn't. There's no end to that. You know, it is what it is. I think people. Yeah, I mean, I've heard you say this many times that you feel that people are a little more soft on ratings with older films and things like that. I mean, it might be true, but then again, I think people are also, it depends what you grew up with too. Like if you were, if you grew up watching those older films and stuff, it's, it's like a nostalgic thing though too, right? Mm -hmm. You're going to be, it's, it's what you like and it's what you know. You know, if you, if you're drawn to like one certain thing, like you, all you watch your whole life with slasher films, like you're probably going to be a little easier on them because that's what you like. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not saying that that isn't the case. I'm just mm. saying that it shouldn't be the case. Mm. Um, because like, well, I mean, from there's, my there's no specific way that, I mean, telling someone how they should review a film or how they shouldn't review a film, I think is a little, I think is a little aggressive. It, but but it's not if it, I'm not telling them how they should do. It. I'm not saying like like you should do this. I'm just saying from my perspective, that's that's not how I think that it should be done. But I'm not telling them they can't do it that way. I'm just saying that like in in if 
in crit in critical analysis like you're supposed to leave all that shit behind mm -hmm. if you're being a fair critic and that's all i'm saying i'm saying if you want to be a fair critic you need to leave behind the bias of if you like slasher films or not mm. because that that's that's about being fair it's but about it, like i said it comes full circle man because you know everyone's not going to agree with what you say or write exactly so therefore it doesn't matter yeah, it but, really but technically I'm, doesn't matter. Everything at the end of the day is all opinion. You can you can true. state all the facts. Of, you can be right down to the technical aspects of a film, blah blah blah, and stuff. But someone doesn't agree with you, and and, and then it's just thrown out out the fucking window. Yeah, it doesn't and, even and matter. My point is that if you if you review something, right, you're criticizing that work. You're put and you're doing it in a form where you put your work, which is your criticism out there whether it's youtube whether it's written on imdb whether it's on audio on a podcast yeah. once you put that out there then it's fair for other people to criticize your work and that and you know i'm okay with that you can tell me that, oh i'm 100 yeah, this okay. is I this love is the reason why you're not good at reviewing or like you look at it wrong this way and i'm open to that i don't think that it's mean or anything like i wish people would say that more, more i wish people would be more honest about stuff like that like like sometimes people's reviews aren't good right it's just just the truth sometimes i ever I, dude i have hundreds of old videos on my channels that are embarrassing and suck right mm -hmm. so like I, i'm with i'm with you on like that that i'm i'm not trying to be like okay like you're wrong you're wrong i'm right that like i'm just saying that if you put your stuff out there and you criticize stuff i'm gonna maybe criticize the way that you see it if i think that that you're being biased or i think that you um aren't being fair and it's not mean it's not mean-spirited it's just it's just we're talking it's honesty like i like people who are honest i would rather have somebody be honest to me than not mm -hmm. well of course i mean <laughs> are, are, aren't we the honest people that, that we know i think that well you know you know that that's one of the things i pride the podcast on most is honest reviews like mm -hmm. i am so into that like i i just love like the fact that people can be unfiltered and say exactly what they feel and not care if people don't agree with them like obviously moods did not care that, that i did not agree with some of the things that he was he was pointing <laughs> out you know well, I mean? of, of course and you know when andy said that he really liked the film i didn't attack him because it is what it is <laughs> like the film you were kind of in the middle and i was way at the other end of the spectrum yeah well you know, see, it's, it's kind of it's kind of interesting it went down like that though it's it, it very is, rare that it, it does that um but you know so what i'm what, what back to what i was saying just to kind of end on it um when when i when i i've always like mood said with the some people see a movie that is you know a slasher they love slashers so that's what they like whatever um i grew up in the same era you know i i only watched the fucking 80s shit when i was growing up you know there was no 90s shit to watch mm -hmm. um and Not many good ones to watch at least <laughs> yeah <laughs> So um, I, I gravitated towards that. I love slashers. It's my favorite subgenre. But I'm willing to point. I'm I'm willing to point out the stuff that's wrong with with any film, just because me as a, a reviewer, as a critic, I take it very seriously. I want people. I want to be known as that guy, like that guy who's really honest. Like you're gonna get everything honest with it. So I like to call people out that I feel aren't being honest. 
And if, if you know, I see reviews online or I, I see it's not I'm not. So hack- is that is that is that what you're doing to me? When? Just earlier. You well, were, I was they- I was testing you. I was I was trying to <laughs> test you a bit. I was definitely. I, dude, dude, test me like that doesn't even make any sense. I was. I, I no, always does, say like, what I, I feel, and I'm always argument, honest. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I was, I was, I was battling with you. Like, but like even testing, testing me, like you, you honestly don't trust me after 88 fucking episodes and like hundreds and hundreds of other random conversations. <laughs> trust you on wait, what? Tr- I'm kind of confused. Trust you on what? Like, do I that trust I'm telling you? The tr- being that I'm te- honest? Yeah, I wasn't. Tr- I wasn't. I wasn't saying that you weren't being honest. I was just testing your your opinions, like you know, mm-hmm. in like arguing with you. Oh yeah, like yeah, I'm not. I won't back down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but and moods. I'm never saying that you're like lying, right? Like, I've anytime I ever argue with you or like, or be like, well, why do you think that? Or like, no, that's wrong or whatever. Like, I'm not saying that you're lying, right? I'm not. I'm not like saying like, oh, he want. He's like looking at it this way, and then he's just gonna say that he that he didn't like it or whatever. Like, that's never what it is. I'm just trying to see if maybe you saw it wrong, or maybe you. uh uh, might not have seen it the way I seen it, so I'm trying to get you to understand where I'm coming from. It's never that I actually think that you're lying. It's just that I think that maybe you saw it differently, and I can open your eyes to a different what a different perspective. It's never that I think you're actually lying. Just well, I'm I'm, I'm doing the same thing. I you know what I'm saying. Maybe maybe it'll be like the exact same thing that you're doing to me. <laughs> You'd be like, oh yeah, yeah. Maybe those jump scares were a little too much. Yeah, <laughs> you no, know, it's like definitely. And I'm see, I'm not one of those people that won't admit that either. Like I've said a hundred times, like, like, oh, I didn't even realize that. And then I heard a review, and like, it kind of opened my eyes up to the whole thing because oh, we're, yeah. we're humans yeah. and we make errors. Like, 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 I'm not afraid to change my mind at all. Like some people are though. Like they do, they don't want to go back on what they said originally. It's like go back mm-hmm. on what you said originally if you yeah. feel differently now. Yeah. I do it all the time. I, I have a different perspective on things all the we time. Sh- we should do a whole episode on unpopular opinions. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, that'd be good shit. But, yeah, I mean, kind of just the end, I guess. Like, uh, <laughs> I, I love – well, let's, let me say it this way. I like to offend people sometimes. It's what I do. You get you actually get off. I can hear you fapping over there right now. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, you know, obviously I say bold things sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Well, dude, I'm the one that called you an asshole. I think twice or something. Yeah. <laughs> you're being a fucking asshole. Yeah, but like, but. it's not like I feel like if somebody is sensitive enough to where like they feel attacked because I said oh, that their no. review, like, the, I'm saying that their opinion is, is wrong. Like, we all know it can't be wrong. Like, physic, like, literally opinions can't be wrong because they're opinions, right? Mm-hmm. But I can be a dick, and I can say that you're wrong. Like, and if you get offended or sad, like... No, you weren't so, being a dick, you were being an asshole. Yeah, an asshole, a dick. <laughs> like, like, if you get offended, like, oh, I'm, I'm so sorry that, that my words had hurt your feelings. Like, <laughs> come on, man, it's fucking the internet. It's, it's, yeah. it's fucking... Whatever, man. Shit talking. Oh, dude, I never like honestly, man. I I get I get you know some of the fucking brutal comments and shit like that all the time, and I'm just like I laugh it off. I never even respond. I'm just like fuck, whatever, man. <laughs> I, I could care less. Listen, I love the hate, dude. 
dude. I could like, care less. When I get a hate comment, it literally makes me laugh. Like I love them. Like they don't they don't affect me. Like the I crazy thing is, positive. is the amount of people that come back and watch my videos constantly. Like that Victor Calvero dude. He commented like in my last like five videos. Listen, again. there's something we gotta discuss about Victor Calvero. Okay? It's insane. For it's insane. Years, you and Jeremy keep calling him Victor, and it annoys me so much because it says Vitor. It's Vitor Cal something. It is not Victor. <laughs> you sound like the people in the original UFC who was like, "Oh, we got uh, we got Victor Belfort here, and his name's Vitor." Like, 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 just stop. what do you mean? It's V I K. <laughs> no, it's is that not Vic? It was V I T. Dude, well, he's he has multiple accounts, but anyways, his name because he does variations because he probably has want to change his name all the fucking time but the last one it was like vik <laughs> so it's oh, like really Victor. it was yeah. it was like v-i-t-o-r like cow or something yeah fuck who knows who oh, knows fucking Victor. but he but that guy that guy's like on he must be on medication though too because he fucking <laughs> like sometimes <laughs> sometimes like he left me a decent comment he was like oh blah 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 you know like he broke down the whole video and stuff and then and then, and then he starts attacking someone else on my video, and then the next video is just like, "You're a fucking idiot." <laughs> it's like, holy fuck, man! Like, what is wrong with this guy? It's like fucking, it's like Matt eighty seven rider on fucking oh, crack, man. Listen, I'm up way too late right now. <laughs> I think we all oh, are. <laughs> I guess you got to fucking, you got to get up and go to go to work. Yeah, soon, don't two you? hours. <laughs> man, this reminds me of like old school. 22 shots. I mean, we used to record on Sunday nights all the time. And, oh, yeah. and I remember like a lot of the intros and stuff, we used to talk about football, but I, <laughs> you just wanted to drown that out of your mind tonight. Oh, Go yeah. figure the bills. Terrible. The bills win big against Arizona. And fucking, yeah, that's crazy. Slaughtered today. We fucking slaughtered. Yeah. That was embarrassing. Not a good week. <laughs> I can't believe that the bill, I fucking didn't pick him to win either. I'm so embarrassed. Keel was at that game tonight. eh? Oh yeah. Yeah. He went down to Buffalo and watched it. He was fucking front row. But, I don't know how the fucking um, front row tickets. Yeah, so I guess that kind of ends our discussions on the Blair Witch trilogy. Um, the original Blair Witch, absolute classic. Like, such a well-made movie. Uh, the sequel, I love it. They thought it was decent. And the remake, or not the remake, it should have been. It's pretty much a remake. But the, the like, next sequel, the, like, middle film. It's or, a like, prequel. Whatever, <laughs> I'm just joking. Um, it's totally not a prequel. <laughs> uh, but you know that one, man. I, I I've seen more positive than negative reviews. Honestly, like way more positive. Um, really? Oh yeah. I, but, I, like I like pretty much everybody except for you and Tom. I've seen liked it, and me. Really. Yeah, like um, well, there's a couple of other people. I don't know. I mean, it, maybe here and there, like, but I'm saying like people that review stuff. There has been reviews popping up in my feed. I gotta, I gotta check out some of these reviews, see what people say about them. Yeah, I'm curious now. I'm actually really curious. Yeah, I mean, it, like, go to like ABC's of Hidden Horror page. Like, like most of them liked it. Fuck, crazy. Um, well, I'm not. I don't feel bad. I don't feel bad. I don't feel bad. <laughs> Uh, yeah, me neither. Like, I honestly, I can't, I'm not, I can't get on board with it, really. Like, it's just, it's just too stupid with, uh, with just the fucking Blair Witch stuff. It's just not a Blair Witch movie, really. Mm. Um, anyway, that's it for this episode, guys. I think the next episode will be Australian horror, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, we could do Australian horror. 
be good shit. We have no idea when it is, but yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe we'll record this week. Maybe. It's maybe. all it's all dependent on I guess your <laughs> job. <laughs> Um, yeah, but anyways, guys, we're out of here, man. That's going to do it for episode 88. Andy, I want to thank you once again for stopping by and putting in your, putting in your words. And, uh, you know, you're wrong about Blair. I'm just joking. (laughs) I'm totally fucking joking. (laughs) No. Um, if you liked it, that's cool, man. I mean, apparently the majority is people liked it. So, uh, but yeah, come back soon. Most definitely. If you want, if you want to come back and, um, yeah. JP, take us out of here, man. Yeah. Um, rate us on iTunes. Peace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Later.